Ready? So welcome back to the Diaries of the Wild Ones. Now, once again, a huge thank you to Wild Earth Australia for supporting me and the Adventurous Lifestyle. If you guys need any gear for your next adventure, running, camping, climbing, hiking, you guys name it, these guys have it. Go to wildearth.com.au and put in the 10% discount code MYDIARY. That's right, we've changed the discount code, guys. The new discount code is MYDIARY, all one word, capital letters, wildearth.com.au. Okay, so now you guys know that I live in Crescent Head and we love our little town and my friends and neighbors here have started Crescent Head Brewing Co. Not only do I love supporting small business, I love supporting just good humans. So let's give a big shout out to Crescent Head Brewing Co. And next time you come to our little town, stop into the tavern or the tavern bottle and support the locals. Two beers to choose from, a fruity XBA or a Chris Lager. Surf the point all day. Then have a Crescent Head Brewing Co. beer watching the waves as the sun goes down. That's the point, right? Now remember, when you come to Creso, enjoy this beautiful place and our local beer. But remember to leave no trace and take your garbage with you, please, guys. Much love. Okay, so now this episode is just straight up next level. And it's straight to the roots of this podcast. It's just insane. And I knew it was going to be wild, so I invited Rio to come along from Conversations of an Enlightened Elder. And this episode, I'm calling it like one of my top five because it's so freaking wild and it motivated me like no tomorrow. You're about to meet Patty Stanton. Patrick is a mountaineer send lord who takes us through the most insane story of his summit to Mount Cook in New Zealand and the summit of Denali in Alaska. It's freaking insane. Listen to this to the end. It's so, so wild. It just builds and builds and builds. I was nearly going to break this episode up into two parts because it's because it's a long story, but I just couldn't do it to you guys. I couldn't leave you guys waiting until next week. It's just so insane. Now, guys, so on that note of this episode motivating me so much, it's because I've started training to attempt Aconcagua, which is in Argentina. It's just under 7,000 meters and is the highest mountain outside of the Himalayas. So this app just gets me so pumped up. Now, as you guys know, I don't make any money off this podcast. I choose not to monetize it just to keep it authentic and exactly how I want to do it. So everything for this podcast is out of my own pocket just to bring you these stories. And I do love doing it. That's why I do it. So I want to stay independent and have this as my own true expression of spreading love and inspiration in the world. So I want to give a huge thank you to everyone who supported our pre-order merchandise drop I did on Instagram. It literally filled my heart with so much love and I truly thank you guys who supported. And if you guys would also like to support independent storytelling, I've put up a donate link on the website diariesofthewildones.com and I've also got a link there on my Instagram. So everything goes to the fees to attempt this mountain and the mountaineer training I need. I won't be able to do it without you guys. So feel free to support and just thank you so freaking much for letting this podcast come this far because your froth is what's kept me doing it. Okay, so now in true Diaries of the Wild Ones fashion, 
Let's just say for this episode, we jumped on a plane and flew all the way to California to Rio's hometown of Santa Barbara, where we all met up, smoked a joint because it's legal, and then recorded this most insane story. Enjoy, guys. I don't know. God dang it. (laughs) This is going to be so tough to fucking get through this. I don't know how the fuck we're going to do this. We're idiots. I don't understand I love this stuff. This is why. No, because the experience is to have as much fun with it as possible. So it's like, are you serious? That's what we're trying to do. Right now. <laughs> well, I'm just trying. <laughs> Is anyone else having trouble breathing? Um, like, how high are you? Dude, yeah, we need some a bit of. Va- oh, I've got a window here. Yeah, I'll open it up a bit more. I can, oh yeah, because I've shut the door now. I can open the door. I'll turn on the fan. No, nah, that'll go through the mic. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. heaps more breeze already. The whole time. That's heaps more breeze already. You're kidding yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I can, for some reason, I can't figure out who's Rio, you're that one. I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think yeah. it's just because yeah. we're moving heaps. <gasps> See? Ooh, that was a Are we moving? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! If anyone listen to this, I'll turn it off like straight away. They'll be like, "Screw these guys, <laughs> trolling me." You know what I should do? I'll just we'll do the potty, but then I should just cut this in the end after all the credits and shit. Then I'll just <laughs> I'll just fucking be like, "Oh, by the way, this is the first ten minutes of us trying to get our shit together." Known each other five minutes. I'm just like fuck. Oh, that's it. a fucking great idea it is they all do that do it. yeah yeah because yeah. people they love that shit yeah for well sure. you're just having a good time so like well actually no they don't I don't no, we'll sorry. record this part too you gotta leave this in <laughs> I mean this is definitely behind the scenes what's weird when it's just like so serious and shit like you can't chill you can't like be yourself yeah, yeah it's like I don't well, know. No, how, you can't I don't be. know how to do that. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just got yeah, to let go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is why. This is why I wanted to do this podcast. When I found out Patty is in yeah. the mountains, when you told me you climbed Denali, we'll go. Whoa, we'll get into it. Yeah. But it's just like when you told me that, I was like, oh my god, because right now, like literally, the last two nights, I've stayed up till like after midnight, researching how to climb Aconcagua. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm in that vortex now of like a mm. dream. Yeah. Where yeah. I'm like want to go for something, and I'm looking at how to do it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm looking at videos or, or like my own memories of in the mountains and stuff and i'm looking at watching docos and i'm watching things on youtube and i'm like i'm in that like oh my god it's got my blood flowing yeah, yeah you know yeah, so yeah. then i'm like who can i meet who can i talk mm-hmm. to what do i gotta do right i know i gotta get fit i need to start training altitude center like altitude you know training the altitude rooms i'm like oh my god it's like all this stuff yeah. when's the time Doing to climb everything yeah. so i'm like looking and then i know i'm gonna sit down and get to talk about mountains So it's like right now, it seems I'm so immersed in this world and it's been inspiring me so much. That's why today I had to get high. (laughs) (laughs) It goes with the theme. We're talking mountains and we're... I just want to have as much fun with it as possible. It's like I want to learn and have as much fun and like Mm. just look at it. And You know, like it's like when you watch a movie and you're high, you just sit Mm. there, you're so immersed in it. Yeah. So it's like Mm. I really want to get into like my own feelings right now yep. related, you know what i mean like yeah. i just want to hear other people's stories about mountains yeah man oh dude yeah. and this is how the potty started that's why i'm so excited because it started with me 
reaching out to people that I wanted to uplink with or wanted to hear their stories to inspire my own. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I was like reaching out, like, oh my God, I want to hear that guy's story. Yeah. And it you go, helps dude, so much, can I come man. hear your story? Like, for sure. Reaching out to like different people just like pushes you that little bit more each time. Yeah. Well, you start, yeah. you're surrounding wow. yourself by the yeah. people who do it. So you see that it's possible. Yeah, for sure. It is funny that it's like you just, without even realizing, you just like magnetize to people who are doing mountaineering or like rock climbing it's like fully what happens yeah, yeah. where did wow. patty where did you like did you did, Jeez, you, did you grow up like just adventurous um not like not very initially i i mean like when we were young man my brothers and stuff we used to like do heaps of camping and like go go um rafting and stuff mm. my my uncle like used to take us down the Colo River, like in Western Sydney, and oh, actually wow. take us caving a bit as well. Oh, really? That yeah. would have helped you, like, not one just get into that adventure, but yeah, like get into fear because oh, caving yeah. is like a little kid. Oh, the thing is, as an adult, it's really scary, but as a kid, you're interested. Yeah. You, you don't see yeah. danger, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. that's why you know, like, yeah, okay, yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Like, I mean, yeah. it was the best thing for us. Like, you know, there'd be eight eight boys under the age of fifteen in tiny caves and just sort of like one adult you just sort of learn <laughs> pretty full on hey. it was a it was like, weird to me oh man. man it was awesome like you just learn like how to help each other and like you sort of just got brave like all of a sudden like it was an awesome thing actually we stopped doing that because my little brother fell eight meters Whoa, yeah so that was like yeah that was the last the time, time. You- oh man i would have only been about 11 he would have been eight what and it wasn't, oh, he was like walking along a ledge in this cave in Bungonia and um, there was a crack coming out. We were at the end of the cave, whole thing was done. And then my uncle just said, you know, like walk over there. And somehow he was only like a little kid, like eight or so. And he slipped and just fell the whole way down this sort of like did ledge. You, did you see him fall? Man, I saw him fall. He like landed like on my shoulder, but it's like one of those memories Whoa. etched into my mind. And we all had like helmets and stuff. Yeah, but were you so scared? Oh like, man, I just, he hit the ground and then just like, I remember him looking at me like this, what, 10 years ago, him looking at me and then just crying like after a good four seconds. But you know what? He like didn't break anything. It was just, he oh sort of got God. hit some stuff on the way down. So it wasn't like a clean oh, eight so meter slowed fall. him down a bit. But like, yeah, to be honest, like those first experiences of adventure and stuff, like really, if I have to thank anyone, it'd be like my uncle, my uncle, um, Steve and my dad sort of wow. getting us into doing rafting and like going camping and. Yeah, from that age, we'd just go, starting then, we'd just be left to our own devices to go into the bush like, and like, yeah, so you know, lucky, man. like yeah. just so take lucky. matches, sleeping bag and a bit of fishing wire and we'd eat eels and, you know, do like, Guy, how old were you when stuff. you were doing this? Oh, probably from, I'd say, honestly, from like age 10, 10 oh, onwards, so really, good. we that's did that so stuff. That I literally that. think yeah. this is so important. Mm. It's funny. It's funny, right? So everyone... People say, oh, I'm not a father, so but I've just I've just witnessed this time and time again around the world where mm-hmm. people are traveling with their kids, where people haven't gone, oh, no, kids slow me down and have to stop now. Then oh, they've totally, kept going and their totally. kids, yeah. like that experience with you, what your uncle and dad were taking you into. Yeah. It's like they didn't, like they had kids, so they're going and doing that stuff still. Yeah. yeah. And like it breeds capable humans. Oh, My yeah, mate right sure. now, his little daughter, like my neighbors, 
they just went and they just went and lived with um, out on Arnhem Land as volunteers mm-hmm. in this community, just live as hunters and just yep. let, went and lived with the Aboriginals, taking them hunting. And mm-hmm. it was just like their daughter is like a five-year-old kid in a little Aboriginal community, like learning the yeah. culture, like living yeah. off the land. And then they live off grid down next to me and they go diving with him. When we go diving, they have her on a stand-up paddleboard yeah. sitting there and we use her as a float. Like we're yeah. di- like she comes everywhere. He surfed Shark Island oh, with her and put her in a dude. little vest the best and on a bodyboard and dropped her in and got barreled with her yeah. at Shark Warriors. Island. No, I mean, but she's so capable. Like little yeah. maple just run up and pick up any lizard, any animal. Like she's just so, you're just watching her in the wild, and like wow. just she's just playing with it. Yeah, because her parents are still doing that. Yeah, wow. and they've parents, exposed her to that yeah. environment. So it's like so they like they go surfing, out. they take her with her. So like your uncle and like dad, mm. obviously they were just into that stuff too, and yeah. they had enough like well, I don't know, they had enough smarts about them to like want to go into that fear of and like yeah. Give that to their kids. And I mean like there were dangerous times and like yeah, sometimes things went kind of wrong or like, but that's part of it, you know, like mm. a couple of falls here and there it just makes you more capable so as like, you get do, older. Does your brother like climbing now? Um, my brother's my little brother. No, I think after that fall, that kind of scarred him. Um, oh, see, but- there's a middle ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like yeah. yeah. You yeah. don't want to traumatize him, but you want to like teach him how to yeah, go in the field. Yeah, but- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. traumatizing little kids. So they never want to do it. I did that to Rico one time when when me and Rico were, when Rico was a little kid. He was mm-hmm. about six, mm-hmm. and I took him to Fraser Island. Right, we climbed up on this wreck on the beach. Yeah. And we're just like walking across this big shipwreck, right? Yeah. And Rico, I didn't get it. Rico's in front of me going, you know, just in front of me. But I'm thinking, hey, he's pretty smart. He'll know what he's doing, right? Yeah. And he fell through a hole (laughs) (laughs) on the top of the ship. No way. Right? And just disappeared in front of me. And I'm going, fuck. (laughs) This is intense, man. You know? So... I ran off the boat and then down into the bottom of the boat where he was. And he had like fallen right through the whole ship, you know, like a long way, right? And yep. there was a mound of sand in the ship. There was like one mound of sand, right? And that's right where Rico landed. <laughs> oh my God. And everything else was just rusty steel, right? <sighs> and he hit that. And when I got to the when I got to the bottom to see him, I thought he was just gonna be like shredded, you know. I was Are you yeah. like, oh, his mom's gonna kill me? Well, I was I was gonna kill myself, <laughs> you know, for doing that. But anyway, yeah. So you know, I get down there though, and it's like he's just rubbing his arm and he's kind of like whimpering <laughs> a little bit, you know. It was yeah. fine. Yeah. Nothing well, happened. Yeah, malleable, malleable bodies just straight through. Yeah. You- yeah. Yeah, that's why it's so important, like, what's going on, what happened in your life, that somebody was turning mm. you onto the shit when you were that, when you were going to absorb it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Ah. Like, I think, like, on top of that, like, um, like my parents sent me to, like, a really, like, outdoorsy school. It was, like, oh. a pretty, it's, it was such a sick school. Um, it was called Tudor House, and, it, and the school hadn't changed since, like, the 40s, like, everything was the same like you had to have a a, you had to have like a comb in your top like in your 
in your um sock. You had to have a hanky in your top pocket. Really? Like, yeah, wow. brush your hair. It was like full old school. Polish your shoes every really? night for dinner. Yeah, it was seriously. It was like a, a military primary was school. Was it like a boarding wow. school as well? It was a boarding school. So it was super like strict and stuff. But along with that like strict side of the school, it, they had this other side where it was totally free. Like you could climb trees. We'd go camping for days at a time. It was seriously wow. the most amazing like that primary school cool. like experience. But like I think like going to a school like that that allowed, I mean, you can't really say like boys be boys, kids be kids or whatever. Like I think going to a school that let kids get out and like experience these things was just so good for like that oh, early, oh, early sort of development. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, when you're, do you remember school camp? Yeah. Like school what? camp, I just was my favorite thing to go on school camp. And you went to a school that just always did that stuff? Yeah. Oh man, like the whole primary school. And we'd go like year five and six, we'd go camping for days at a time. Sometimes steal a couple of beers from the kitchen when we were like eleven <laughs> and twelve. Oh, cool. Like and just like go out and we'd be out there for days and like not see a teacher, there'd be thirty boys under the age of twelve. It was I don't think so I don't think it exists let, anymore. The but teachers like, let you go and do your own thing without them. It was amazing. You just signed a piece wow. of paper and away you went. Yeah, seriously. Wow. Yeah. That yeah, is it's so such cool, a cool school. Man. I mean, now I'm just thinking of like the whole excitement. I think that's I can fully relate because now I'm thinking of like being this little kid and going on a school excursion and you don't know where you're going. It's the unknown, like going to the science center or something or going mm. like to school camp. And I just, yeah. that feeling in your heart of like <gasps> this adventure. This is yeah. And I just realized yeah. that's what I get now. That is what I chase. It's just yeah. like I said right, right now, like planning yeah. this trip in Chile, like to go to Chile and Argentina. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, <gasps> you know, like starting to like look at it and I'm getting that excitement feeling that it yeah. was when I was a little kid. Yeah. And that's that about like you, like going to that school and also your dad and your uncle harnessing that. Yeah. It's like, it's tapping you into that feeling. Yeah. Oh, you know, that excitement sure. and adventure, yeah. it's making you like. Yeah. I think it makes it like not as scary when you like think of these things. Some goes on, you feel like you're a bit more capable of taking on like, you know, like mountaineering is a pretty hectic thing, but yeah. like yeah. doing those things as a young kid, you're like, oh, I'm familiar with ropes. I'm familiar with heights like on yeah you just feel more confident yeah so would they take you rock climbing stuff too no so they weren't into rock climbing at all um uh so i it's a bit weird like the way i got into rock climbing mountaineering was so bizarre like i um i saw this guy after my dad passed away and he was like a child psychologist and me and him became like really close how old were you like how old were you i was here? i was about 12 or 13 oh shit yeah. but yeah so like i saw this guy um called peter copeland and he was just like an amazing guy just like seriously the, the most amazing guy you'd ever wow. meet and are you he, still mates with him well oh, yeah i kind of get to that I, yeah oh, cool. I, I guess you'd say i i am but he um so he he used to do rock climbing a lot and I'd see him as like a child psychologist. He'd sort of see me and like had had a bit of a, almost like a father son relationship oh, with cool, him. Cool, cool. Tell me stories of climbing and rock climbing. It's something I always wanted to do with him, but just never got round to doing. Anyway, I went overseas for a bit, and he he wrote me this letter saying that he um had leukemia, which is so heavy. I didn't read it till I was overseas. Oh, and I got back, man. and I, I just thought I need to see him because I was friends with his daughter. And I thought, I've got to see him before, you know, like, because who knows what's going to happen. I saw him one more time and it was the craziest conversation ever. Like, he just told me everything 
I had to, I, he, I remember him saying like do you still want to do rock climbing do you want to do that stuff and I I just kind of it was like yeah like of course and he sort of just had this conversation with me where he like outlined this list of things I had to do to get into mountaineering <gasps> and then a couple of weeks later I found out that he passed away and it was just like it was so crazy though because it was like he gave me this sort of like the, the key. He gave you the key. Uh, honestly, I know it sounds like kind of corny or something, but no, he honestly did. And going to his funeral, I remember just holding, holding like his funeral like book and just thinking like, I'm going to take this to the top of the big uh, mountain. Like, holy yeah. fuck, And like just, dude. I don't know, I just had this it, like... That purpose yeah, it gave man. you. It just gave dude, me like this thing. That is yeah. so deep on so many yeah. levels. For one, it's like... Okay, exactly what you needed to hear and him mm. passing dude yeah him passing that on to you and then yeah wow, it's man. full on like i mean but it's it's good like it's it's a, it's bet, a man, happy and thing. what a way you'd be feeling a lot of love from him yeah huh? but what a oh, way I'm to sure, also man. like honor yeah. his spirit even right now just imagine how good that would like if he knew what he did you yeah. know what i mean passing that on to you you know yeah. it's like yeah. what wow what an amazing guy yeah yeah, he, no, he, for sure. He knows for sure already. Yeah. I know that's why he even had the conversation with you in the first place. Because mm. he just, he knew that's, you mm. know, he was giving you something that you would love and yeah. he knew yeah. it. It's yeah. funny yeah. when someone can yeah. give you a speech, when it does change your life, it's because it's fully meant for you. You know, like sometimes yeah. like you just, mm. you don't even mean, like you just say something to mm. someone and it's just exactly what they needed to yeah. hear. It gave them those tools, those keys. You know, that when yeah. they have that epiphany, when they have that thing. And it's yeah. also exactly what you needed to say. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that's, I think that that's really interesting. It's like, if you do have something to say and you don't say it, it's almost like you're a coward. Yeah. yeah you know it's important. I mean? You got to really fucking just be honest and mm. tell, you know, tell people what you think. You wow. Know? Yeah. And it's like, that's, it's always that invitation for us to participate. It's not about somebody else. It's really, mm. are we willing to give it in the first place to see what the response will be? Yeah. You know? And then you're going to find your tribe that way too. You know, it's like, you're going to be talking to people that relate. You're going to actually say something to somebody. And if they relate to you, your tribe just gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's about being your true, authentic self and showing you safe when you're being your... Th- true authentic self you're only going to have true authentic connections mm. and that got and this guy like he just just dropped it and yeah, just gave he's like an angel so hey, open like, to you, you know? yeah. I, yeah just one of these amazing yeah people and i like even that conversation i just like from the second like i spoke to him that night i just remember it just being like this is intense it's like an important conversation and mm. just taking those things and i just like followed it like a bible so like, he gave you yeah. your, your calling too and you- yeah so he like sort of said to start with to go do like a to go do a mountain mountaineering course over in new zealand and then to mm. and to go rock climbing get into rock climbing so that's like that was the first thing i sort of did knowing nothing like i had no idea where to start with rock climbing i'd climb trees and things but that's mm. a totally different thing um yeah, so like I, I signed up for this mountaineering course over in New Zealand and 
le- left off there, just not knowing anyone. I remember trying to convince some friends like to come join oh, me, and ter- yeah. I couldn't get anyone, so I just thought, bugger it, like I'll go You're by on myself. This one on your I'm own. just gonna yeah, start this, this cool. thing. Yeah, yeah like, well, already yeah. straight up. I'm like, uh, <laughs> note to self: go to mountaineering <laughs> course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. You're gonna have to I talk to Patty for it. You're gonna get this list from Patty now. Yeah. Oh my God, you're passing it on to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I need to the list from Patty. Okay. Fuck brilliant. Oh no. Yeah. Up Lincoln. Yeah, man. Smart. Yeah. No, so that was like that was awesome. So I, I saved up for this course with aspiring guides over in New Zealand. Aspiring and, guides. Yeah. And I was working at the time I was like doing rail work and stuff, so mm. uh, just to save up as much money as I could because yeah, mountaineering is so expensive. I'm guessing yeah. like they'd go probably south of New Zealand somewhere, you'd go up mm-hmm. go up into the mountains, set up camp and they just yep. do day trips or something like um, that's it that would have cost a bit yeah i think oh man back then like i i want to say three grand but i oh, I, right. I wanted I to take it Texas. real seriously i think it's yeah. gone up since then but like i did the one-on-one with a italian guy oh called um, gianni Pretton, and he was he was Whoa. awesome like this guy like i got there i remember just being like i want to like I want you to break me in, like don't don't hold back. And he he definitely did that. Like we'd go rock climbing, and he'd just like let me fall and just let the rope run out a little bit, so I could experience what it was like to really like. Yeah. And I like I remember one time just grabbing the rock like stupidly on the way down. If you rock climb, you know not to do that. Like, and I just tried grabbing this rock, and I just cut my fingers up so bad, and I looked down. And he's just looking up at me, smiling. Like he just like, yeah, thought it was funny. Like, yeah. He's like, "Yeah, you're learning. That's good." <gasps> well, wow, this guy, yeah. this what guy was the best dude in yeah. the world, man. Because yeah. he, tr- you know what it is? He trusted you. Yeah. He knew you were going to be okay. Mm. Oh my god. So he was that smart that he was like, he saw, you know, he yeah. saw what you could Let do right from the beginning, and oh he said, god. "Dude, I'm going to just like have to show him what he can do." Mm. Fuck, oh my that's god. Amazing. Yeah. So, so that Genius, was that was dude. a cool experience, like that first little, I guess, dipping my toe in the water over there, um, was amazing. Cause like yeah, just having that, like having someone to teach you the basics, mm. like and someone who was so seasoned and Italian mountaineer from the Dolomites, oh, like yeah. cool. such a funny thing, Project like cool. yeah. Cool. So then doing that trip, like I knew no one, but this is what this. Then I met the guy who really kept this thing going on the way back i was i booked a shuttle from wanaka back to queenstown and i get on this shuttle and there's this other guy alex his name's alex mortica mm. he's a czech australian um mountaineer and he was doing the same thing so at the time we were both sort of learning just starting and he he had had someone fall through with him and he'd come over by himself himself to do a one-on-one mountaineering course and then i met him and oh. That just started this like friendship of rock climbing with him because we were both that serious. We we're both on that like trajectory. Like ah, so, cool. yeah, yeah. That was like that was like the first the first real beginning of things. Wow. Have yeah. you climbed with them very much? So after that, I took him rock climbing a bit, and he was he's he's like a scout like leader. He's really into the mountaineering sort of scene in Australia. And um, we went down after that. He introduced me to another guy called Elia um, Carey, who um, we all went down to the Snowy Mountains and we'd just go down on weekends and just 
go out to Blue Lake and do ice climbing and really, is really that, push ourselves. Is that like, all like the to, Western faces? Yeah, it's sort of like, um, is it near Gustigar? Ice Gustica? climbing. Yeah, no, so there is see, ice climbing in Australia. Crazy. Yeah. So we would go, man, just the commitment though. Like I remember one time like us driving down there, getting there, hiking the whole time. Like we were just on foot the whole time, getting back at like three in the morning one night back to the car park and then just driving the whole way back to Sydney like after and then going to work the next day like we were just that keen to just like do it as send much it. as we sounds could sounds like Kirsty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah just saying she like likes Kirstie. to send it that, my yeah. mate's down at uh, Blake who I want to climb Aconcagua with yeah he just so he does exactly that he's so into it yeah he just does these south coast missions he'll just like he'll finish work on like a Friday afternoon in Sydney jump in the car, drive all the way out. They sleep for a couple of hours and then it's just, they'll be hiking for 16 hours out of the mountains, camp, build a snow cave, camp in the Western faces, yeah. hike back. And they just fully send it for the weekend. You're like, are you kidding me? They just always do it. But yeah. he said, if we're going to climb Aconcagua, I have to do it with him this year. Yeah. I have to do missions with him because he wants to no, train together. Yeah. And he said, we might, you that's even to, funny. Man. He said, he said we should go stuff. to New Zealand. Yeah. You so should. him and I should actually go to New mm. Zealand and do, do a little mountaineer course. Man, it's the most underrated mountains in the world, New Zealand. Like they're, they're small, but they're mighty. Like in altitude, wow. they're not that high, but they pack a punch. Like over there, yeah, they're, just, they're, they're, they're really, some of them are really technical mm, for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's not a lot in Australia in terms of mountaineering wise, but just go across the ditch there and it's yeah. it's amazing there it's a playground and the thing is the, those mountains are coming right out of the ocean yeah you know that's what's fucking mind-blowing yeah. yeah it might not be the highest place in the world yeah but it you know for like it's coming from the water to the top mm, of the mountain for that's sure do you know why why i like mountains why i'm absolutely absolutely terrified of them yeah right i'm absolutely like i was just picturing then when you said like they're not the mm. highest but they're but they're so technical mm. it's like it's not the highest mountain like in the himalayas like annapura yeah like it's not as high as Everest or whatever but it's like so much more technical it's the most dangerous mountain mm. you know oh, what i mean because it's really? so technical and when you're For saying sure. that i pictured being like on some peak mm. and having a big snow drift ice wall above yeah, you where like, like half of it's falling off yeah yeah and you've got to go like under it or whatever mm. i was just thinking like it the mountains absolutely terrify me. <laughs> yeah. Like to the yeah. point, like it's like sometimes it's just too much adrenaline. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think that's why I freaking love it. Yeah. Oh, man. Because like, I get full adrenal fatigue and like, yeah. you know, I haven't climbed Denali, like I, just the stuff in Iceland. I'm like so scared sometimes. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, I'm going to do some training. Oh, <laughs> but I just realized what, that must be why I like it. Yeah, for that's sure. Like it's just so raw and wild, but you're so free. Yeah. That's also why Shelby was crying when you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, but it's just her, her way of expressing it. Yeah, maybe. Like into, yeah, she, yeah. Pretty she got real devoted. And I was, like, not, she's like, yeah, go for it. But she got, like, scared and, like, sad. Oh, really? I was like, oh, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go climb um, Aconcagua. And then she's like, but what if something happened? And it was, like, really nice. But I was like, it was funny. I first came at it from, um, don't ever question my abilities. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, really? No, no, I first came oh, at it no, from like, you know, like when right. you just want to surround yourself with people that like know you can do it. Yeah, of course. So you don't even question it. Well, they're so always going to do that. And then I was like, oh, hang on a second. She just said that because she cares about me. Yeah, dude. And I was like, yeah. it's hard sometimes to admit like or accept. Man, it, yeah, it's, it's so beautiful. It's amazing. I do what I do. Like whenever my mom or ex-girlfriends or whatever are like, oh, how is it? Is it dangerous? Like, no, nah, no, nah, it's not at all. Like just mm. flat out because there's no use. Like, yeah, you know. 
like yeah. that actually no get... use to having their stress on you as well yeah that's what I mean and then they're unnecessarily like stressing it's better to tell like I've found I'll just tell them after like <laughs> that's what I tell my mum too it's better and I just tell you know? dumbed down versions and then she started listening to mm. the podcast and started crying all the time because she was here, she only ever knew the dumbed down versions oh, she listened yeah, to the one when I ended damn, up in hospital you know, in that. Korea she was like bawling <laughs> her eyes out, like I didn't know you were in hospital like were you all that sick yeah <laughs> wow for sure. All right, right. So, wow. so you've done. So you're yeah. going and you're doing this mountaineer course. I've got to get back. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And so you're in New Zealand. You, mm-hmm. This guy's teaching you. He's yep. he's he's like the main guy who taught me. And then I've met Alex on the way back. We we'd go down to snowy mountains or we'd go rock climbing in the Blue Mountains, and we'd always oh, yeah. be doing something together. And then I remember one time we're driving down. He's just like, so he's like you're just your climbing partner. Just your climbing buddy partner. Just it with. Yeah. He's your d- dude. That he's you- my yeah. He he was he was my he and he's such a legend. It's so funny with like Alex. Like he's like a he does web design. I do construction. Like yeah. in mm-hmm. real world, we'd never meet. But and we're so different. Like but we just connect with this one thing so well. And like. We're real close. That is so Yeah, sick. which is cool. That's like, fucking cool. But um, we're driving down to the Snowy Mountains, just me and him, and then I just remember him being like, oh, do you want to do um Denali? <gasps> and I was like, oh, well, like we haven't climbed anything. Wait, like, wait, for the like, listeners, where's Denali? Oh, Denali's in Alaska, yeah. yeah. And it's the it's highest in, in North America. It's the North highest America. Mountain. Yeah, I think it sits at... Six thousand two hundred meters around That's that, long way up. something yeah. like that. That's yeah, so it's yeah. a big one, and it's um, <sighs> and it's got a lot of technical. It's technical. It's is it? yeah. I mean, it's not. It, it's got some technical parts of it, but like generally speaking, it's not the most technical by any standard. No, it's a good but step it's big. up. It's, it's like where you. Yeah, yeah, it's a big it's like, expedition because it's quite. It's like one of the most prominent mountains in the world. So even though it's not, you know, it doesn't re- reach the altitude of Everest and the Himalayas, um, from start to finish, from, I think you start at about 1,000 metres and end at <gasps> 6,200. So it's a longer distance. Yeah. yeah. Wow, so, yeah, except yeah. other mountains like Everest, when you start at base camp, you're already halfway there. Or yeah, you're pretty yeah, high yeah, altitude. 4, 000, yeah. And then yeah. you go up to eight, yeah. Mm. But so, so he said this and I was just kind of like, we've climbed like pretty minor peaks in New Zealand, done a bit of rock climbing. Like, apart from that, I'd done that course and watch YouTube videos, so it's, like, not the best basis to take on this, like, you know, massive mountain. So then I sort of said, like, well, how about we do Mount Cook in New Zealand as, like, a, as a practice? And that's, like, a smaller mountain, but it's more technical, I'd say. Yeah, far more technical than Denali. Really? So we started training. We thought, we'll do, we'll train, like, and we'll stay humble with everything. If we can do... Mount Cook and we don't bite off more than we can chew and we can, yeah. if we can climb that, then we'll think about Denali. So that's what we started preparing for, Mount Cook, in, wow. which is New Zealand's highest mountain. Um, wow. It's actually, Mount Araki is the, the, like, the Maori name for it. But, um, wow. Yeah, so that was, that started then us intensifying things even like, more. How'd you start training? Where, like, when you are training, what, going to the gym and everything, running? Running. I just, I did lots packs. of running at the time. I used to run about uh, 12Ks five times a week. I got so, I couldn't do it now, which is yeah. shameful. But, yeah, I got real fit, like, lots of climbing. And then I, I suggested to Alex that, because he, he's more of a mountaineering, so he's not as much rock climbing, which was a bit more. I was 
I, I want to say like a bit more into the rock climbing side of things. But I thought as a mental test, we should try and climb this uh, climb on the sea cliffs of Sydney called Last Wave. It's oh, it's not the highest grade, but I thought let's do it at night with head torches on just to just to up the ante a bit wow. and see if we can handle the pressure. Because I'd researched Cook and realised that if we climb Cook, you got to leave like at one at night, two in the morning. So you're climbing through the night. So I thought let's start with this and see how we go. So yeah, next minute, man, me and Alex are hanging off the sea cliffs of Sydney. There's like a storm just off the head, like and we're trying to climb these chossy like sand. It's, it's just awful, like climbing, like Whoa. not not hard, but just the the holds and everything are Dangerous, so sus. Man. And like you know they they crumble, they, they crumble break. off. Then like, you're looking at the U bolt like that someone's glued in and it's receded back like 50 mil. So you don't know how much is actually in the rock. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like from the, oh, yeah. the wind erosion. Yeah. So me and him on there with head torches trying to climb this thing. It's like 12 at night by the time we finished. And yeah. Oh my was, God. And yeah, you pulled epic. it off. But... We pulled that off and that was our preparation for, <laughs> for Mount Cook, <laughs> which yeah. isn't the best. It's kind of like, but at the same time, yeah. it's like it's set yourself like little achievements. It's like, all right, we'll climb this and yeah. then we'll step up. We'll climb this. Yeah. Well, you Shit, know, it I sounded pretty, mm. pretty full on the, the sea cliffs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I reckon I would have been confident after that. I think know? the night thing made it hard. Like, and yeah. we could, couldn't talk to each other because of the wind, like the wind's blowing. So you're sort of yelling mm. down. And so you're starting to get a bit nervous because you don't know what the other person's doing. Yeah. So that's pretty <laughs> full on, man. Yeah, that was a good test. Yeah. When, when you go, when you're going in now to Mount Cook. Yeah. Are you? So you've done this first one. You've done it at night. Yeah. But then going into Mount Cook, you're doing that because, like, what are you expecting to happen out there? Like, are you expecting mm. like five days to do it? Like, mm. what what was your expectations? Like that you were going to have to be doing night climbing? Yeah. So like our expectations with Mount Cook was that it was going to be pretty much what it was. Um, like a, a more technical challenge in ice. Um, but not, not it, Mount Cook is a, is like a 12 hour turnaround, 12 to 15 So you hour. go to top yeah. to bottom in 12 go hours. Go to the top in 12 hours. Oh, but you start at, that's if you go up to the high, uh, there's a hut halfway up, which to be honest, we went to down to the fact that we had like, we'd flown from Australia. We wanted to do it from the base, but we only had like a one day window for oh, good weather. Yeah. So we thought, well, let's Smart. just get to that point. We've got one good day of good weather. And we, if we don't climb it, we're definitely not doing Denali. So yeah. we decided to fly to that hut. Um, but before this, there's been bad weather. So we, um, I gotta say this story. We, we were stuck in a hut down lower and we thought we'd do some rock climbing for a couple of days. So we set out rock climbing and we got given this, this really shitty like rock climbing book, black and white, really old. And we set out to do this like pretty easy sort of like grade 19 climb and we i've hopped on it and i'm started climbing and i got up sort of like eight meters and I, there's nothing to clip into and then i'm sort of seeing the next you know the next ring bolt and i'm climbing again and clip into that and i'm thinking like holy shit like this is actually like really hard like i don't know what's going on here and there's not as much protection as it said in the book and i keep climbing and the runouts from my rope to my like last piece of protection is getting bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually and the climb's getting harder too so i'm going up and i'm like what the hell is it? like and it's kind of beating me down because i was thinking like have i gotten really shit the new zealanders just 
Oh. Are they better climbers than they grade stuff? Yeah, you started questioning yourself. Wow. Anyway, it was so intense. I had this massive run out at the end, and I like was just my last bit of strength got to the top, clicked in, did the climb, got back to the hut, spoke to this old mountaineer who was there, and I'm like, oh, that was full on, you know. And he's like, yeah, which one did you do? And I said the name. I feel like it was something stupid like Rabbit's Run. And then he's gone, no, you didn't do that. You did like Iron's Fist or some shit. And then oh my God. I'm like, what grade's no that? He's like, that's way. like 26, 27. I was like, holy shit. Like, no wonder. But oh, oh man, my God. it was pretty You tricked, you like, tricked just, yourself into stepping up. Oh, I tricked myself hard. Oh but man, God. I like, I only, honestly, I'm not the best climber. I only just got away with it by the skin <gasps> of my teeth. Well, like, it, that's <laughs> that balance. If it was too much, it <laughs> yeah. would traumatize oh, you. It's like the little kid. Too yeah. much and you traumatize you yourself, stop. you're just oh, too yeah. scared. Man. So it's nearly towards the trauma side yeah. of things. Like, yeah. Yeah, but that's when you yeah, sure. yeah. You're you're out of your comfort zone. Oh like yeah. the whole part Big of like time. learning and pushing yourself is just going a little bit pushing your comfort zone a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. But you went like way out of it. Now I was I was freaking out on that wall though, for that's, sure. But that's, and Alex was too looking at me. Like But what yeah. a good were thing you, to show were you. Were you on the top? I was at the top, yeah, for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But like, what a good like thing to show you Mm. before you take on something like you're about to do, like such a big mountain. You know what I mean? It's just like, what a thing to show you. Yeah, put you in your place. Man, like just going to New Zealand, like just looking at those mountains will put you in your place, I reckon. Oh my God. Honestly. And another thing, like before we went into it, because one thing that I always got taught was like, don't try and like bite off more than you can chew, but push yourself, but also like do it for the right reasons. But yeah. we, I, I had a thing with Mount Cook that maybe I didn't deserve to be there in a weird way. Cause I was only 22, like really young. It's a pretty hectic technical mountain. And then I, um, yeah, there's a museum there and you go into the museum and there's a thick book of all these people who have passed away in, in Mount Cook National Park. And that just put something weird in my head, like, from the beginning, like, oh, like... Yeah, because you never you think, know, oh, like, it'll never be me. Yeah, like, you know, there's these great on. mountaineers who just get unlucky and have, you know, like an iceric fall or mm. avalanche. And, and that... But it kind of was good in a way seeing that, even though it was hard seeing the book full of, you know, young, healthy people, like, in the memorial. Like, it really made me realise, like, how serious wow. this was, like, doing it. But um, yeah. So so after we did all that, we we flew- you're making me realize how serious it is. It is serious. <laughs> like, holy it is. shit! Like I'm, I'm, sure. I'm actually I'm mm. here to. Get, I was like wanting to get inspired. Right now I'm just getting scared. No, no. Like you I'm getting. Get no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you know what I mean. Like right, I'm realizing what I'm in for. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to go. But to that's a New Zealand. It's a good, a good idea. idea. That's a yeah. really good idea. But now like excited about going to New Zealand. But now I'm I'm, I'm scared of Mount Cook now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll climb it one day. I mean, like there'll be some people maybe even listening to this who will be like. Oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, so but like, for you, it's scary. It, you're only 22. You're starting your journey. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah, it's just where you are in your comfort zone. Yeah. And that's what fear is, you know? Yeah. It's like if I go, if I paddle out Chopu in yeah. Tahiti, I'm going to be crapping my pants. For sure. But then like, but which, like another, you know, a guy from there is just like, well, it's just another day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking like, but another thing like at the time it might be like foolish in a way, but I like wanted to do it all myself. Like I wasn't guided. So I from the beginning and I think that's the best way to do it and I think like you're saying you want to do it and I'm not against guiding in Mm. any form like especially doing like big expeditions and things but I think doing it with just it was just me and Alex you know and we were just 
trying to keep it as pure as we could yeah. do it ourselves i yeah, think the sense of accomplishment out. is so so amazing when you oh, wow. when you try and take on something like that so yeah i'll, I'll go off track but no, like no, um, no you haven't i've been loving this yeah. so, this is so yeah. interesting i know i'm scared oh, so, I'm edge of my seat. oh man i was scared so we we got on this like helicopter we've flown in to the mountains and they've dropped us off at um at the hut and then just looking at Mount Cook, man, it is it is scary. It's a, it's a scary mountain to look at. There's a thing called the gun barrels, um, which is like a series of like loose ice erics. And it, they fall down onto a thing called, I think it's the Linda Shelf. And you've got to cross this shelf. Uh, but if you cross it uh, at wrong times, the gun the gun barrels, name, it just lets like rock and ice just fall especially in the afternoon sun so we're just looking up at this mountain and it is full on like i haven't climbed anything on this scale um but me and alex like like stayed sort of like i guess what's the word like stayed positive and optimistic about it and we like set our alarms for i think one o'clock the next day um and i didn't sleep at all like not a little, not a wink yeah. of sleep. I just everyone was snoring and sleeping, but I was just like fully awake there. Wow. Yeah, it was hectic. Oh my god! Yeah. I just got so scared. Yeah, yeah. I just got so. I'm just. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so eventually the alarm goes off after I'd just been like laying there listening to the wind kind of howl, and we get up having the quickest breakfast. Like how cold are we talking? On. In it, like New Zealand's not that cold because it, it is at sea level. It's actually not that cold, which can be a problem when you're on the ice and snow mm. and stuff because it actually can turn to slush pretty yeah, quick. It's yeah, it's not as cold. Mm. It's not as stable. Yeah, and yeah. New Zealand being mm. an island, like the weather can be pretty unpredictable. Because you're close to the island. ocean too, mm. you know. Well, that, yeah. So then it even makes it more technical. Yeah. yeah. Like, even though it's not and a the higher you go, the colder it's going to get. actually dodgy. Yeah, it is. I, I found it. I found the conditions pretty dodgy we were climbing in. Um, so we... We wake up and we're having our cereal and stuff. And then Alex gives us some water, skull that, um, and away we go. And we're going through the night, head torches on, um, massive crevasses, like, opened up. And that was the most scary but amazing experience. Like, wait, I, I could have been on another planet. So you're in yeah. the crevasse fields yeah. there. You got, yeah. and so what, you got to cross that? Got to cross that. How do you cross it? Sort of base of it. So um, you're literally, are you just, like, you're we just... zigzagging. You're just zigzagging between, huge yeah. holes mm -hmm. that fall to the abyss. Yeah. Because that, that's actually my nightmare is mm. crevasse. Mm. It's like falling into a, the abyss yeah. and just freezing. Like, you can never get out. You just fall into a hole. Like, it's like claustrophobia yeah. with, yeah. like, you're freezing to death and you're, like, drowning. Yeah. Kind of, in For a way, sure. you feel that, like, yeah. it's and, like you've been yeah. buried alive. Yeah. yeah. You know, with coldness. Yeah, yeah with coldness. <laughs> yeah. And worse than that, like, when you're walking along them, you can hear the rivers underneath it. You can hear the water flowing. So you, like... You might go past one and you can just hear... It's like a raging river in part. So you think, Fire, if I like fall here, especially only roped onto one other person, like if he and, can't stop me... And people fall on them. You know? <laughs> people do. Because like if I your do. mate falls... I I went, what, what? Oh my God, yeah. when? Um, oh, I'll oh, we'll get, get into that, that later. You yeah. fell into one? Wait, we'll get to yeah, that. We'll get to that. But, but, but it kind of comes with the territory in a when, way. Like. When, you're, um, when you're crossing... Mm. Like these first crevasses, yeah. Are you 
Are you and your mate roped in together? We're roped in together, yeah, for sure. You don't want to cross a crevasse field. So if not roped who, to anyone. So if you're going first, so if all last, because I suppose anyone can fall, but you've just got to, you've got to be prepared at any moment. Your mate might fall, and you've got to try. Yeah, so I always stop. And... I always think about how you catch this body that's just as mm. much as you, and how you're going to stop it. You know, when it's in momentum. Oh man, yeah, don't yeah, you for just sure. Yeah, but it's just like when you don't see it, like if it just, like say your mate falls I'll behind I'll answer that question later on when we're right. Denali. I've got a good answer okay. for that. Oh my God. Okay, okay. This but Alex is, is going to tell, Alex is going to kill me when I tell the story. Ah, oh, this is crazy. So, man. yeah, we're, so we're going off across these, through these crevasses and stuff and we get to the Linda Shelf um, and there's like an avalanche in the middle of the night, like, which was really rare. Like, there was another guide, guiding expeditions from adventure consultants. And I remember him being like, that is so unusual, like, at this time for, for that. And we thought for a second it might have covered two French climbers who were at the bottom of the mountain. But then we saw their head torches come through and we're like, sweet, they're all good. So, yeah, we continue up and then there's like... Now you know at any moment you can have avalanche. Oh, man, for sure. Like, any moment. I mean, like, there's things you can do to minimise that, like doing it when it's cold, early in the morning, whatever, late at night. But, like, at the end of the day, like, if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, there's very little you can do. Except be quick. So, were you scared? Like, are you, at this point, when you know what you're going into, are you excited or are you scared? I was, like... In the when I first woke up, like not woke up, when I first head out, I was like, it felt like I was in another world, and I was loving it. I thought it was so cool, like just being amongst the crevasses and jumping over them and like navigating oh, under wow. big ice boulders and stuff. Um, I thought it was awesome, but then what happened is I started feeling really sick, oh. and I thought it was um like altitude sickness, but I I spewed up, and I really thought about it. I remembered back before we head off. Alex handed me some water and it was like dirty pot water. And I've just thought, yeah, hydrate myself for the day out, skull it. So I smashed it. And I remember just being like, yuck, that was so gross. But I think that like set me off to start. Oh my God. So you're like climbing a mountain and you've got like, yeah, I've been vomiting from that stuff. It was hectic. So you're so losing your energy and you're about to like, yeah. Yeah. So like getting pretty tired and stuff. But then I had a second win because we got, we hadn't done the most technical part of the climb yet which is like a pretty vertical rock scramble. And at the time, me and Alex were, were sort of taking turns. So uh, I'd climb, then he'd get to me, and then he'd climb into a leg. And we'd, But then we got to a pretty weird part at the top. We'd see everyone was going to the right, and it was really packed. And, you know, you're racing the clock here because you don't want to be coming back down in the super late afternoon um, when when the you know the snow's loose and everything's like avalanche way more common then so i thought like i'll go up the left side and i do and i did and didn't regret it i went up the left side and the exposure was just like seriously it was like about 800 meter just fall like straight off the side of this mountain oh my god i'm doing like mixed ice you know crampons um yeah, so uh, you're spiking axe, in. You're spiking in, and then I'd have to like put so, my ice axe and then rock climb, and then it was just like so. so people that awesome. people that don't know what, what crampons that's are, there's pe- people that don't know what crampons are. There's spikes for your feet. Mm. They strap onto your feet so you can climb the ice. You know, those little little stabby little things. suckers. Yeah, <laughs> little stabby. Yeah. Little They're suckers. so important, man. Yeah, yeah. I feel like 
most people, the biggest problem with them is they just don't put them on properly and then they'll run into problems like when they're climbing. Yeah, because when you're climbing, thing, you can't thing. fix gear. That's the thing. It's mm. like when I was like doing my stuff, like it'll take me 20 minutes, half an hour to gear change because like you're making sure everything's right. Because oh, once you're on and climbing or once you're on and doing something like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like stop, you have to build something in the snow to hold your stuff and like sit there to like yeah. go from a split board and then strap it all on your back, get the crampons. Cause, and yeah, you got to get on. Mm. It's what? like, yeah, famously, like, I think the first Australian expedition to Everest, one of the guys' crampons weren't, weren't tied on properly. And, yeah, he, yeah, the couple of minutes he had his gloves off, he lost his fingers, yeah, and I think even a hand, like, so it's just crazy, like, oh, just how important, yeah, like, on. setting off, especially, like, I reckon when it's really cold or, like, yeah, at a high altitude, more it's technical, you know, you've got to have those mm. things. They're so important. Because like, you just can't get warm yeah. again. You take your mm. hand out for a second mm-hmm. to do something or, like, zip something up because you've got mitts on, you can't get it, and you take your hand out for a second, it's, and you just can't get it warm again. You know what You're pumping like, your shoulders. What? what it sounds like is putting a human being in the most extreme circumstances you could and telling him to climb a mountain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. That's, <laughs> That's what it is. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, are you are you are you yeah, like impressive. when you've seen this like overfall? You're 800 meters, like looking straight oh, man, down. Have you started so freezing? Are you freaking? I was like, it's that thing, isn't it? It's like the sadistic thing in me was like, this is so crazy, but I'm loving this. Like I'm wow. living right now. Like this is crazy. This fall. If I fall now, I'll definitely kill both of us. But a part of me was just like, this is awesome. But then something dodgy happened in that technical part. I was climbing and I. I set my ice axe in and then it just made a funny noise and I was like, I was about to put all my weight on it and go for my other my other one and then I thought, no, like I'll redo that placement and I've gone to swing back and then my other ones, my, my feet both gave way and I, and I was holding on by one Fuck. and I just like, it was honestly like a movie. I like, I was like looking down for a second and then just like got it back together again and just so was, wait, wait, it you, was hectic, man. So you pulled the ice pick out and then your your crampons are My spikes. crampons gave, yeah. Gave. So you're flipping, yeah. you're holding onto one yeah, ice axe and all it's done. Yeah, that was and about to take out. People yeah. on ice axe, he's just picked it into the ice, you know, and he's just got his weight on that pressure. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. a freaking, you know, because like if you change the angle of that, yeah. you're going to fall oh, out. Oh, man. Do you have like a terrifying. really strong grip? Oh, at the time I did. No, well, his well, life well, depended uh, on it. Uh, oh. <laughs> like if you would have fallen where your mate was, because you used to still rope together at this yeah. point. Oh man, if I had fallen, like if, so as I was climbing, I was placing cams, which mm-hmm. like for some of the listeners, they go in the cracks of the rock, they're rock climbing piece of equipment. I was planting them, but man, if they failed, then yeah, mm. it's a pretty, and I was pretty run out because we we're trying to climb fast. Like alpine climbing that's the goal of it like you're kind of against the weather like you want to yeah. get it done quick and not be in harm's way mm. um because wow. yeah you could be three quarters yeah. away so up when, and you're weather doing changes. It, when you're putting cans you start putting them a little bit more further apart yeah you, you really start running move. them out yeah you want to move and it, and often you'll sort of the more confident you are the more you'll run them out the less confident you are with the climbing and stuff but anyway, that was just one of the things wow. on that trip that well, happened. Do you remember that moment when you were hanging on? Yeah. Like you're hanging oh, on man. to one. Oh man, I'll never like... forget that moment. I've got a couple of moments like that. It's hard for to even tell them to anyone. That's why I'm stoked to talk to you guys about them because, like, no one can under no one can understand like understand it, 
someone else's experience in the mountains unless they've been in the mountains and they've like experienced it. It's well, very you're, you're hanging off a cliff with one yeah. hand. Yeah. And then did you or do you remember having a moment that you've got to like oh, get this for together? Sure. It was what went through your weird. mind when you like, I was I was like pretty like scared but like just like overwhelmed with like my senses were just like overwhelmed looking down at like just the like the just how far down it was and I'll just sort of cling myself back to the rock. I mean, like, to be honest, like, maybe a part of it was, like, just poor ice climbing and, like, that might have been the thing that made me slip. But it was it definitely the, sl- it was the technical side a- of the scramble. Like, the most, like, everyone else was going on the right side. Maybe it was a poor choice mm. that could have been the end of me, really. Did your, did your, well, like, right. heart just go, like, nuts? I... Yeah, I can't remember now. I just remember all I remember is losing it, looking down, just thinking like, "Holy shit! Like I'm hanging here. Wow. What am I doing?" And then like kind of latching back onto some rock or and then getting it together and then continuing up. And then that was that was the best feeling because like wow. I'd done this hard bit and then we were over like the most technical part of the climb and the last wow. little bit was pretty pretty chill um to the top so you would have been stoked you made it yeah we're stoked we made it to the top hey when you were going up you were you went to the left side of those guys right yeah that's right yeah so could they see you when you were going up next to them oh no there's there's too much distance so it was sort of like on a ridge and they were going across the top of the ridge i just sort of went to the left of it so i was sort of just like peeking at the overhang and the exposure and then it got to a point where it's like the only way through and it, it wasn't like we were breaking new yeah. trail like you could clearly see people had climbed there before so mm. um you, it wasn't like we we're going off sort of track but like yeah. did your mate see you fall no i didn't fall I no no but like it. you know like slip oh slip? i don't even think so no because yeah, it's sort of curling around rocks himself. he's yeah, yeah. He's busy doing his thing, but um, I'm just always so scared, hold, like you know, holding rope and stuff. When I was reading about Ag and Calga mm. the other day, like two guys, um, just you know, I was looking up the deaths and how they died. And, like two dudes, they one fell and took the other one with him. Mm-hmm. You know, doing the Polish glaciers, like that seems to be the one route where everyone dies on. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's just, it was, and it was all technical, like stuff. Like a guy fell and his mate yeah. went with him. They fell off, like whoa. Yeah, because like, but man, like the thing is, it's like with those things and like. I mean, maybe it's what I say to myself just to justify it, but like, there's always going to be a chance of of like a freak accident and stuff. And I'm not going to say like that's never going to happen because it it's part of mountaineering and mm. throwing yourself in these extreme environments. But to to put your mind at ease, and what I do is like try and minimise like that time I'm in those exposed, dangerous sites that I like know mm. about. So like to get fit before a climb is serious. Like your mate who wants to go to New Zealand, like definitely either do that or just get super fit so you can move fast. Like you mm. don't, so if you're, ha- if you're sitting underneath like an avalanche prone area or whatever, you can just move through it. That quick. is great advice. It's like, yeah. I, I watched this doco last that's night. Yeah. And, yeah that's really I, I watched this doco last night on climbing Aconcagua and like, I think it was a team of 12, mm-hmm. um, all super fit, all, you know, it was like them trying to climb it. And then I think they were doing it it's like from, I think from camp one, from then it was going to be a seven day push, I think. Mm. And then their weather window closed in oh. and then they went, oh, we can't have our rest days. Like they were going to have like get to camp two, have a rest mm. day, get to camp three, have half a rest day and go. And they lost this one and a half days because of their weather window. And they were like, we just got to push. We've got to push for summit. Mm. And only oh. three, only three guys made the summit. So nine guys dropped, got dropped off. 
you know, had to drop off and turn turn around because yeah. they, yeah. they were going too far. They didn't have the fitness or didn't acclimatize quick mm. enough to be able to... Because I don't think it's necessarily the fitness either. It also comes down to how climatized you are. Oh, but like, sure. yeah, but only three guys out of this 12 summited. One got had to get airlifted off, I think, from Camp 1. It, like, it's the highest the chopper can get. You can't, you know, yeah, or whatever. But um, yeah, let's just like... Do you hand. have that too? Like, do you have that when you're going into a mountain? Like, when you're going into Mount Cook, did you and your mate talk about um, t- when if you need to turn back, like taking oh, your ego sure. out of it? For sure, and we we're actually really good with that. Like, um, like, and we almost did turn back just before that technical climbing bit where I vomited. I was feeling like shit, and we seriously considered turning back. And then as I vomited. It all cleared up. I felt fine, and then I was good to go. Oh, but yeah, like hundred cool. percent, like we, you set a time, and I mean, you'll do this. Like when you go in the mountains, you set a time. If we're not there by this time, turn around, pack it in, because otherwise, like, I mean, that's what you want to do if you're smart. Because it seems that a lot of people who get themselves in trouble, the ones who yeah. just get, you know, too, 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 too eager. Yeah, yeah. You're so yeah. exposed to the yeah. elements there. You know, yeah. you're on a mountain. It's just like as soon as the weather changes and it changes quick and it's wild. For sure, It comes man. in and it's just like you don't, that's the thing, you can't, Mother Nature is going to win every time and you can't fuck with it. So you got to play the game with it. That's yeah. why like mountaineering yeah, and sailing is so yeah, humble because you got to take your ego out of it. It's like the mountain rules. Yeah, and it's, no it's one rules. cares as well when you're in the mountains and no one's going to know. Like, yeah. you get what I mean? Like, like I can come yes. back and tell someone, oh, yeah, I climbed Mount Cook, and they, they won't know the difference between that, a hike, yeah. or or what, you know? They don't realize. So mm. that's where it is, like, a lot more humble, like, I, I find at least. Like, mm. some of the, you know, like, some of the guys that I know through mountaineering, if they posted the stuff they did, they'd have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, but some of them have 14 that's and like it's Blake, just crazy. Like it Blake blows my mind. That I want to climb Agen Kagu with. Like I've, yeah. I sailed at um, Tongan in New Zealand with him. I backpacked with him down in South America and he just doesn't, he's like the biggest wildest send Lord I know. Mm. He's just like rock climber, like, or like just everything he does, all mountaineering, backcountry guy in Japan. And he doesn't, yeah, like, don't, he's doesn't. just this full underground dude. No one knows. And he goes, you but know, awesome. he's this full yeah. Sen Lord adventure and he just, he just does it. Yeah. Wow. And just no one knows that he's that. Yeah. I feel like it's a good way to be that. Like, yeah, yeah share a bit, but like don't it. overshare. Like, be in that moment. Like, because otherwise people, like, you know, you can climb a mountain, but you're taking photos the whole time or you're just not fully there. And then it, you kind of miss things yeah. that. What yeah. was it like t- for you, like when you're going up with a view? Did you have good oh, weather? Insane, yeah. So we had really good weather. So it was a really good one day weather window, like no, no real clouds. Like um, you're, just on, you're on top pretty, of the world. You're looking yeah, over New Zealand. Yeah, all over New Zealand. And the cool thing about New Zealand is because it, yeah, is an island. You could see the ocean, and it just it felt like you know you could see the the coast, and then. It, snow start to appear and then you're up there and yeah it was really cool you could almost see the whole island yeah, wow but um yeah so oh, we get cool. we get to like the top and of course like we stopped a couple of meters from the top just to be like respectful to like the maori people mm. um, wow. which i like I, i'm absolutely like stoked to do that's amazing it's why like, do they do that again uh, uh so cause yeah, you're not conquering no it's because you're not conquering the, you don't want to conquer yeah i hate yeah, that i yeah. hate when people are like i conquered this mountain or mm. like you know i i i, I prefer to say yeah, summit but is that attempted yeah you is that why it's just a respect thing i think it's a respect thing i think yeah. people want to 
you know, say, stay that, like, say they conquered this thing. Mm. It's like that well, thing could don't... conquer you whenever it wants, really. Yeah. Like, any like all indigenous switch. cultures, like the mountain mm. is life. It's mm. like what dictates life because it's so powerful. And just think about, you can even just go straight to the, um, instead of the spiritual sense, you can go straight to just like the um, physics mm. that it changes the weather around it. You know, it's so big, this big thing that sticks up, you know out of the yeah, ground sure. actually changes the weather around the mountain so it has mm. that power just of weather mm. you know what i mean it's yeah. just like it's they've always been like respected yes yeah. nature they've always like had like a spirituality behind it or something that's so powerful or bigger than us because they've got their own like and it's just as simple as it's just got its own weather system yeah you know yeah. what i mean they're it's powerful crazy. it's its own country yeah, yeah oh, it's dude. its own thing yeah. you know that's why they say it's like oh. the um why they say they've got tempers or they've got like personalities yeah you know they might be close to the ocean like it would have a certain personality you know of like what winds come from the south or the north mm. and what it does when it hits those mountains how it swirls around what weather yeah. comes with it you know yeah yeah you've got you could, you could even get man they get hit with cyclones and yeah shit, you know yeah that'd and be pretty intense for sure oh. it's like almost laughable in a way like checking the weather like through the, these like i mean some are better than others but i remember like particularly on denali and stuff you check the weather it's like not supposed to be windy no snow and you look outside it's just like the total opposite but mm. so they do like with that point they have 100 percent their own own weather Is it, they're so hard to on. read the weather too really hard yeah but um wow. yeah what, 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 so you stopped a few meters from the top few meters from the top what, what did I, that feeling oh sorry. oh sorry man i was just saying that feel yeah that feeling was insane and i had peter copeland my mates um funeral thing um funeral <gasps> book. The book yeah man you had yeah the book. I, took, I took it with me and i just like the whole way up i was like yeah i'm gonna get this to the top and so i put it there and on the side of that at the top and took a photo and yeah just sent it to his daughters do you felt really awesome man because like oh my god you know it's you don't yeah it's i think it's nice well you're honoring like, a memory but for two yeah. like did that give you a lot more power to be able to in two reasons did you feel like his spirit was there with you and then did also like just the fact knowing you're doing it for a higher mm. self or a high or something bigger something than more you. Important, yeah. Did that like help push you? Oh, for sure, man. Like I honestly did feel like a weird sense of something. Like I don't want to get too like you know Spiro, but like <laughs> yeah, Dude, it did. It did. Swear. It did really. It, it like particularly with that and after everything that's sort of gone on, and I just felt like and that kind of like drowned out you know any insecurities that I didn't deserve to be there or. So I thought about it, I was like, no, I've worked really hard to be here. Like, Did you? I've sacrificed a lot and and of course I deserve to get this here. And I, so I placed it at the top and yeah, it just felt awesome. So Did you feel proud, proud of yourself? So cool. Yeah, I really did because I was like, I was only 22 at the time, which is like pretty young to go from nothing to Mount Cook, I think. Wow, unguided dude. particularly. Um, unguided. Like, le- yeah. Summoning. Summoning and, and yeah, there was a huge sense of accomplishment. I mean, I think, yeah, like... Did you feel knowing that mm. not only were you proud of yourself in that moment that you... And sorry to get deep here, but it's yeah. just like, did you feel like you did that for that greater reason? For sure. Did you, did you know, like, did you feel that you they were proud of you? I, like that it, I'd you like know? to think you would. It would be cool to have a conversation with him, like, but... That's yeah, just I so nice so, when you like to be like, able to do something for someone in mm. honor of someone. Yeah, you know, man, that's that's honor. Well, like, like is... I I think just knowing his daughters and like you know when my dad passed, hearing friends of my dad reach out to me and be like, oh, your dad did this or he affected me this way. That kind of 
planted the seed for me to be like, I'm going to show like Billy and um, the girls like what, oh, wow. yeah, That's like cool. what her dad, his that impact on me. That would mean so much so for them, but just to also know special. that you to, mm. to know that someone in your life is so special, mm. like, and really touched other people gives you like, it gives you something inside within yourself mm. to even like be better for them. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you know, I, what I really loved about what you just said was about your dad, right? Mm. It's like he was your role model to be a good person. Mm. You know, it's like here you heard all these amazing stories from friends of his. Yeah. That said that your dad was awesome. You know, mm. it's like, I'm really happy I knew him. You know, yeah. And that's stuff a, like that. And huge. then it's kind of like, you just, what a fucking role model for you to grow up and be a man and to just kind of think, you know, like I want want to give to other Mm. people too. Yeah. And that's what you're doing, right? Yeah. It's amazing. Well, I I feel like people who do, who are like that good role models, like they deserve to be like honored in a good way like that, you know? And you had some good, good role models. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, yeah. I had that with like my uncle in Indonesia and he wasn't my uncle. I'd just call, call mm. him that, but same thing. Someone who just gave me words of wisdom. Yeah. And he was the one that told me like when he was in bed with leukemia, that if he could live his life again, it was a, the similar yeah. thing. He just told me what I needed to hear. He was just yeah. giving me permission yeah. to be myself yeah. and saying, wow. it's okay. He said to me, if he could live his life again, mm. he would worry about money and like, um, because he, he worked really hard so he could retire early. Yeah. And then he could travel. And he said yeah. if he could live his life again, he would travel and enjoy life first and worry about all the other crap later. Absolutely. And he just told me like, like mm. more of like to keep, what I took from that was like keeping in balance. But like, go, yeah. and he was like, he gave me, like you said, it was the key, the permission slip. Mm. But I look back and like, yeah, that honoring. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that, like when I've done things, I'm like, oh, you're like, I just know he'd be proud. Like it's a yeah, no, because man. he allowed, he, sure. it's not. I know he's, he's proud because I allowed myself to be my authentic self. Yeah. I allowed myself to go for it. Like you allowed yourself to go for it, to work for it, to freaking push yourself and do yeah. something incredible. Like, dude, what you did, like without, because you can't relate it to other mountaineers or anything. It's because that's your path. And oh, what you did is incredible, saying. you know? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> yeah, you did yeah. that whole thing. Like to freaking, and we haven't even got to Denali yeah, ever about to, but it's just, just like, thinking. we're already at Mount Cook and he's done it for, uh, you know, to put that book down and like do, like, it's just, it's so much deeper. Yeah. It's so full I guess on, man. the only thing for it's you is on. your skill will keep improving, you know, but like for me, you're a mountaineer. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm an aspiring mountaineer. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I feel like I've got to <laughs> deal with it a lot more. But, but when, when you hit the summit and you put the book down, you had your moment mm. up there. Like, was it suddenly like one of those things where you couldn't enjoy the moment too much? Cause you're like that weather window, we need to move. We need to get off this thing. Yeah, or definitely. You... Oh, that came into play. I think it always does. Cause like, yeah, like everyone says, it's like getting up half it and getting down is often a lot more dangerous. Um, but yeah, I did, I didn't, I, I do enjoy the moments like whenever I've been at the top of the mountain, like I, I feel like I am good at cancelling everything out and giving myself a couple of minutes to really be there. And yeah, man, that was, that was a special one. And like when that happened, I sort of realized like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to dedicate whatever mountains I climb to like someone who's meant something to me, <gasps> keeping you humble Dude, and stuff. That is but like, so I th- cool. I feel like it just keeps you humble, like, and, and just keeps, I don't know. I think it's a good way to honor someone, yeah, and you know someone's life. Um, That's extraordinary. Yeah. That's so we started back down, yeah. started going back down the mountain, and then um, 
Yeah, the weather had turned really hot. And this was when I started getting pretty nervous because, yeah, you could, it just, it was was a bit cloudy in the morning and then it turned into a bluebird day and then it was hot, like sunny. And and did you have to go over that ice where the things fall Everything, absolutely. We had to go (sighs) back down, rappel down. And just to make matters worse, the, the two French climbers I was telling you about, on the way back down, they had too short a rope to rappel. Um, and they were really concerned about this bit. And we were like, well, we're not going to leave you guys here. So <gasps> me and Alex decided with the French guys, we'd join our ropes and rappel, which we thought would be a lot quicker. But as it turned out, just was like a nightmare, way, a nightmare, way longer. Like me and Alex would have gotten down the, the, the rock scramble, that the part where I almost fell, um, way quicker. And that really kind of up the ante because oh you start seeing avalanches and it's get, turning from ice to slush and oh, you know we're repelling down yeah. and these guys are talking French and you're just yeah. like are you starting to feel a bit of like um resentment towards these guys because like they're slowing you down in a way I kind of was a bit annoyed in a way because like they were kind of trying to make out like they were helping us and it was like no guys like we're clearly helping you <laughs> like you know like let's be real here i think they kind of yeah they did say yeah it was kind of funny like i think they had this thing like oh australian mountaineers it's like you know you guys like hopeless but anyway we um we we get back down um to that bit and we un unshackled from these guys thank god because like mm. i was getting over them um and man Alex. Well, had, you're getting scared. You're getting da- you're oh, getting well, high in danger. That's you don't, right. They're putting your, me yeah. at risk, and like yeah. that's all like uh, like risk is part of it. But this is like where you get to the point where it's like well, it's unneeded. If, if be it's... be prepared to be there by yourself. Like, don't rely on anyone. If you if you can't climb a mountain, don't climb a mountain. Like, yeah. it's like you see mm-hmm. like on Everest and stuff. All these people like. Like, and I don't want to be a hater or anything, but like, it just kind of annoys me in a way. It's like you're climbing it to brag about at a party or, you know, it's just seems, I'm not going to say all of them, but it seems like there's a lot of people out there with the wrong intentions. Mm. And I think no, it, I can see where that. it's well, bad, it puts people yeah. at risk, you know, like yeah. Sherpas in the Himalayas, well, your mountain guides. It's just a mess, I think. Yeah. You yeah. If you, yeah. If you don't have the technical in the technical fitness and you're going into a mountain this is actually really good for me to hear too to mm. make sure that like i'm as fit as i can be because you're letting your whole team down mm, and if yeah. you do have a guide and you can't cut it he's the one that's trying to save your yeah. life or you're slowing everyone down like it's mm. like yeah like you said it's like you're as fast as you're you're as strong as your weakest link weakest link. Yeah. and like not to call anyone like if anyone but it's just like if they are not at that st- like technical level yeah you know what I mean? You are. Yeah. It's like, it's no, just it's the same so as surfing, true, you know, like yeah. sometimes it's pumping. Yeah. There's guys out there that just shouldn't be out there. I'm like, yeah. you're actually putting everyone at risk. Oh, for like sure. Like your board just nearly flew into my head. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? You just nearly killed me. Yeah. And they're like, oh, don't be you're like, no, that it's, was dangerous. It's hundred yeah. percent like the same thing. And I mean, like there's guys who are great technical climbers, but you got to be prepared for like mm. and organized. Like there's so many different facets of mountaineering, like that you can't just... It's a good you can't just be an awesome rock climber. Like you've got to be good across the board, um, and be, be like sort of knowing to your weaknesses as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, and making decisions to your skill level. Yeah, yes. But um, yeah. So we're coming back down, pass those, um, un unclip from each other. Um, and me and Alex are going across the gun barrels, and I kid you not, 
all this rock and ice oh. going past like little bowling balls. Whoa. Starts falling. Fully falling away. And Alex is in front of me. He was leading this time back down across the gun barrels. And a massive block of ice the size of a yellow garbage bin just rolls right between me and him and over our rope. And oh, over yeah. the rope. Yeah, over the rope. <gasps> and I'm just like... Were you watching I it? I was we... just like, holy shit. We're on this like... We're doing this traverse across this really steep shelf where if you fall, you fall like 400 metres. And so, like, it's infamous for killing a lot of people, that shelf. And I just like... Did you see this, bo- did you see this, this rock thing. This rock of ice? Like yeah. a b- ball of ice Fuck. coming yeah. towards you? Yeah. And the it, best thing was I like turned to Alex and I'm like, Alex, like, did you just see that shit? And he's like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> great. He had no idea. Awesome. You're lucky that died. like your, your rope wasn't taut. Man, we're lucky. Yeah, it didn't catch on the oh, rope. Or if it, it bumped one of us, like... Uh, like mountaineers who have climbed cool would know like traversing that like if something that size hits into you you're falling like it's mm. so steep like you're it would have so done us in a hundred percent were you ever so looking I down and getting pretty, scared yeah on the way back down i was like i was down? confident confident and then up until that happened i was like oh not not into this anymore like this is yeah you just want to get I off feel like get home. you're like oh. yeah i was just keen to get down at that point on uh, you know like again 22 not much especially your mate didn't even see like when your mate doesn't even see something yeah like, but luckily we got past that point and then we we're on the crevasse field and wow. you know we we're just jumping over the crevasses because from morning to night a lot of the snow had melted oh so you and, can see him yeah now. but that's when us and the french guys all like we sort of got together and looked out for each other and that was all good you know at that point we sort of kept an eye out on each other while they were jumping we'd sort of be there just in case and yeah but that was so you're jumping over crevasses yeah 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 yeah. but like you gotta understand like some some are big like some are a meter plus like but some are small like some you don't see some you might just fall in and i'm sure you will um, happens all <laughs> and the time. I'm sure you will. You're full you, of no, you'll yeah, be yeah. walking. Um, it, it's sometimes the only way to learn. Like you just be walking, and then you just sort of fall up to your waist and put mm. your arms out. And, That's uh, having and a freak out. And, I've, yeah, I've, mm. I, my, one leg went through. Yeah, and I fell. And I was like, oh, just traverse back onto my back leg. It's okay. It's okay. And I went to go back onto my back leg, and it just fell through. Oh, I felt yeah, exactly yeah, that. Yeah, fell yeah, through yeah, to my waist. Yeah. Spread myself oh, out, yeah. and I was like, yeah. we don't go in the same direction. I could hear water flowing. Yeah. As soon as I fell in, it just went. Like, yeah. Water. I was like, oh my god, there's waterfall under me, and I just Jeez. freaking flattened myself out and crawled to the left side of me and crawled out. And I was just, after that, but I was just shaking with fear. I was just couldn't stop shaking. I was Fire so out, scared. Man. Yeah, <sighs> that's yeah, this stuff. Scary, he's fucking. Man. He's going over crevasse, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's so wild. awesome though, man. Like it's, it's pretty insane. It's worth every bit of it. Like <laughs> I, I know, I know people are gonna be like, what the hell? Like honestly, if you if you do it, like it's the best. Yeah. Best feeling ever. Yeah, well, you could it's achieve real death, life. You know what you know? I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so you're getting across this crevasse country. Yeah, yeah we're getting French. across crevasse country, and then we we finally see the heart and just that last little bit, and we just back there crack open a big beer, skull oh it down, God, get that some good like? photos. Were you buggered? And I was so buggered. I hadn't slept the night before, and then it was an 18 hour turnaround. Like Did, it took us ages to climb the Mount Cook wow. because I was so nervous the night before. I was looking at this thing that looked like it wanted to kill me and i knew i was climbing it in i kept counting down the hours i was like three more hours two more hours one more and then the alarm goes off everyone's up good to go and i was just like i've been awake the whole time oh my god 
Was that so. that like like when you know the surf's real big the mm. next day and you're so excited but you're so scared? Yeah, Had that right. before Same and like, you just can't. Yeah. Well, you know you got to you know you got to mm. step up tomorrow, mm. and so it's like in your head you get nervous because you're like I actually really need to sleep. Yeah, but you yeah, can't get your mind off can't. it. Yeah, you're like no, nah, tomorrow I've got to. Uh, and you're like, oh. yeah, yeah, it's so important that you do concentrate because like if I like a lapse of con- concentration in like such a dangerous dangerous environment mm. it's like that's gonna be and that's also it. why it's so tiring not just physically it's like you yeah. had to be switched on yeah for every single moment did you take yeah. anything i mean you know, <laughs> did i take anything you just snorting cocaine oh man i mean like like uh vitamins and all kinds of stuff mm. that would just pump you through Man. the roof you know like, oh yeah like like amino acids amino, or like yeah, hydrating things really were you good, taking like really anything to keep you things that would just no. jack you up to the point where you want to i mean like, get more animal yeah. yeah yeah i think we just ate a lot i think like the main rule is like a lot of carbs and stuff because you're just burning so much energy but like I, I reckon those things would be so beneficial but at the time not really i mean we thought the cold climb was going to take around 12 14 hours and with that you know, like I said with the French guys, it ended up taking 18. It's like just way too long. Um, like, you know. Um, so it was dark so, when you're coming back? Uh, it was, no, it was just the afternoon. It was dark when we had, like we left. We left mm. at night, like one o'clock at night or something. Yeah, like wow. Um, but yeah, we had beer when we got back and just felt so awesome. Such a huge sense wow. of accomplishment and a weird feeling as well, like kind of, strange guilt for like surviving such a crazy thing in my mind at least yeah it's like um, did, did you did you feel like that you just pulled it off like you got lucky like i felt like that in iceland i mm. felt like in a way i didn't have this like amazing because i felt like i'd done something pretty reckless mm. oh for sure you know what i mean i was like oh yeah. well, i've made it i've pulled it off but yeah. i'm like what you know next? it's like yeah I, I had this like weird feeling where i was like yeah. thought i wasn't you know like yeah no, I, I remember having a conversation with Alex in the airport and I won't forget. I just remember like us kind of like looking at each other being like, oh, like how far are we going to push this? Like after that, that was pretty crazy. Like it was awesome, but how far? And then that that sort of like being scared for a bit, like wore off after a week of <laughs> talking about Denali and then we were like straight back into it, like Holy straight keen wow. again. But yeah, there was definitely yeah, a moment where it. we were like, whoa, like, well, you would have had adrenal fatigue too, the full drop in <laughs> yeah. dopamine. Like, there have really been a couple of things going on, mm. and then suddenly the froth comes back. Yeah. You know, as yeah, it's yeah. worn off, and you're like, oh my God, that elated feeling. You're suddenly going for that huge dopamine yeah. hit again. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Straight back yeah. into it. Wow. And what, yeah. you're so lucky, but to have him, like, to have a good climb partner. Oh, he's awesome. And someone man. that's frothing. Yeah. And not only him, but Elia as well. Like, um, my other mate who I, I climb with, we then after Cork, I think that was like a kind of proving ground to Elia because he'd already climbed Mount Cook, um, our other partner of three on Denali. And he sort of had said kind of quietly, it's like, if you guys can do Cook, then I'll climb, I'll consider doing Denali with you guys as a team. And then we proved we could do that. And then he, he was like, let's do it. And then that we had like, so three, of us who were, like, three of us who were all from all different walks of life, like, and just, but three people who were just so keen on, um, on, on preparing for Denali. So we started. So what does Denali entail when you first look at that? So this is now you say so you've done the biggest one in New Zealand. Yeah. Now you're going for the biggest one in North America, in Alaska. Yeah. So it's going to, you know, it's going to be colder. Yeah. Like, you know, now you've got more altitude. You're going to be like, now you've got to train for altitude. Yeah. Just like, is it now, 
are you freaking a bit? Like, even though you've done cook, like, are you, how do you prepare? Yeah, I mean, like, just after cook, like, before cook, it was total obsession about cook, everything, like, reading everything and, and you know, watching every YouTube video or, like, just anything, information I could find, I was obsessed. And we just transferred that into Denali, the same thing, just, like, getting obsessed with it. We'd have a meeting, meeting once a fortnight where we'd allocate, because it's such an expedition, oh, we allocate... Um, jobs to one another um, meal prep um, things that we can do for training to, and we'd be posting it on a group chat so everyone knew everyone was working hard and that was important because you don't want someone slacking off yeah. we kept like the benchmark high for each other um, so that's what we started to do like you know like booking flights um, gear research route research sort of insurance all those things and Alex is a wizard at all that stuff like I'm not as good as at that at times to be honest within our team i felt like i was there just for like like comic relief and morale just to keep you know things going but um everyone in our team like in the lead up we all had something to offer and i think that was something so important i'm sure you'll find that with your like the crew you go over to aconcogu with like same thing like i think it's so good to allocate jobs and but post it to each other your training every run you do like we'd do it and we'd, we'd run with each other and try and outdo each other and then like oh so you're yeah all it was the same level it was that's freaking all brilliant. trying to get really fit so yeah. you go there with no like you know you've done everything you can possibly in australia to prepare for this thing and that's what we that's what we did for like the tra- proper training was six months before like running five times a week Wow. Is that when you're doing like the 12k five times yeah, a week? Yeah, yeah, just every time. And like, that's, so, so you, you yeah. know, for Denali, so what are you mm. saying? You need to like upskill in, in like yep. okay, you got. Do you feel you got the technical aspect because of the climb? And so now it's just like get as fit as possible, oh, be able sure. to like, what was like your fitness goal? So yeah, what was your what was your meals like? That's what I'm. Yeah, did you get like real healthy you too? Certain, so, like really healthy. Yeah, and doing weights. So. Yeah, we all wanted to put on a bit of weight too, so like a bit of gym work and stuff. Um, like we didn't get too like tech with that stuff, but in terms of food, it was all dehydrated meals and lightweight stuff. And the boys were very like onto it with that. Like they did not want to take chocolate bars that were going to weigh too much. And so um, on our meal plan, I forget who organised it. Yeah, it was all super lightweight stuff because on Denali, what you want to do because you're there for so long, you need to dehydrate everything because it's just too much weight like we packed enough food we're only supposed to be there for the expedition was planned to go for 12 to 14 days and we packed enough food for 25 just to be just to be cautious was it all just like rehydrated meals and stuff or dehydrated meals that we yeah. yeah yeah that we so we we purchased them when we got into america of yeah, course so yum. wilder sent me a whole heap like for mm. that island trip i did yeah yeah, yeah just like, for rations like but fuck that was good the roast chicken yeah, one is so good, good that country kitchen yeah and you'll oh, smash and a whole so light yeah. and you just put hot water just boil hot water just up boil it. Yeah, and then you put it in man. you sit it there yeah. and then you pull it out and you got this full meal man it was like roast chicken with like yeah. great like um gravy and mashed potato yeah like, it's so yum oh dude and it makes such a difference like at the end of a big day when you've been out and you're just wrecked you get back pour, boil up some water and pour that in it's so easy to do and you just like you got this huge meal really smashing cool this meal it's great you yeah. could, yeah. Could. You could do it here. You could buy them here. Yeah, yeah. dude. If Elvian ever leaves you, I'm just, going to, de- to dehydrated food. Yeah, they're just yeah. 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 It's so easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah. Oh my god. That's insane. Oh, wait, okay, okay, okay. So yeah. continue. That's so where are we? So yeah, just preparing for Denali. And so we had all these things, uh, had our flights booked, got over there, flew into uh, Anchorage, is it? And it's just from the get-go, such a strange thing. I get out of the airport, I look out, and I see a guy on a Harley. Uh, he's got no shirt on, no helmet, and he's got a shotgun around his shoulder. And I was just <laughs> like, where like, where have we actually... Are we? Like, this is the most stereotypical like, American thing. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, full just like cruising down the highway with a gun. And I was just like, this is You're nuts. like, all right, I'm somewhere else now. Yeah, but on top of all that stuff going on, Alaskan Airlines, they lost all my gear. <gasps> all my oh, gear. your mountaineer no. gear. All my mountaineering gear. Uh, and that was the most stressful thing because, you know, all this gear was like specifically chosen for this like and for tested. Denali tested like you've got a backpack that fits yeah. your back 100% you've got like you've worn boots, worn in boots. you're worn in yeah. that you're not going to get blisters like Ew, spent yeah I s- like thousands of dollars of gear that I'd been like yeah buying Trained. one thing a week and, and working hard and doing mm-hmm. what anyway they lost it all and <laughs> we kept we kept pushing them and eventually it got to the point where with whatever little money I had for my, the rest of my American trip, I had to get together and spend it all on gear, and I had to buy all my gear again. Did they give you like ins- did you insurance? They did. They just bailed on it. Well, they said, "Look, we'll chase it up." When you- I kind of bullshitted to them a little bit, I said, "You know, like I'm over here, like guiding a whole." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, trying yeah. to like really beef it up because I'm like, I need to get my stuff. I was like, "Yeah, I'm guiding a whole expedition, and there's this is you know there's thousands of dollars, like all this stuff." Anyway, they said, "Look." We'll get someone onto it, buy what you got to buy, and we'll sort it out when you get back. Um, so we did just that, went out, which was kind of exciting in a way. It's like yeah, kid in a candy shop again. Like you're in Alaska buying mountaineering gear. There's yeah. so much more choice than in, um, you know, Kent mm. Street in Australia. Well, so, like, yeah. it's like, so you got really yeah. good stuff now. Yeah. Amazing so shit. I bought all the best, best shit. And, um, and then we waited for a good weather window. And it was supposed to be like a one day wait. But it turned out to be a two, three, four day wait, and oh the days God. sort of slipped by. And we were so sleeping we're, we're in the hangar. We're sleeping in the the hangar on in Talkeetna. We're literally sleeping in next to all the planes. So how did that happen? Like you go to Denali. What that like? So what you go to? To, is that where you go Talkeetna. first to climb and you've just found a place to sleep like because you're like oh we're just going to be here a day you're thinking you're yeah. going to be hiking. yeah that's right so, and so you just start sleeping in a hangar do they know yeah this? so so what had happened was we'd flown into anchorage then we got a taxi to Talkeetna and we're supposed to fly in to the mountains that night but as the weather had turned bad the the company um sheldon airways they said look like you can stay here a night or two and it was so early in the season because they were flying you yeah yeah, no one else was there in the town it was like totally dead the only people there i kid you not went and got a beer bear hunters lumberjacks like actual bear hunters and then um there was also pilots that like they were the three types of people in in the bars and yeah just like so hectic like no no other tourists there just us three mountaineers and just like some of the locals attitude to so you where, climbing is so funny because denali gets climbed a bit like is it was yeah. just a different time of year or like why did you or did, is it just a quiet yeah so we went in april so i think the time really to climb it is like june july 
um, just off the top of my head. So we went early for two reasons. We didn't want it to be like Disney World. We don't want to yeah, go. We I don't want to go climb Canada. a mountain. There'd be thousands of people there, all the guiding companies, big money, people setting up tents. So we were like, we'll go earlier. Um, and that posed problems as we found out later. Um, but because it'd be different yeah, weather, different weather, a different entirely. time of year. So yeah. it's like the reason why they have the main climbing season. Like I was looking up for for Aconcagua, it's December, January, yeah. and it's um that's when like the best weather is, so the best mm. chance of summer. So it's like you be the sa- same thing. You have all these mountain guide companies there, and you can go with them. Mm. Like, and we want to do it unguided, and it's the same thing. So straight up, we're looking at oh, what's the yeah what's the quiet time and the better time and like winter it's like no mm. you know what i mean because i was i said a blaze i was doing winter yeah it's just full standard unguided and then let's do the polish glacier let's do the polish glacier we don't need nah, a train no you know what i mean i'm like nah nah it's just like nah so it's like yeah. now i'm looking at exactly that yeah. try and get a good place where the weather window could be all right but you're not going to be around like mm. you just want to be yeah. around people that have the same doing it for the same reason you yeah are, you, you want know? the place to yourself and also like what was good about us wanting to do it then it's like the only people climbing then are like-minded people so anyone yeah. you meet out there has the same attitude it's like so if yeah like that's it they're, you're, they're, you're they're more around to, your tribe yeah you're more for sure like they're willing to be like okay it's not the best climbing conditions but there'll be less people so then you get more people mm. who are like-minded wow. but it was funny i remember like just before we flew into the mountains um so we're staying in these hangars and I was just having, like, we we're all having a terrible experience. There are bed bugs in these sleeping bags and we're in this hangar with bears hung up all on the wall, like taxi oh and animals and stuff everywhere. And we all got, like, bed bugs and then leaving, like, there. And then finding out, so you're in this depressed place and then you're like, oh, you've got to be here another day. Yeah. So what, every day were they just like, oh, sorry, boys, the weather's yeah, still the weather's not good. Yeah, the weather's bad. And we're just getting smashed by these bed bugs and hey, we haven't even got into the mountains yet. Are you scared? Like, we're having a... Sh- so are you, are you getting scared too because the more the weather's bad now it's closing down your good weather window that's right and so you've got to fly in to the mountains on a on a plane as well that can land on a glacier it's got no wheels it's got these like sort of like scoops, scoops. Yeah, yeah skids that's right yeah so yeah they need the perfect weather to be able to land on the glacier too because they the, what they do is nuts they've got to dodge the crevasses they've got to like sort of work out where they are and land o- and skim over the top of the crevasses um, but oh just God. before we left, I remember I'm Shit, skimming. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, this world. Oh, it's so crazy. This is people because they're playing in the harshest environments on the planet. They're going to play in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything about it's just so wild. It's ridiculous. Wow. And the people who work there as well, like, I can't imagine. Like, that's crazy. But um, before we hopped on the plane, I remember I, like, went down. I was checking out the river in the town. Uh, and there's a couple, like, local dudes. And, like, this just Alaska is so bored. They're just got a big thing of beer and they're chucking rocks at ice that's floating down the river and trying to break it. And like hell arrogantly, they're like, <laughs> oh, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, I'm sort of here to climb, try and climb Denali. And they're like, yeah, you, you're you not going to make it or you're going to die. And, and that was what? like the benchmark. And what I was like, yeah, it? cheers, guys. Like, that's awesome. Oh, my God. They're like, yeah, good luck. Yeah, oh, here's another they had tourist. no faith in it. Yeah, it's like, oh, did, that, so, did yeah. that actually burst your bubble or did it give you more strength to prove oh. it wrong to them? Bit of both. I think I sort of, at that point, realised, like, oh, maybe not many people actually summit. Because, like, in the lead-up, it's an attempt. I'm, I'm never yeah. going to be like, I'm going to climb Denali. I'm going to attempt Denali. Yeah, we'll yeah. see how we go. Yeah, but, that's um, it. That's it. Yeah. You've got to know. It's like, I think... Mm. Agon Cag was like thirty percent summit rate or something yeah. or like I think I a good idea yeah. would be to say, I'm gonna go make friends with the mountain. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be put that intention yeah, there. It'd be like, I'm here to experience like, you. Yeah. Say hi like, to you. Don't want to piss you exactly. off. Exactly, and it's For like, sure. you know, I'm not here to like do anything to you. I'm just here to be your mate. Yeah, and it's like, and you know, it's like if there is anything like with, well, I do feel there is, you know, with spirituality, but I would think that if you made friends with the mountain, the mountain might make friends with you. Might look after you. Yeah, might look after you. Well, everyone says it. Respectful, you know. It's sort of like, well, you've been good all this time. Yeah, Mm. you'd like to think that anyway. Hopefully, (laughs) Alyssa Azar said with Everest, like she felt like it made it allowed her to live, like like it gave like it it Mm. let it it let her out, like it let her summit. It let her out, like because the mountain could have taken her at any time. Yeah. So she was like, I felt like it just let me live. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think as well, like it, by the sounds of it, she put like a tremendous amount of effort into that expedition, and, mm. and like maybe in some weird way, like some other thing notices that effort. You know, like yeah. all that training and things, and it can take that on board. Whereas if you're someone who, who's it, just thrown money at it, who's naive, it might hit you in the yeah, face. Yeah, it, that it might backfire on those people, yeah. and they're the people who should really heed those warnings i reckon yeah 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 it's like that too and things that it's your intuition yeah things are going that's why you got to be doing it for the right reason so Mm. your intuition is clear it's like there you're like you're doing it for the wrong reason you're not picking up because it's like the weather will turn bad and then they're like no we just push like i want to summit and they're not you know what i mean yeah so they're not doing it for the right reason for sure it's like no you're like it's like don't risk yourself like yeah yeah, well, I suppose they each their own, but it's just like that. You always see in movies, you know, the guy like, no, let's push, and he's coming yeah. from ego. He's yeah. always looked as like the villain. He's just, yeah. to, at whatever cost, he just wants to make it happen, and he starts making decisions that aren't honorable anymore. Yeah. But what's you know? good about that as well, it's like if you go in like a cowboy, the mountain will just like kick Smash you and up. just like put you in your place, and it fully does. Oh, my God. It's like if you think yeah. you're going to just like, like, it's such a, you know, depending on what mountain and things, but like that... It's always going to be tougher than you think. Way bigger, way more technical. Why don't you Do you want to come to Aganagua? Oh man, do you want to come to Aganagua? Well, I've got some other things considering doing. Okay, we'll go into that. But maybe we'll, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, (laughs) so get into. So these guys have been dickheads for you. Like they've they've just burst your bubble. Burst my bubble, but everyone else was cool. Like we we ended up sort of like leaving them and going to going to the airport and hopping in this little sort of Cessna thing and flying into the mountains. And that was really day one of the expedition, so getting you, in there. what was it like seeing Denali up close? Like you're flying into Huge. it, you're flying. Like can, is, is it higher than the plane, the altitude it's, you're at? It's massive. Like it's, it's, it is the big, like it's definitely the biggest mountain I've ever seen. It's sort of like stands higher clearly than all the other ones and yeah. it's, and it, what's weird about Denali is like yeah the sea level is pretty close so it's within not view but just about so it looks just massive and flying in you go over I don't know if you've seen Into the Wild but the, you know the Magic Bath yeah. yeah you pretty much go over all that terrain where it's quite um quite flat yeah that's and it's it, all those pines all yeah. those pines and things so you're sort of flying into this thing and then it's just the mountain range just, just popping sticking out of out nowhere of it. And it's, yeah, it's absolutely, like, it's huge and pretty intimidating. Oh, but, my God. I'm so but, scared <laughs> right now. Um, that is so scary. <laughs> Was it covered in snow? Yeah. Uh, like, the whole thing is snow from start to finish. It's snow and ice and rock. Yeah. So, but, uh, we we're getting excited. We we're just so stoked to be flying in. Um, so, we sort of land, and that's an amazing experience because you're skimming across the ice and, like, yeah, going over these sort of crevasses, you can see them around and you're thinking like, holy shit. Are you like, getting scared? Is this going to 
pop through. Does your mum know what you're doing <laughs> right my now? My mum, yeah. I do, I think she kind of knew, but like, like I told her I was going to go climb a mountain, like pretty big mountain in America, but it's pretty safe and a lot of people climb it and all that sort of thing. The things I didn't tell her is like we we're doing it in April, like in the sort of the like colder time, time. Mm. the weather's not as stable, um, you know. Things like that, like no guides and mm. doing it all pure. So two wh- friends and where the planes landed, but is that is that landing at a base camp or is it just landing somewhere then you got hiked to a base camp? So that's like there's like sort of a runway and then it's like I think it's I, I think they'd call it um, base camp. Yeah. Which, so there was other people there, but so no. When we landed there, there'd been heavy snow for days, so we land <gasps> and. Uh, there's no one there. So no one even at base camp? No one there. You were at base we're camp. Early in the season, there's no one there. Like, <gasps> Did that it, even scare you too? Like you're like for there sure. and there's not even, you're like, oh, I thought even one climber would, another, like one yeah, team another would, crew be would be there. Uh, yeah, for sure. Because we were just like, kind of like, oh shit, like we're in real deep snow. We're looking around at the mountains, like just oh these little God. things, little Australians just like fully out of our Comfort zone. natural habitat. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're but, in Alaska. And it was so cold. That was the thing the first day that like made, like kind of snuck a bit of doubt into me. It was so unbearably cold. And I just like wasn't acclimatized to that cold. And just like, I remember not being able to like, you know, take my boots off or like cook and stuff. And Al, um, Elia, my um, Lebanese mate, he was like, he's like, what are you doing? Like kind of like making fun of me. Cause like I couldn't, I just kept like freezing and like couldn't really handle it. But that, initial cold shock of just like oh it's painful like and we're just not used to it here you know yeah. just yeah. not used well, to it well oh. i just had to put the fan on if the listeners can hear that because it was like it's getting so hot <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah so so we do that um that's night one and we you do a thing called caching where on a big expedition like that because like I said, we're out in the middle of nowhere. If there's bad weather, a plane or a helicopter cannot get us. Like, we're on our own. Like, fully on our own in a whiteout. They, they, they can't do anything for you. They can't even so, see it's a whiteout. Yeah. Wow. So it's just when you, everything goes white. Man. Yeah. You, you take heaps <laughs> of supplies with you. And you do a thing throughout it called caching. And I'll ex- explain this to the listeners. It's where you, you bury food or supplies or um, ropes or whatever for the following days. And say something went wrong higher up on the mountain we can always go back to our cache at base camp that's got a gas stove or you know some because mm. you got to so remember if a gas this. stove breaks man if a gas stove breaks in a climate like that you've got no water because you got to boil all your water oh, so if your gas stove breaks you can be fucked because so you've planned another you, spe- that is so yeah. and that's also practice to hike and that's when they're like when mm. you're like climatizing too you go on camp one back yeah camp one camp two back yeah camp, and you do that over the you know a bit to train but you're it's actually planting caches when caches you do it. along the way so yeah hey, yeah. go up here's spare ropes here's mm. the ropes we don't need a rope this first bit so let's not carry the weight let's hike yeah. it one day put it in put boom. it in back and that's oh, yeah so wow. you're climatizing staying fit getting used to the conditions and of course like in dangerous technical parts of a climb maybe you might not do as many runs back and forth you know yeah, like yeah. you want to keep it pretty short but yeah it's such a big part of it so people sometimes with a big mountain like denali like there's no caches necessary for mount cook for us but denali we pretty much climb that thing twice really like because you go up down up down up down and then mm. yeah like you said acclimatize wow. so this, out, this is just the so, beginning of it. This is because you guys are doing it on your own. You don't have like a um, 
like a little guide or anything. No, nah, we didn't have like a guide or any, any porter sherpas. Because because that would have happened already for those kind of guys, right? I mean, like I think like later on, later on in the season, there's definitely um, expedition companies that will make it way more comfortable for the client. They'll yeah. have more guides on mm. hand to make it easier. And like like I said, like I mean. There's worse ways to spend money, but like that's not what I'm into. I, yeah, if yeah, I totally. if I'm gonna climb something, I want to climb it myself. Like if I can't, I don't deserve to be there. Simple as that. Like, like honestly, I don't. You don't deserve to be there, and yeah. you should. Know, like, my mate was saying this to me in Port Port Escondido. Yeah. A mate of mine started a hotel over there years ago. Married a Mexican chick, and yeah, he had Clive. He's got Aqualuna. He used to always go stay there, and he's he just got addicted when he was younger to the big waves and blah blah. But now, and it was always like you had to earn the right to be out there as in like if mm. you you could only be out there if you had the level not that you couldn't get out there or like if you didn't have the level mm. to be out there of fitness and um also go into your fear and everything and like be able to have the technical ability to take off on these waves you just can't even get it out you die yeah. you know what i mean yeah, but now yeah. with like the floaties it's suddenly like it'll be 20 foot waves and it'll be crowded and yeah. he's he's the same thing he gets annoyed he's like so we're in floaty verse and so he gets really annoyed because before when it got that big, there was only like, you know, a yeah. handful of guys that had the balls and technical ability and strength yeah. to be out there. Yeah, they've worked But now it's it. like they got, yeah. So I, I can relate. Mm. Like I can, I can relate to both sides, but it's like, yeah, I'm the yeah. same. I lean more that way. Like we want to climb Agon Calgary un, unguided yeah. because we, we want to do it. Yeah. But it's like, I feel if like, and I'll, I'll get to that decision when like, we might have to take a guide maybe from a, oh, man. And like, but it's like, there's no, there's I'm not, definitely not against guides. Like, I'm, no, but it's, it's just like, for me, it's like, can. I feel way more achievable if I can do it myself, yeah. you know? So that's like, I, I get it for sure. Yeah. But like yeah. when you're, when you're down here at base camp now, you by yourself, like how long, like how are you checking for a weather window and how long are you mm. thinking you, that you're doing this training and propping up? Because yeah. like a, when you saw your weather window to fly into the mm. mountain, like... So we'd sort of, we monitor the weather pretty closely um, with a inReach. Um, it's like a GPS sort yeah. of, not a GPS phone, but it's just like a messenger thing. And so... And do you we, have people tracking you on that inReach? So yeah, I, I had it and I'd post my like location every now and then so and, and you can do also with it, it it's a pretty awesome like device there's like a insurance that you can pay extra where if you press the side of it like no matter where you are in the world they will try and get to you at some point so it's a good bit of That's gear to cool. have um and you can send texts and things like all like satellite pretty expensive but I did, yeah, it, you, it's a no-brainer on a big expedition like that. Like, you're not going into those mountains without some sort of thing. Mm. Not to say that we were messaging all the time. Like, we were hardly on the thing. Yeah, so but who did Checking the weather, yeah. mainly. Checking so, the weather and then... Yeah, there's a weather app on that, but it was, like, notoriously wrong all the time. So, in the end, we in the beginning, we were going off the weather. I'm sure it's gotten better since, because we're talking a couple of years ago, since Denali. But in the beginning, we were totally relying on it, and it just kept letting us down in, in the end we ended up messaging a friend back at the mainland who would check sort of mm. different weather websites and then he would come up with what an evaluation he yeah. an evaluation oh, for it oh wow um and then we'd go from was there, he pretty accurate really. uh yeah i think i think i i think he was one of the guys from the airline sheldon yeah. airlines and did, yeah he he was pretty yeah he was wow. pretty good did you have to like pay a fee and also like to like national parks and also set up a uh, like a climbing um itinerary for sure and on top of that it's like not anyone can just go do denali so that's why doing mount cook like did us 
So you've got to have a CV. You have to apply, yeah, which I think is a great thing. I mean, it should be that way with any serious mountains in the world, I think. You need to have some sort of experience under your belt. and But I think with Denali, because it, it is so, like there is that commercial aspect of it, some guiding companies will have pretty novice climbers, but who won't necessarily get to the top, like, you know. So they'll take on people, they pay the full amount. They're not going to get any money taken off them if they don't summit. So mm. I think a lot of guiding companies will just take on people and babysit them to yeah, where they've yeah. got to get. I don't want to say that. Yeah, I that might rub sense. people up the wrong way saying babysitting. Yeah. But not. I, I, there's definitely that aspect of it. No, no, man, I yeah. fully get it. Um, so we're yeah. So we're we're where we are. I know to? we're all so stoned, but like it's so like, good. I'm just I'm freaking <laughs> I'm just loving, loving this. I'm loving this. <laughs> I'm loving this. Yeah. Hey, well, you're doing your tra- okay. Wait, so checking in with national parks, like you got the in reach, like so, so you got to pay a fee. Um, they know you're there. Yeah. Do you have to touch base with them every day or share your location with them? No, you don't have to do any of that. You like pretty much to yourself. I mean, it's, so if it's they, definitely if you a just smart don't come back, do. they just know you didn't come back. Oh no! So like, you check out when you go into the mountains, and it's the same in New Zealand. You check in, check out, saying you're attempting this mountain on these days to these days, and you should be back around then. And and the national parks um, will monitor that check in mm. and check out sort of status. So that's what you do. But you don't need to check in with them the whole dura- duration. It's really up to you. Yeah. But we did it anyway. Every now and then, I just do like a post on where we were on the mountain, just for the. So if anything ever did go wrong, you sort of sure. you, mm. like people know At least where you they are. They know where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like what was the wet, like what was the day like? So you were at base camp. You got your tent set up there. Mm-hmm. What was the day like? So that that first day was real hot, and and so we'd flown in, and avalanches were going off as you're flying, just because they're like the reverberation of the the plane plane. it sets off a whole lot of avalanches so they were amazing to see and then you're in there and same thing like plenty of avalanches going off but that's pretty common for denali as well like there's just that much snow and like we hadn't been into the mountains for ages because it had just been dumping snow so that was that was crazy it was that so scary but to look at the mountain knowing it's just so loaded up all that snow that that weather system Mm -hmm. you're about to go into that and that's all got to fall not that it has to fall but you're watching it fall yeah for sure it's like intimidating and then on the first day we're like setting out and going along the glacier and a massive avalanche goes like huge avalanche like it would have been like seeing a 10-story building fall what, down. did you just hear like, it first? We hear it and then we look up and we see this thing and it fully just covers our tracks where we'd been 10 minutes earlier. Oh like, oh, yeah, it was no. so full on. Yeah, I, I got a photo of it on my Instagram. It, like closer to our, closer to the avalanche was some American girls who were also attempting it, who were, were legends. I'll, I'll tell you a bit about them later. But yeah, they were even closer again. But I snipped snipped like a photo of it and this thing was like the biggest avalanche i'd seen and still have seen like this thing was huge oh my to- god totally so, so if you were traps. 10 minutes before would you have been able to get out minutes. or would it have taken you out yeah no we, we would have yeah we would have been for sure covered so what yeah. did you just what does it sound like when you first see that like it's really weird like when when i mean when you hear an avalanche it's kind of it's just crushing and cracking and then and then it can almost when amongst the other mountains it almost sounds like a jet plane sort of taking off in a way which is it's really weird and it can be annoying in the mountains because sometimes you'll be asleep uh at least on denali and a a big jet plane would fly over but you'd be lying in your tent thinking is this an avalanche or is this a plane and then 
and then sometimes you'd hear avalanches in the night go and you'd hear it's getting louder 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 getting closer and your tent starts sort of like frailing in the wind oh my god and then it sort of dies off but man it's and like you, in and the beginning thing- i could not sleep because every night as soon as there was a little tremor or a crack i'd be sort of yeah because you'd be thinking you could get buried you're hearing for them sure, are you thinking when you're sure. hearing them like this is this could be coming towards me yeah definitely yeah. definitely oh like definitely. no no yeah. but like you know as it's getting louder you're like yeah. i might be getting buried here and then on, on top of that okay. like one of our friends who who we met for dinner before we went over to Denali. He lost his toes on Denali. He literally comes to dinner with us and he's like an older 40-year-old dude, pretty experienced, has no toes from Denali and we're going to tennis thing. So he got frostbite frostbite on Denali um, after summiting and lost it. But he had said to us um, when we're like, should we take like, like serious avalanche protection stuff? He said, like, if you get wiped out by like. I don't, I don't stand no by this. He's like, there's no point because on Denali, they're so big that there's no chance. You know, mm. like, like if you get hit by one, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's that was the same when I was, in, when I was in Iceland. There was no point oh. taking the, the, the avalanche stuff because it was like, like I was mm. by myself. It's like, yeah, no one's going to dig you up. Yeah, no one's yeah. going to find me. Like I was just, yeah. We, yeah. S- we still took probes and like basic stuff, but no real high tech stuff mm. just because we're, yeah. Yeah. But, um, Personal yeah. senses and stuff. Yeah, so that was like the first avalanche experience on, on Denali. And so we crossed the glacier and then um, we were about to get to Camp 1 and then just like sort of pretty bad weather rolled in. Do you have your tent with you or are you just going to go back to base camp? Yep. we got everything with us. So for, after our initial cache, we've got sleds um, tied to us and then we've got like 40 kilo pack, 30, 40 kilo pack. And so are you moving your own all this base stuff. camp up to... Can't one. Yeah, so we you, you're marching it up. It's sort of yeah. like the fashion that we're climbing. It's like sort of like a big, um, what do they call it? It's like storming, like big expedition style. Like there's some people who will try and go lightweight and super quick, but we thought because it's a big mountain and takes a long time, and we're pretty novice climbers at the time, we'd take everything that we need to try and because you never know how long you're gonna be there for. Yeah. So are you plan- so you get up to camp one yeah. where you're going to go camp one set up yeah. camp there and then yeah. move forward the, like set up your tent and then next day go forward plant a cache come back to camp and one cachet. and tent yeah along those lines so this is where this thing like comes in handy because this what I've got here for listeners is like a little daily reminder book that it was actually my dad's <gasps> and oh, I wow. yeah and and I I found it before I went over there and. Like, he's got, like, old, like, notes. He's pretty dyslexic, wow. so his writing's pretty messy. But I, I wrote in it, like, I just wrote, like, I'll take it from here. And I, like, <gasps> wow. started, started oh, journaling in it. Like, just a real quick summary of the day-by-day things that would happen. Oh, can you read one out? Would you mind? Oh, man. Let's see. Um, I've got, There's some pretty funny, funny ones in here. I'll go to... Oh, well, I'll get to the point where... So, on on one of the days, like, early in the trip, woke up and there was just the most hectic whiteout storm. And it was just snowing so heavy. Like, in 24 hours, they registered that it had snowed 17 feet. So, we oh were, like, God. constantly, oh the three God. of us were just constantly digging out the tent. It was hell... It's like, blowing a gale. I learned the biggest lesson on that first night because I went to go out take a shit and um 
<laughs> that you take a bucket with you because you're gonna you have to take it all back to civilization. Mm. So I've gone out in this storm, drop drop my pants, and straight away I pull my pants up after, and it's just full of snow full of from snow. like the whiteout. Mm. Like you don't think about those things. So I learned that lesson pretty pretty quick. It's um, starting to melt on you. You're getting wet. But yeah, cold. so that was the beginning of like a three day sort of storm. Um, that really battered us in the very beginning. And, and in those three days, we realized, like, holy shit, are you going to take longer? We might start having to ration food here and just be careful. And Are you camp to camp yeah. one at this point with this storm? I think we're around, like, camp one or two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so the storm this... sort of cut us short maybe of camp two. So what do you do? Yeah. Can you just not sleep? when If you if you are in fear of getting buried, like, you're getting buried mm. alive, you're getting snowed in, right? Yeah. So, like, you're out digging yourself. Are you building, like, snow walls, like, in front of you to have snow drifts in front? To For stop sure. It? And we'd done that. Um, there was just so much snow. Like, yeah. we'd done snow walls about a metre high, metre and a half. But this was, like, unusual. Like, um, like I said, those American girls, there was two other teams, two American girls and then uh, two older uh, guys as well the same thing was happening with them like they were get, taking shifts digging each other out and that was really the beginning of like a great sort of friendship amongst the different teams because you did like, a, we'd been through a similar thing they decided to where we set camp they sort of set camp with mm, us and yeah. we were breaking trail like we were the first ones on the mountain like wow. breaking the trail into the mountain which is which is a huge thing considering like following you'll understand like following a trail up a mountain is so much easier than trudging through um you know like four foot snow like yeah. trying to trying to get through it's yeah, someone has already snow, done it. really struggling what yeah what was it like so you go to a base camp no one was around and everything mm. then once you've gone on the mountain like well you started getting up into the mountain yeah i mean to see two other teams oh it was did, awesome did that feel they, like just like i honestly like i didn't mind at all I, the only feel thing safety you get a sense of safety i felt like we everyone had something to offer and this is where you sort of realize like and the, the beautiful thing of something like that is like everyone's got like a weakness but everyone also has a strength and in the beginning we kept to our team and then as time progressed we ended up like sort of everyone helped each other with things and we became really close with this other team wow yeah. that's so yeah. cool yeah so like the 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 other teams like the the girls team they were both in the army one of them was actually an Israeli sniper <gasps> with like confirmed kills and had done yeah. some things. She was full on. She was full on. She was a legend. She was from Colorado. Um, and the other girl had suffered like a pretty serious brain injury. Um, but um, yeah, they... And she was doing it despite the brain injury. Despite the ba- brain injury. Wow. So there's all these different components going on. Um, oh, no, all these amazing so people. Yeah. Then other, the other two guys were in their 60s and they'd climbed um, Denali before and they were just doing it again because they loved it so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah they were cool. Um, Would it... But, so yes, sorry, they, no, they had to dig themselves out just like you guys with the snowstorm. Yeah. When, what was it? I'm just thinking here like it's like... You, do, you can't sleep. You can't just be mm. like, oh, no, I'm sleeping tonight. There's snowstorms, hits. You're just out digging for hours. Digging. So we just took shifts. Everyone takes a shift. And then that, it started, the bond between the other teams started because, like, on the, when we were getting smashed by all this snow for days at a time, I'd get on the shovel and I'd sort of just, I'd dig for a living. So I was just like, I'll dig them out while I'm out here so they don't have to get up and give them a tap. And we sort of just started taking shifts and looking out for one another a little bit. And I thought that was so... 
Wow. Oh, the beginning of a so great cool. like French like sort of thing, friendship between mm. these guys. You're saying like it's helping each other. So where are you digging the snow too, but was there a certain like Oh, just to build the walls bigger and stuff. Yeah, so you just flick it over. Yeah, yeah. But then you gotta be careful because like what what we learnt pretty quickly, I can't remember who or what, but um so, probably me. <laughs> Someone like dug too hard and just went straight through the tent at one point mm. and then we like got a massive hole. And then you got to patch that up. Oh, so you've got to, no. you kind of, it's really annoying because you got to like excavate it like real slow but fast. And but yeah, that was a pretty full on couple of couple of nights. And we, you know what's crazy about that? We woke up after this massive storm whiteout where we'd set up tent, and we're just right over a massive snow bridge, sitting on top of a huge glacier. So we'd camped all three of us on a snow bridge, <gasps> and we had with our poles, we hadn't felt it for whatever reason. Oh so my like, god! Like, Holy shit! We just spent three days and, and digging out, making yeah. all that vibration noise Man. through storms. If that collapsed, like we would have been screwed. Oh like, my god! And Denali's crevasses are different to New Zealand's. Like New a, Zealand's will be like maybe a hundred meters deep, which is still pretty big. Denali's like a thousand meters deep, like literally a thousand, a thousand meter deep crevasse. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. So wait, 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 that 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 snow bridge that you're on. Yeah. Like, how thick was it? Like, I'm guessing your oh, pros, were they thick. like 10 It was big. It was a big... The crevasses in Denali are huge again. Like, it's like New Zealand on steroids. Like, it's... Everything's just bigger. So, I mean, the snow bridge was... Oh, man. It would have been like three metres thick. And probably a lot of ice, too. So, it was probably pretty no, safe. No, no, but it doesn't... But regardless, waking up to that... Yeah. Thick, three metres not yeah. thick. Three that is yeah. not nothing. thick. That your yeah. probe... So, yeah. you couldn't feel your probe go into... Because it's... My, oh, my well, God. Well, yeah. For whatever probing, reason, so yeah. I don't know who was probing or what. Like, looking back now, who knows? Like, but the whiteout didn't help and the storm didn't help. So, so a probe, Rio... Would that happen to you now, knowing that? Oh, probably... But we, it's hard to say. Like, we're in a whiteout. We didn't really have a choice where to camp. We were just like, we got to set up camp now. This is, can't really move on here. Yeah. Um, so when but you maybe. Pro- <laughs> I don't a know. Pro- I'm just going to explain what a probe is. It's just like a light little rod that folds out and you poke it through the snow. When you're hiking, you go in front mm. of you yeah. to feel cavities in the mm. snow so you don't fall into the crevasse. So like, I, I had yeah. it in Iceland, man. Like, you're going mm. and you're like, oh, there's a cavity. Oh, go yeah. this way. Like, who? And then also, like, when you go to build a snow cave too, you use it to find, like, you can hit rock or if you can, like, yeah. how deep it is so you can... For sure. Yeah, and then you use like it, a mind sweeper. Yeah, and then you <laughs> use it to put, put holes in the top of your snow cave, like, just little yeah. air holes so yeah, you yeah. can breathe. Poke, poke it down through. For sure. Oh, oh yeah, my God, man. You're sl- yeah, that is... Oh, it's awesome, man. That's did that, did that scare it. you, bud, to, to show you that, like, like you're so vulnerable? Like, and how easily you're so vulnerable? Like, you didn't notice you're on this yeah. snow bridge. You didn't notice you're above a huge crevasse and, like, you're all camped there. Oh. But look back and be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I think so. I think at that point I just realised how, like, insignificant we were to the weather and, like... Like, were you scared? Sure like, how was your adrenal? Like, that. Um, like, how was your adrenal? I wasn't, like... I wasn't scared like that, so I was just more, like... I just knew that it was going to... I think all us boys and everyone who was there just realised we've gone here early in the season. The weather's not going to be great. This is going to be part of the trip now. Like, I think that was like the... It wasn't a scared. It was like, well, this is going to be the struggle now for us. Like, and which proved to be the case. Because, um, like, yeah, as it went on, we didn't have very good weather throughout okay, the Okay, how did it go on? <laughs> so... Oh, I keep having so to keep the moving next, in my seat. I'm uh, freaking out here. The next day... Um, it, get up and Alex and Elliot start packing up their stuff like after not the next day like the next day after this three day storm 
start pack, packing up their things and I'm kind of like, what are we like? What are we doing? Like, it's still like a whiteout. Like, um, like we shouldn't be sort of heading out. And they were really keen. And I'll be honest, I can be guilty of being like a bit on the lazier side. So I think they thought, to their credit, I was just being lazy. But I was actually really concerned about the weather. Yeah. But they decided we're going to go do a cache and we're going to push up um, this motorcycle hill. And. I couldn't be more against it, but I literally was like, all right, it's two against one. I'm a team member. Like, let's let's do this. So pack up our stuff. And the, the two older American guys are like, what are you doing? Like, you shouldn't be heading out. The American girls say the same thing. I'm like, well, we're going for it. We're going to try and smash it up, motorcycle hill. And there was a deadline for the boys. I was supposed to be in America for three months. I was going to use the whole three months, whereas they had to get back to work to afford this thing. So they they had to climb it within, I think it was... They, they only rationed a month, a month, and that's it, which isn't a lot of time, really, in, like with things going on flights. Anyway, so there was this other urgency. We set off on this climb up Mo- Motorcycle Hill, and it's called that because it's just, it's pretty, it's like one of the toughest parts of Denali. It's real steep, and it's a crevasse field going up, so it's steep crevasse with crevasses. going up. So wow. it's real kind of weird. And then at the top, there's um, sort of like, um, a big Berkshund, which is a big crack at the very top of a glacier that you have to cross. Um, anyway, we set out on this thing, uh, out just to get to the top and maybe set up a camp. And we'd packed up our camp, and we. So you're fully camp. We've, packed up. we've actually packed everything up. Like so, you're carrying everything right now. You got everything. So you're you're going for a whole nother like you're going to mm. camp three. Yeah. So we got like the heaviest whole... packs, and we're going up crevasses, which is not what you want. Because it's so steep, you can't really use your sled very well because it's yeah. too sle- steep. So we pack that up. But then, of course, that heavier, adds another yeah, danger because then you're, your sled. yeah, you've yeah. got this thing and then you've got more weight on your pack. So your chance of falling through a crevasse are much higher. So Ellie, uh, Alex is leading the way. I'm in second. Ellie is at the back and we're all roped in and we're climbing up. And I look over to my right and there's a mountain called Mount Forekner. And somewhere in a book or something, I just read, like, if there's lenticular clouds over this mountain, um, like, there's going to be real bad weather on Denali. <laughs> like, it was like a, a, a shitty old book or something yeah, like, that I'd somehow yeah. seen somewhere. Yeah, because the mountain yeah. has its own personality. It's one of those mm. personality traits, oh, you know? It's so like, cool. yeah. oh, if you see this. <gasps> yeah, anyway, so, so I say to the boys, cool. I'm like, shit, like, oh, this is getting pretty hectic, like. The, it looks I reckon it's gonna get bad and they were kinda like, No, we're like we're sort of halfway up. We're really struggling but we're getting there. Let's push on again. It's like team like player, let's that majority rules, let's push on. And then um we do push on and then this wall of just fucking wind and snow and black just sort of like marches its way through the mountains at us and just fucking hits us like and we're just like all of a sudden we go from like talking normally to next thing like yelling at each other like through like the chaos of it all like what are we doing like should we go like it was hectic if we go up down whatever is it hard is it even hard to like rational make rational decisions i've, I've had storms sure. hit me in iceland i had to lay on the ground just so i could think just, just think so much yeah. yeah oh for sure man and especially like in a team environment because we all have a point of view and something to offer and like it was pretty hard to get a general consensus like <laughs> yeah. i was pretty keen to like there was a couple of ideas like 
I was thinking, turn around now, like this is bullshit, like we're gonna get caught. We've packed up our, t- we've got our tents, so we got to set up our tents in this shit. Um, let's turn around because like that's a danger. Set up your tent in a whiteout, your tent flies off. Mm. Then, oh man. Then what? Then you crushed with the American girls. It's like, and we don't want to do that. So keep pushing up, and then Alex falls through a crevasse in oh, front of him, no! and then I'm just like. And, and his ears are roped in. We're roped in, so he falls through a crevasse, and he's got his he's got his eyes. Did you see it? Did you see like it? Kind of yelling, yeah, of course. Wait, 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 break it. Wait, wait. So he's in front of you. Did you just see him just fall? Dude, I saw him just fall, and he's like, he he didn't fall clean the way whole way through though. Like I've got to know. So he fell, and he's put out his ice axes, and he's just I can just see his head and shoulders, and he's he's freaking out fairly. Is he roped enough. to you guys? He's roped to us, and he's oh in God. front of me, and then. Elia, the Lebanese client, he's behind me. So Alex falls in, is freaking out, gets himself out of the crevasse, Whoa. but then he's tumbling down the side of the mountain, and I'm just there. So he pulls himself arrested. So he's pulled himself out to his credit, but now he's falling down the mountain, <gasps> like rolling uncontrollably back down. You. Yeah, with his pack on and everything. Back towards you. Back towards me. Oh fuck! I'm like yelling. I I've like never. It was fuck. so crazy. Like, and, and you know that he's yeah. the impact's either going to come, either going to hit you, or he's going to go past you, and he's going to pull you. Pull me down. <gasps> but what happens is even worse up. than that. What oh, happens is the worst God. case scenario. He rolls past me, and then. Hits Elia. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking kidding? Yeah, dude. Yeah, and so he takes, oh. and, and as he was falling, me and Elia are like fucking arrest, arrest, like and arresting is where you get your ice axe and you plant that bad boy into the ice and you just cop the snow or whatever. We're yelling at you. So he hits Elia and now they're falling. The rope's gone tight on me and I'm getting oh. dragged down this. So are, you, are you jamming your ice axe in Dude, China and but you're just getting dragged down? It was like I had two. my face under a waterfall. Like I, I, I rested and I just like braced myself. I was like, holy shit, there's crevasses <gasps> further oh down. Oh my god! Like, like I, I rest. We're sliding, 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 and this snow is just shooting, shooting into my face. Yeah, because you jam. Yeah, from the yeah, pit. Because you jammed this pickaxe. He's he's yeah. steep. He's on the yeah. side of a yeah. mountain. He's picked it in. Like, His mates are falling. You're dragging oh, down. Dude, it's criminal. Oh and my god! Thank God, it just all came to an end. Like uh, Elia had ar- ar- self-arrested by then. Alex had like s- sort of self-arrested, and it was the, that the was DMs. like one of the biggest like beginning sort of like show like strength and weaknesses. Um, where like we sort of showed like I remember just being so fucking angry at 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 Alex if I'm being honest and I mean there's things that I did throughout the trip that you just like but I just remember being like holy shit like dude you like almost killed Killed me killed us just then and it's not his like entirely his fault at all it's just like these things are gonna happen but you you gotta yeah yeah, I remember yelling just being like you know having to really getting into him and then at that point we decided after that, we were to Cache and return. Cache, which is bury the gear that we'd need for the expedition, where we were, like a bit higher. And then we'd return back to the camp and set it up. And so you, after all down. this happened, after all this shit happened, 
You went a little bit further up. A little bit further, yeah. Because where where we were where we were at that time, it was too dangerous mm. to cache because there's too many crevasses. Yeah. So we had to get past the Burke's run. So like really past Motorcycle Hill, which is pretty. It's it's a pretty steep, pretty hard part of the climb. Not super technical, but just steep enough mm. to slide, especially when it's wow. icy. Uh, and we cached at the top. Could, return back down. Could, I, could I sort of fell through a crevasse on the way down, not too much. Wait, and how? Like you just fell in just, again? It happens all the time. You sort of like, you'll be walking and then just sort of like a foot will go through or yeah. up to your knees and then like... But it's every time you get that initial sort of oh, jolt, fuck. it's sort of like, oh shit, are we about to... But man, we were well prepared for all that though. Like we mm. really were. Like um, we'd done um rescue crevasse rescue if someone gets knocked out on that we'd done a whole lot of preparation for yeah. those things but what we hadn't yeah, prepared for stuff. is doing the, yeah, yeah. yeah. just that fr- like and i definitely don't blame alex he did a great job to get out of it and stuff but like yeah he did we didn't prepare it. for someone to fall in a crevasse get out and then be yeah. rolling down the hill straight away yeah, poor dude and, too yeah. did he oh man he, did, i didn't blame but yeah, yeah but did um gotta take it just when that happened did it change the vibe on the way coming down because you just all just your adrenal like everything just went like it was sure. just crazy oh, like so for did it sure. change the vibe just morale was real weird like we got back we set up the tent but like this is where i i just thought it was as like fucked as it was it was kind of funny it's like oh my god like we just almost died we set up the tent and again like a movie we're sitting there where everyone's got ice and stuff on their face like all just frozen just smashed like. and you know no one's got the like we've got no technology like we're just sitting there and and then alex or Elliot was like i guess uh we owe your apology about today and i was like I don't want to say told you so, but you know. Yeah. But, I, but from that point on, it was actually really good because then I, I felt like going into it, I was the youngest guy, probably the least experienced. And I felt in a weird way, like I kind of wasn't that super respected being the mm. youngest. Um, but then I think after that, just sort of leveled the playing field a bit. That yeah. like, I'm not saying these things because I feel lazy. Like I've had a big day the day before. Like I genuinely think probably strengthen the team. Yeah, it probably you know. probably strengthen the team like that too. Because it, yeah. you know, you, and and for you too, mm. it dropped yeah. everybody. Everybody dropped their ego. Yeah, you know, but for, yeah, to be, especially yeah, to be like, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry for no, it was good, and we pushing had on in that weather, but yeah, fuck, for sure. And then the next day we. I think I was like camp two and we're heading up to camp three. And um, we, that, I think that day was one of the toughest days for me. And that's where I showed my weakness too. Like, I, there wasn't a day, everyone had a day of weakness on the, mm. on the, on the expedition. And the next day, I was just exhausted. Like, I don't know, I was just absolutely exhausted. And by the time we got to the next camp, after a huge day of sort of going through bad weather, I actually got to a point where I was so fatigued that like, I just like could hardly do anything. Like normally we'd set up, build walls and everything. This day I just set up the tent. We're like we set up the tent together, and I just literally fell asleep in all my stuff. I Is was it just wrecked? Do you think and the boys had to help me? Hundred percent. Like I was, I was struggling the last sort of couple of kilometers. Did you find yeah. like the altitude um, was starting to affect you? The fatigue, like every, like did you? Well, I think it could have been that like. I'm sure that was a factor. I think, like, maybe in that instance, I was just pretty tired and 
fatigue from the whole thing. I yeah. reckon. But everyone's gonna have. Yeah. So yeah. What, what's That's the yeah. what's the plan? Yeah, yeah. What's the plan at this stage? Like you're going like camp one, camp two, camp three. You doing this over? This is over how long? Right now that we're hit to camp three. Like you're falling through the crevasse. Well, you come back. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I should have said this entry. I, I put in the entry after the um. Um, well, like, how long? We'd probably say, I think we're into about day seven or eight, maybe. Wow. At this point, and are maybe. you already looking for a summit push at this point? Like, as you're setting up, are you sitting there going, oh, we'll try a summit Friday? Or are you just trying to set up your, your three camp, your cashish? And like- yeah, I think I think we're sort of just seeing the weather. Like, I think it's, there's high camp and I think camp four or three. I, I can't forget how many. There's like five camps on it. But um, I... I think at this point we're just trying to suss out a good weather window because they've just been bad weather windows after mm-hmm. bad weather windows, and the, the, it does get more technical the higher up on the mountain you go. Like wow. the the climbing does get on Denali, but again, I would say in my opinion not as technical as Mount Cook. But I got a, I've got a um it made me laugh the other day that my I, I put in a journal entry after that hectic day where um we almost fell into the um crevasses. All right, fuck me. Minus eighteen, uh, white out. That's the weather. Fuck me. Had a really intense day. The boys thought it'd be a good idea to pack all our stuff and push for camp three, hauling all the gear up, up motorcycle hill. Absolute disaster. Had to cache above. Too too dangerous to camp, which it was, and then headed back to camp two. So we're only like we're only at camp. Wow. Camp two or three long story it's like it, it, a lot it, has happened in a short period of time yeah. and that's just the way yeah, and we've got heaps trip. of time like let's yeah i so, mean yeah are you the next day like or like how you said like that happened the morale was bad and the next day he's pushed on and when you got to you know like you said you had your day where you didn't have um the energy or whatever yeah like every morning where you bouncing back like bouncing back some mornings better than others like i yeah and like all 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 the while like every now and then you're struggling with something like personal like someone might be struggling with their crampons having an issue or like my oh, hands yes. just kept getting so cold like wow. and i just you feel like you can't do anything yeah, are, you, are you getting worried about frostbite at this point you know like are you constantly monitoring this like you're a little bit i think like blood circulation was a big thing i made the mistake in the beginning by wearing like too many layers and mm. that cuts off like your blood circulation a bit even though you're supposed to be warmer it's just like too many layers it's all tight around your skin so one of the older guys um he was just like take off your your socks like take off your other pair of socks and i was like my feet are freezing he's like just do it just try it and i did it and then for the rest of the trip like my toes are always cold always Mm. cold but they weren't numb to the point That's where i was found. scared you don't want them numb because so then you can get frostbite without knowing with too many clothes kind of yeah exactly that too many layers fire. can actually do you a disservice yeah i got my scarpers my climbing boots mm-hmm. they're like so, they're my size and when i was in Iceland, my feet just kept going numb in them mm. and i was like i think i need to go another size up or half yeah. a size up because they were like perfect fit mm. the little bit of room at the front and everything yeah. i was like this is perfect but then i kept my toes kept going numb and I was like, they're yeah. too, they're cutting my circulation yeah. off. Yeah. If you got them tired or whatever. Yeah. And I think mm. I might, I probably even did the two sock thing. Like, yeah, that doesn't help. If you, you want, you want enough room and your feet swell too. So mm. they're going to swell up, but yeah, you want enough room. You want extra room because that your feet swell up and then you want a bit of room. If it's really, really cold that you can put some like toe warmers in or something yeah. if you're in trouble. Um, Cause I've, 
they're sitting in Iceland stealing because they're Agen Kaga. I was like, oh, maybe I can get them posted. But I'm like, nah, I need to get other boots to like train in and see. And it's funny, Jeff Wilson, because he was going to lend me his scarpers when I went to Iceland. And he's a half a size bigger than mine. And I remember putting his on and thinking like, oh, yeah, but then I went with mine. But I was like, oh, maybe I'll take his. Yeah. I'll go borrow his like to, to feel that because it's like they're yeah. like six or seven or even I think $800 boots. Yeah, man. But yeah. like I'm like, it's a lot of money. I, I'd suggest wearing someone who owns them. Like, what size foot are you? Like, nine. You're a nine. When I've got some Olympus Mons and some other ones that you could, I'd be happy to lend you. Um, but even just to try on. Yeah, just to try like, on. Because, like, that's what I'd suggest because it is a lot of money. Like, just try on. You get, well, like, a Wild on. Earth is freaking... They'll hook you yeah, up. Yeah, they hook me yeah, up. That's really lucky. Lucky. I know. Jealous. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know. I know. Oh, my kid, I left in Iceland. It's still there. It's going to be... Like if I go to Agra, yeah. I might get a post, but it's like minus 40 oh, sleep. Oh, that's awesome, man. I, got a, I had a minus 20 sleeping bag with another fleece insert. Yeah. Which kind of like doubled it up. God, it was, yeah. yeah. But I was like, that's that. a $1,500 sleeping, sleeping bag, bag, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I've left it in ice. But okay, anyway, anyway. So wait. Yeah, nah, man. You're, you're on the mound and like your feet are getting cold. How is your gear going, but Like are you... Oh, the like, gear's going awesome though. Like aside from that, like... I just say at that point, the only things to concern were my hands and feet. Like they get cold, but like it's at that time of the year, pretty early in the season, it's just going to come with mm-hmm. it. Are you pumping your shoulders? Do I get more blood For around? Sure. Spinning your arms and putting my hands down my pants every now and then just to like mm. <laughs> desperately keep them warm. Yeah. But like, wow. what's yes. the view like? Like you're at camp oh, two and three, like even dear. the climb up, like every day, like you're saying like, you know, we're only week, like you're there for a week so far, yeah. which is heaps, but like you're pretty high up. Like what are you looking at? The views are insane. Like, uh, I mean, you could have a look at this book. This is from one of the girls here. Um, she took some photos throughout the trip. Um, and I sent some photos of myself. Oh my that, God, I've seen that photo of you on your Instagram. Yeah, that was actually after that really all the, hectic day. All the ice on yeah. your face. That was yeah. when you felt when the avalanche thing happened? No, that was when we had that tough day on my motorcycle hill. Oh, with, yeah, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, with the, with hey, sl- with the, the self-arrest. When we, when we bump on the table. Oh, yeah. Wait, but... Yeah. yeah, so, so are the you landscape is just insane. All the other the mountains. Two, the two girls you were They were the two girls, yeah. I'm going to have to put some of these amazing. photos up on, on the gram. But yeah, for sure. So people but, can see. But this is insane. So are you... Oh, my God, there's a crevasse. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah, oh, my man. God. I've got to put some... Oh, my God. <gasps> That's you guys digging yeah. the... T- Ten out. Oh my god. Okay, yes. okay, guys, guys. <laughs> okay, just picture the wildest photos, and and then that's what we're talking about. But, dude, like, are you? Is there a view of like the landscape? Are you above the clouds, or like, is it changing? Like, even at Camp Three yeah. and stuff, are you above the clouds? No, it's always changing. So the clouds rise and drop, and <gasps> so sometimes you're totally above them, and it's like, you, yeah, so you can see all the the other peaks of the neighboring mountains and then other times you're in the whiteout and wow. the clouds are with you and it's, it's a bit more annoying is it sweet? every time you're in a whiteout like it being so vulnerable say you're mm. up camp three right now now yeah. you're halfway up the mountain i feel is it scary because of how vulnerable you are you know you know if a storm comes yeah. in you're you're up in the mountain you're just in your tent you've got to like yeah i mean like i just with like in terms of like being scared throughout the whole thing it's like i, I have sort of like levels and i i guess like I became more resilient to the fear of it. As you spend more time there, you get more comfortable. But like, definitely in, here, in the beginning. There's somebody in here that looks like a white walker. 
<laughs> yeah, just all the gear on. Yeah, just all yeah. the gear on in the yeah. ice. Yeah. Oh well, I've got a story for you guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait. Put the book down. I want a story to tell. Yeah, it's like crazy. So, <laughs> I'm going to have to tell you, do you got footage? Um, oh, you know, it sucks. I, I have some footage and plenty of photos, but my the, the phone that I took with me got destroyed, like, yeah, like oh, after the trip. God, so, yeah, yeah I was Drunk so gutted. I had so many great videos of us just defeated inside the tent. <laughs> like after getting smashed by the storms and just some real funny things sometimes i'd just get my camera out just like when everyone was pissed off because i was like we'll find this funny one day mm. yeah. so just because like emotions are high because you're mm. so tired your, your adrenals are so shot you're always in fight or flight you're real scared like yeah. well not like whether if you're real scared or not it's like yeah you're, you're, you're so vulnerable yeah yeah you've got to be always like vulnerable any, you've got to accept that yeah, though. You're, you're, on you're on the ball you're on the ball yeah like are you were you having moments where you could feel safe enough to enjoy it? For sure. Like I felt, I felt like, yeah, definitely times where I felt safe enough. Certain camps are really safe, like along the way, but just in between is the dangerous part. So sometimes if you get to a camp in good weather and you set up a good tent with good protection, ice walls and things, then you can have a good night's sleep. But when you, when you've been trying to go through a whiteout and you don't know where the hell you are on the mountain, you're just like, here will do. Like that's when you're like. I'm not sleeping tonight. I don't know if I'm in the perfect path of an avalanche or, oh, or whether God. I'm on Snowbridge. It's about to collapse. Oh like, my you just, God. Why that's the stressful bit. You just can't even see. Yeah, it's like... That's insane. Yeah, it's all, it's all crazy. Like It's <laughs> completely fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. It is a skit. It's like, I, yeah. like, dude, it's just... Yeah, I'm biting all my nails here. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... It's the wildest it's place amazing. on the planet. Yeah. It's worth it. But that's all, okay. Why do you do it? Like I, I know we're. Well, I, just, I, don't, I want to ask this question now, not at the end. It's like, why do you do this? It's like right now yeah. we're talking about a story where you're in the most like wildest place on the planet, like one of you yeah. know the yeah. mountains, like the biggest mountains of the world. That's what people like. It's feats. Like it's like people set out their whole life to be able to like stand on top of one of these things because it's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. It's like to because you have to battle the weather you've got to mm. battle your mind you've got to battle your body you've got to push through like incredible yeah. feats to be able to do it. like you're so vulnerable to danger yeah like why do you like why yeah, do why? you do yeah, it that's interesting yeah i feel like what i got out of it is just that, like you sort of you realize like in a weird way i felt i realized like that i do it because you really reflect on your life and like what's going on what's important what's not like you're forced to because you you're you're in nature or you're like stuck in a tent so it just kind of gets in this weird weird headspace where you really think about things like you're not just you know doing your day going home and meditating in your room you're sort of meditating the whole time in a weird Mm. way it's like I really, really thought about things deeper than I ever have before or, or since on Denali. Um, Did you think about death? Oh, yeah, for sure. And at the time, like, my, my brother just had a baby and all these things were going on where I was just like, should I be, like, just settling down? Should I be doing these things? And, and, and am I risking doing all these things? Like, you know, the other great things in life, yeah. like having kids and getting married and stuff. Am I, is this worth it? But on top of that, also, I realized that you re- like, I do it because, man, you really do just feel alive, mm. like, more than anything. 
like, a sense of achievement re- feel- yeah. and and just that 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 natural like release of mm. adrenaline at times and even just like peaceful like serenity looking over the mountains and stuff it's mm. no music no distractions or anything that's what that's definitely why i do it and you, wow. it's hard but edits and uh, yeah, yeah it's cool. like i can't relate to denali or a big mountain but i'd like i'd be in iceland and it was so harsh and so wild and like it gets to the point like I'll like a blizzard would come and I'll be stuck in the van or in the car for four days or five days mm. not even be able to move digging it yeah, out or like same thing. stuff like this right and then I'm like and I start questioning why the fuck am I here I'm not this is too, like what am I doing and the next thing the heavens open up surf would start pumping mm-hmm. it's like these beautiful most incredible moments and you have to enjoy it because it's just going to go like that you don't mm. know when it's going to go so when it's there it is so magical. Yeah. I had times in Iceland where there was so much natural beauty around me and I was like achieving my dreams, like living my dream that I was so that I cried. There was a time like yeah, yeah I was in the north of north of Iceland. I surfed like this day with my mates and the sun was setting down through the valley. And it was just these snow mountains. like everything was just white. And the moon was rising in the middle. I was just surfing with my mate. I was looking around at the most beautiful thing but we had to work so hard to get that moment so when that moment was there i enjoyed every mm. tiny little bit of it and i was so elated with yeah. emotion that i cried i yeah, was in the surf awesome. with tears you know yeah. because it was so beautiful but it was like you had to work so when you work I, i'm guessing that's it you man you have to yeah. work so hard so when you get those moments they could go it's like it's give it's letting you freaking appreciate yeah for sure yeah, and it's like a monotonous thing doing one foot in front of the other, but for those moments where you just like look back and then like look down the valley or yeah, just see like a bird by itself cruising through the mountains. What about, realize, things, do, you know? what about the realization that you're doing something so unique and also so mm. incredible? Yeah, and also like true to myself. Like I felt like when I when, like with doing that, I felt like I'm, I was meant to be there 100%. I don't know if you've ever done something, you're like, oh, I don't know if I should be really doing this but when i was there it's just like this is this is this is your calling like you're there for sure like you said to me not recently you said you created this just have a good time with it it's now it's just for you to have a good time with it's like the life's given you this yeah you're there now it's up to you yeah it's like to enjoy it yeah to experience it you know to do it you know everything's led you to that moment well it's like that with everything you chose to be there yeah, you know, it's mm. like you created mm. the reality you're experiencing. Yeah. It's like you can either beat yourself up for it or say, fuck, this is the best gift I've yeah. ever been given. Well, like that is like that with every, everything, like relationship, yeah, anything. Yeah. It's just like if you're having a bad day, if you just take the realization, it's like, oh, I created this. Yeah. This is my moment. What am I going to do with this moment? Am I going to enjoy it? Yeah. Am I going to beat myself up? Am I going to learn from it? Yeah. Am I going right. to be like an amazing best friend? myself you know it's like am i gonna just fucking love myself so much that you know that i'm gonna celebrate this moment yeah (sighs) for sure yeah wow it's it's a great thing i love it all and how alive did it make you feel oh man we'll get get back into the the, in a second (laughs) just being on because i'm thinking like right now because it's that for me it's like not just climbing the mountain it's summiting it's the Mm. journey Oh, so right 100%. now you're on the journey you're doing yeah. it like how in the middle of this journey that you're in right now yeah. how alive did you oh, feel like undescribably i like sort of just 
you fi- I just felt like what I was doing was just so right and for my age and things at the time just like it was all yeah everything was just perfectly aligned on you know we're just aiming for this goal everything in life at that point seemed to be pretty sorted out but yeah just yeah in- <laughs> there's nothing that's going to make you feel more alive than things that are also threatening your life at mm. the same time and yeah it's just incredible man but like you know whilst all these great things are happening you know and the, and and the, and the and the expedition was going great um we were yet to find out um like like little did we know like around the corner there'd be some pretty crazy stuff um so there was along the trip a t- another team had joined us a polish team as a wife and a husband engaged meant to be getting uh, married after they summited Denali. They were serious Polish climbers, like they were really good, and their cousins. So there's three of them as well. And they had caught caught up to us, I think it was Camp 4. And at the time, I'd been reading a book called The Longest Walk. It's about these um, prisoners of war uh, who escaped a gulag in um, Russia. And they were Polish. So I ended up like sort of befriending this Polish climbing team and getting to know them pretty well um, uh, throughout the thing, throughout the trip. And uh, this day came where we decided to do a big cache. Um, I think from camp four to five, we, we were going to do a big cache. So we Are you doing them with the other teams now? So we would do them with the other teams, but we wouldn't, we'd all carry our own gear, but we'd sort of look out for each other and stuff and say, weather looks good tomorrow. We're thinking we're going to climb to the here. What are you guys thinking? And I mean, sometimes they'd go, oh, we're tired. We're going to have a rest day or, you know, whatever. They, like, we, they'll come with us. We can look out for each other, look yeah. out for crevasses, whatever, together. Wow. Extra eyes, safer. Yeah. So we, we headed out early um, on this particular day. We did our cache um, between camp four and five. When you're doing a cache, could you ever not find them? Like, where are they getting snowed in? Yeah, for sure. So that's where the inReach is really handy because you can plant oh, so it you on your GPS. So because that happens all the time throughout the trip, you're, you're setting these little, they're like little markers. They're like uh, for the listeners, it's pretty much like a bit of bamboo with a little orange and yellow flag. And it, even on the route in wideouts, you set them out throughout the climb. So if you every two hundred meters, you got to carry a fair few of them. Sometimes uh, you'll put those markers down because on the way back the tracks might be covered you might walk straight into a crevasse or straight off a cliff so these things are really helpful in a uh, wide out a gps will save your life because in a total wide out if you're away from your tent and you can't see the markers you'll heavily rely on your gps so, so if the battery's dead like you're there and you don't know which which way's up so does that mean that you are marking like everything like you're marking where your tent is you're marking where your cache is yeah you yeah know, like, pretty so, well so if you go for a pit or have to mm. get away from the tent yeah because the tent's your lifeline yeah or even a danger we'd like might put that into the gps um tracker which is like so helpful so you never take the gps mm. off you no, I, ha- I had one it? on me. We had two of I think we even had three. I think each one of us actually had one. Because ha- if we separate, if mm. something happens to the other two guys, I'm by myself or whatever, yeah. you, you charge it on a um, on a solar panel. But that can be a problem too because if you get a whiteout for three days, you're not getting any sun on that thing. Yeah. So you really got to conserve the energy, which makes... You know, and because and it's so cold, I suppose they're made for that. They're oh, made for that cold. Because like, like your GoPros, we... Be- 
we got sent these like little video cameras or a mate's company did in Iceland just to test and yeah. we took them out like into the mountains and they just like as soon as you turn them on they just die so yeah. you had to like we had to put it down our shirts That's and under right. our arms yeah. or we'll, and then try to pull it out and we're like oh these things are yeah. not good they just battery just dies yeah everything just freezes like even water all our water and batteries i slept with so i took a real good camera and i slept with all the batteries in my undies like re- literally right next to my sack and um <laughs> and and um I, i'd take that and then you sleep with your water because if you leave your water out it freezes overnight like it gets down to like minus 30 so you wake up, you go to have a drink in the middle of the night. It's just a block of ice, and then you're thirsty as because the altitude's sucking the moisture mm. out of your lung. Did you ever boil water? Oh my boil God. water and put it in your um in your water bottle and then yeah. put that in your sleeping bag. Like, yeah, that's, that's what, what I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a hot water bottle. Yeah, trick. hell yeah, that's the go. And you get your wet socks. Do you know what I? Before. I cooked it, man. I didn't. I didn't even think about this. I um snow cave was like dripping at one stage like near my feet or it's like i was like and it was like all the drip of my my body heat going up and it was like coming down like following like little a little trail down and then dripping on where my feet was so i tried to um like flatten out the snow on the roof of the snow cave so it didn't drip on my legs and then because i was going to wet my sleeping bag and then i saw like i had like some of my gear i had in this like plastic bag thing so i was like oh i'll just put my feet in the sleeping bag in the end of the plastic bag. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And so I did that and then it won't drip on it. But I woke up and my feet and the inside of the plastic bag was soaking wet. Because there was a bag, my my sleeping bag couldn't breathe. Yeah, right. And all my moisture and everything and the hot water bottle being there, everything that I'd said, like... I don't know. It all just like went to the bottom of the sleeping bag. I woke up and the whole bottom of the sleeping bag was soaking wet. It was because yeah. I put a plastic bag on it. It couldn't breathe. Yeah. And I fully cooked it. My mate was like, oh, you should have just let it drip on it. It would have dried or frozen yeah. or something. I don't know. But I'm like, I oh, just dude. fully cooked it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah could, like, that actually just reminded me of like, yeah, that's another thing. Like you don't realize until you're in the mountains, like, or serious cold, like even your own condensation from like three guys in a, a four man tent. You wake up, if there's not enough ventilation, you wake up and there's a layer of ice over everything, like yeah. even your forehead. And you just like, oh everything is like literally mm. cracking with ice just from your breath. So yeah, it's like it's you can't really be too warm, to, like yeah. you can't sweat because it'll freeze on you. Like when you're climbing, hey, you're trying to like not sweat too much. Yeah. So you're trying to monitor yourself. Is it getting harder as you get up high altitude? For sure. Like definitely like the air seemed a bit harder to, I think it's either breathe in or breathe out. Um, just with the air pressure and stuff, it just, you definitely feel it. It's funny because you're getting fitter as it's going on, but you're getting higher um, on, a, on a big expedition like Denali. Um, but yeah, like we definitely felt, everyone at a point felt the altitude, I feel. I think Shit. I felt it a little bit lower down and then I was, seemed to be fine for the rest of the trip. God, I was just, but consciously breathing seemed to help me. I was just... Like, I rem- Sorry, I just remember doing no. like this breath work with my cousin Jesse and it like... It's real funny, like all that Wim Hof stuff. But man, when you're at altitude and you need to be breathing in a lot of oxygen, like I was consciously breathing heavy and hard to try and just fill my lungs up. Yeah, fill your whole oxygen at your whole body. Yeah, Yeah. well, there's just less oxygen per, like parts of oxygen per whatever, you know, space. (laughs) Space, We're stoned, man. I can't explain it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I was just thinking then too, back to like when you're in the tent and everything freeze, like I was just thinking too, like like when I did that in the mountains, I had a wet sleeping bag. Yeah. And I was like, now I've got a wet sleeping bag. I'm fucked. 
Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like one little mistake. When you're like you're up on a mountain, you're on Denali, you make one little mistake. You know what I mean? It's like it's Jeff Wilson when, I, when he went across time. Antarctica. He was getting blown across and his shirt lifted up a little bit and he hadn't realized. And a little bit of his stomach uh, on his jacket was... Um, his the thermals wind. had lifted up and wind was air was getting under and he froze. And he had frostbite in his stomach and he had to cut it out wow. over the next several days with, with his knife because it was just one little mistake. You know, one little yeah. bit come up and next thing you know... You're, and the thing is, is that you can't just turn back. No. Yeah. Well, well I suppose you can. I mean, like, but like, like when you're in the middle of the mountain, you've got to deal with it. It's not easy. There. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, you've got to deal with it as it comes. I think the hard thing with like frostbite as well, everything just goes numb. So then you don't even really realize how like, bad the it's getting. Is, like that's being done to your nose or your cheeks because they're numb the whole time. And like honestly, like at least with me on the trip, like I swear my like I don't know my, the feeling like after day four it was totally gone in like my fingertips. And you my just toes. couldn't get it back. Like, it was actually just like numb. So I just had to keep wriggling them and checking them, make sure. Were, like, were you getting nervous again. that you might? Like get frostbite out there? Yeah, maybe at times I felt, but it's amazing how quickly your body will adapt. Like in, in those extreme environments. Like I, I stand by this. Like I got hairier. I felt my heart was like pumping heavier. My hands <gasps> were pink all of a sudden all I the time. Why, that's why I got so, hair. So I couldn't. Maybe that's yeah. God saw you out there. <laughs> so like, yeah, like all of a sudden at the beginning I couldn't really do much for long without gloves on but then about you know seven eight days into it i was like you know just handling snow no gloves on just fully acclimatized like i felt real hairy in the face and the nose and, but i think your body like people would be surprised how quickly mm. your body adapts were, were you putting like vaseline on your face or anything it's the sunscreen and and like i mean the sun there is just hectic like just absolutely cooks you no mm. matter what you put on well it's reflecting off the yeah. snow so plus your high like altitude you put like a lot of sun lotion on yeah it still burn you oh you still get real tanned like for sure yeah well, could yeah, you use zinc hectic. yeah we mm. use zinc on lips and going across across the uh, glacier down low is actually really hot which mm. would surprise a lot of people like you literally get down to your t-shirt down low but this is how quickly the temperatures can change. So, like, down low on the glacier, you're in a singlet and almost shorts. Like, you've taken pretty much everything off. And then, you know, two days later, another 3,000 metres up or whatever, you're just, it's freezing cold. Like, you can't, no way you could do that. Oh, my God. But, yeah. I this guy, when I was in Argentina, and I'll tell this story in more depth another time, but... I was in Mendoza when I first, like, so that's why I uncaggled, because I saw, I was at this hostel and this dude... Um, just got out of hospital and was in put in the room and he was just blistered up. He had attempted and had to uh, and he could, didn't he didn't summit he didn't make it and had to turn back and his climbing partner kept going and she didn't make it either because she was trying to be the youngest girl to climb the seven summits. Yeah, but he yeah. didn't make it and I think he ended up getting chopped it off. Yep. I think he got haze real bad maybe like yeah. altitude sickness. But then he ended up in hospital and we got out of hospital. He stayed at the hostel but he was just red blistered face. Like lips blistered, skin blistered because he was like, yeah, been on the mountain that high when close to the sun, you know, it's like so bright, reflecting off the, you know, just got toasted. Yeah. Hectic. Wow. And English skin, you know, I suppose. Is oh, he was English. Do you I, want to pee? Yeah. So yeah. No, wait, where, where are we up to? Oh, we're getting back to we're like, we're at camp five. Yeah, camp five. Yeah. yeah so we'll right. have a, yeah. should we have a wee break yeah, and get high? Should we get high? Oh my yeah, God. Oh man, I just like. Peanut butter sandwiches. Pouring everyone a water. We just went and had some fruit salad and some peanut butter 
avocado sandwich. Oh. Rio's still crunching his. <laughs> oh my god we're about to enter the best part the best whole part of this story and we're so, it's so deep in and i'm just frothing on it all right everyone get comfy you know where you're comfy yep cheers man yeah yeah okay um so okay so listeners we're back we um we may or may not have just gone really high mm-hmm <laughs> 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 was, well, he finished yeah. smoking that first joint, and then I was like, "Oh, that's not enough," and rolled another one. And I then I thought you smoke. guys were still smoking with me just then, and then I passed it back to you. You're all done. Dude. I'm like, "Oh no!" I just like was that two joints? Yeah, I don't know. You guys smoked them. I didn't. I didn't smoke anything. <laughs> I, I, I don't smoke marijuana. <laughs> I want that on record right now. Hey, we're in America right uh, now. We're we're I'm a good we're Christian. <laughs> we're in America right now, where it's legal. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's where we recorded this. Yeah. You just say that. Okay, back <laughs> in the... <laughs> oh, man. You know what I mean? I was like, well, you don't know where I was. It could have been no, somewhere no. in the world where it was yeah. legal. Yeah, LA, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, wait, let's enter. Let's enter back into the story, the okay. danger zone. Dude, we're now up to Camp 5, aren't we? Like, yeah, we're pretty I think much... we're around Camp 5. Yeah, four, five. Camp four. So you're yeah. getting up the top now. You're getting ready. For, like you're getting, you're getting ready <laughs> yeah. to do it. Like shit's been mm-hmm. serious the whole way, but it's about to get like, yeah, like the higher you go up, the more danger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and through- obviously, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like throughout the whole thing, yeah, there's been days of bad weather and things, so it's really dragged on at this point. Like the boys are like, we have to do it now or never, otherwise we're gonna miss our flights back to Australia. So we do this this cache with all the other teams and and we go up i think it was uh camp i want to say camp four to high camp which is camp five and we do a cache up there with the other teams and on our way back we we meet um the polish team that um we'd sort of become friends with along the way um and there's only two of them instead of three and kind of like oh that's like less than ideal because it's a bit safer with three and you know where's 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 the other one and they sort of said he was feeling sick um this was their cousin um of of the man who's getting married and so the the husband and wife the two engaged people they they continued along to do their cache and we've continued down the mountain so we get to the bottom back to the back to our camp and we're in the tent and we're going oh the next couple of days is gonna be you know big couple of days like let's have big big feed tonight uh and then wake up early tomorrow and set off and as we go into bed uh someone comes to someone comes to the door and they're just like they're you know the polish people they're gone like they're (gasps) gone what do you mean they're gone what do you mean they're gone i had the exact reaction i was like my eyes like started working up straight away i was like what like we like just saw them come back down and they're like, yeah, they they fell like a thousand feet off the <gasps> side of um of of like the ridge, and we're all just like, well, no, nah, like what? Hang on, hang on a second. So, and and the people <clears throat> telling us that they were these um Swiss climbers, and they were really like really knew their stuff, and and we're talking to them like we like you know. Ha- do you see him? Like, yeah, we saw the whole thing unfold. <gasps> what had happened? It. They yeah, saw it. What had happened oh. is so hectic. So. They were like climbing together up along this ridge and uh, from one bolt in the rock to the next, like the next safe zone, they were like, their rope was just a bit too short. And 
and he was like a meter off. So she's unhooked, and he was just over overly confident. And he's going to hook himself in, and so now they're both unattached from the rock or anything. And he's gone to hook himself in, but he slipped, dropped his ice axe on the way, which is like I was telling that earlier story. That's the thing that's going to save you in a fall. You can self rest. He's that's it left his hand, and he because she was so much smaller than him. He has catapulted her off the side of the mountain. Like, properly, he's fallen. She's been trying to hold on. Then his weight has fully th- thrown her, and they've just tumbled down this cliff. <gasps> yeah, a thousand feet. So I was just, man, when I heard that, and, you know, um, we'd tried to join ropes together and try and see them, and you're looking down at this, like, So a, you just went looking abyss. for it. Yeah, we, like, went looking for So you just went for looking. It. Yeah, and, and, and the Swiss climbers, like, they did the most. They were, like, up heaps high. Like, they, they'd looked for ages. And, and there was bad weather coming in. We couldn't see a massive fall. We got so back. So you're, you're out yeah, for a search and that. rescue because you don't know if they've died. So we don't know. You're like, trying to... Well, we only assume, like, mm. like they've... Fallen a thousand, a thousand feet, which is I don't know how many meters. Thousand feet, it's like, like four hundred, four hundred meters. Did did that yeah. become the most important thing for you at the time to try find them? Oh man, like, yeah. Drop for your sure. own ambitions to just like, nah, we're gonna try try well, find. It was hard because bad weather was coming in, so like that there was surface search effort was pretty small, and um, not really anything. And to be deadly honest, like we like just like at that point, it's like you don't survive yeah. that. You don't you don't fall a thousand feet and yeah. just like what? You're okay. Psh, well, like no. Nah. What no, was like, the moment like when you when you the I, weather was coming back and you guys had to turn back? Wh- to, like that acceptance of knowing like these people, whether if they're alive, whether if they mm. died on the impact or if they're still alive, then they're gonna die. Well, it was Don't real like, weird. Like I I had thoughts of. You know, I don't want to go to the summit if, like, these guys have just died, like, around me. We had, like, some serious discussion between the team where, like, I remember, like, like certain people were going, you know, no, like, this is part of mountaineering. Like, get real. Like, people die. Like, this is it. And I definitely was more of the, like, I don't know if we should do this. Mm. Anyway, we, like, so there was a bit of, like, tension amongst the group. And I'm not saying, like, anyone's wrong. Because, like, to be honest, yeah, it is part of feeling. the... Yeah. It's part of it. Like, yeah. it's a huge part of it. Um, so there's this tension. I was just so sad, to be honest. I just thought, that's so horrible. Like, hu- like soon to be husband and wife. Like, literally, oh on the trip of a lifetime, just fall a thousand feet. And I'm just, like, <gasps> devastated. Oh, my God. So, the next day, no sleep, oh. lying there. We planned a bit better weather um, to sort of, and, and more of an opportunity to search and maybe, like, find the body or, you know, do some sort of recovery, anything, and, like, just try and help with what we could. By then, a lot of other climbers knew there was a park ranger who'd come up high and he was the main person sort of trying to do stuff. And um, we wake up early and it's cold. I um, I put on my boots. I've, like, made a tea. We're sort of getting ready. And I look up amongst this crevasse field and I just see this one person just coming down from the crest of the mountain. <gasps> Lone person, not roped in to anyone. Not with anything. anyone else. So this, these totally were other people self. that were on the mountain. So obviously this there's a team up, up, up I don't above. know who it is. All I see is just one person. I just see one person. No, <gasps> and then I thought that. I was like, 
fuck, like he's risked his life to go up and search by himself. That's so sad. And now he's coming back by himself. Like they're gone. Like he's spent all night trying to find them. But then I look over, I see him come out of his tent. And then I'm like, holy, it was like, holy fuck, man. I'm like looking at him, like my eyes are just so lit up. And I'm like looking over, I'm like, holy fuck, like it's got to be them. And then I, I see the park ranger and we make eye contact. And we're just like, holy shit, like start sort of running towards him. But like, I'll never forget it, like getting to closer and closer to him. And he just looked like he'd fallen a thousand feet off a mountain. Like his collarbone was down real low. He had blood all over his face, no ice axes. What he'd done to get to where he was, was insane. <gasps> like he fell down the other side of the mountain. He had to climb back up without an ice axe. Then traverse through all this dangerous, like crevasse field to get back and when he got back we gave him some water and he's pretty like beaten up and stuff and he just because he was polish he um he just had like a little map of what had happened he told us what had happened and where he'd fallen and what had happened was they had fallen tumbled down the cliff and they landed on a, on a snow bridge and that had broken their fall which is similar to like have you ever seen touching the void it's it's a, it's a movie about a climber who survived the exact same way. They've fallen onto a snow bridge that has literally collapsed and broken them their fall, and then they got wedged in between a crevasse. <gasps> so they both survived the fall that way. Now, she, she was in a real bad state, though, so he sort of told her. So she her, was still alive. She was still alive. So he's come back and left her because she's <gasps> going to get help. Okay, fuck. It's insane. And I'm just like, but, like, it's optimism. There's optimism. All of a sudden, it went from this, we're waking up to potentially do some sort of, like, messed up recovery search to then, this guy's alive. And now he's telling us, he's saying, she's not great. I think she'd broken her neck. But he'd wrapped her up and she was in a, in a s- sort of snow cave crevasse safe. So next minute, it's just like everyone <gasps> on just like getting oh my their God, stuff search ready. Oh my God, searching rescue sort team. Of like, yeah. And we, man, like we, to be honest, like we, for what it was, we could do very little, but we were there to help. Like, yeah. like all the credit for sure. Any credit goes to the park rangers. So we but, set up but, out on this thing. Were you, were you also scared or nervous or just like elated? Like, like what was it? Like you... You know what I mean? You're changing your expedition mm. to go out to save like someone. You're going into different territory. Like, were you? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I was were like you scared. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, nah. I, to be honest, I wasn't scared. I was more like optimistic and and happy that, that we're just alive. Park and Ranger like, must be a crazy mountain climber. Oh yeah, man. Like they they climb their whole lives in Alaska and stuff like that mm. for sure. And we so we set out on this thing and. The, the weather's been pretty bad, but luckily for us, there was a, a big break in the weather and it actually was really good. And they managed to get a helicopter in. Did and they, they, they got her. They full went. It was Fuck. the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, I'm on the crest of this mountain. This helicopter's like in line with Do you know how much altitude? The hel- like, where you are? Cause it's uh, like, yeah, actually, I like do. It must it have been pushing it. About, I think, around 5,000 metres around that, I'd say. How high can a helicopter climb? No idea. This guy, the guy dri- like flying this thing was a lunatic. I couldn't believe what he was doing. But yeah, so he lowered, he lowered like a, obviously like a search and rescue guy down, and they put this girl in a screaming suit to a straight to uh, Anchorage Hospital, I think. Yeah, oh straight, my God. just straight there. Uh, and then a day later, they'd come back. They'd come back for the other Polish, the the husband. But 
the biggest thing of the whole thing was they both survived. Like she, <gasps> they both survived. They both survived a thousand meter fall. And you know what? I was scared. Such an outrageous story. Like I was scared you guys like wouldn't believe me or somehow. But there's actually like an article that I've got here that you can you can read. Newlywed Polish climbers. It took me a while to find it, but survives a thousand for fallen Denali. Polish newlyweds. Oh my god, I can't say their name, but landed in Alaska last month, ready to kick off their lives together. Oh my god. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. But I was just yeah, so elated. Oh my god. Well, yeah. Wait, but when when you went up and you you had to come back down because did the did the guy? Okay, so when the guy, the husband came down and it was all fucked up. Did he hike back with you to show you no. where she was, or was he too fucked up? No, he was too wrecked. He, so he, he got just back, had, he had on a piece of paper and pencil, just a real vague sort of kind of idea where where she was. He explained what happened. They hit some stuff on the way down again. Luckily, like sort of mm. getting caught on rocks and things as so, rough as that is. But that that sort of saved him. Were you there oh. when you got back and he was there because you got back to the camp where he made it to? Mm. Were you there for them to say that she's alive, that they've picked her up? Yeah, like that was an founder? amazing moment. That, that was really amazing. I remember yeah. like, I didn't really oh. know. Oh, it was so awkward before we found out that they were okay because there's this guy and this t- there's a cousin of this, this oh, yeah, guy yeah. by himself in a tent, like a four-man tent, just like he's thinks they're dead and like we didn't know like we went over like gave him a bit of tea and some chocolates it's like what do you do like what do you actually do like mm. but but the whole mood changed after we found out they're okay after like we you know got everything was all sorted i just there was this big rush of optimism with the, the possibility of summoning um like amongst us all you know like before that it was like oh maybe we should turn around like we shouldn't be here or Oh, because everything just, was getting so know. hectic. I just, like, yeah, I, it was yeah, hard. It wasn't wanna, working. And yeah. the next thing, you've saved. So these people have been yeah. saved. The weather's good. For you're sure. up high. You've you've overcome so much so far. Yeah, and it's only stuff you got to do again. So it's like, if I was to be like, oh, this is like, even you know, if things hadn't been okay, for me to go, no, nah, I'll come back another year. It's like that's another year that I'm gonna have to risk being in front of those ice oh, and it's yeah. another you know like so like that's where other team members like on my team were kind of like nah like we're not going to risk all this again mm. like you know you wow. want to minimize your time in dangerous parts of the mountain but mm. yeah so that was awesome though when we found out they were cool they were safe um you know that yes they had forest bite and things weren't great but they were alive and going from two totally dead to at least two alive was huge huge wow. like thing wow that's yeah. insane that is absolutely oh. insane <laughs> oh my god this guy's walking down in the morning when you're waking up <laughs> yeah but not broken like, not even what happened rest, to them man. just the actual what's insane too is just the feelings that you must have gone through that whole thing being on a freaking mountain so high up high altitude wildness Two people fall off going looking for them. Think they're dead. Find them. They get rescued. You're still on the top of a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like... You know what I mean? Like, holy... Yeah. You know, and now you're still like... Like, are you yeah. getting tired? Like, how's your adrenal fatigue? Oh, like, are dude, you just... it's incredible. Like, you, you, yeah, the end... Of, like, by that point, you do sleep because you're just, like, so wrecked. You go to sleep. You eat so much food, drink so much boiled water. But, yeah, 100%. 
it's it's pretty full on. I remember even looking at the guy going away in a and they call them screamer suits. They're like the 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 like things they lie down on the helicopter takes them. But um, I remember kind of like the weirdest part of me being like, damn, like that looks pretty chill. Like just being <laughs> taken away from the mountain. Like, oh damn it. God. But uh, yeah, like I was just no, nah, I was so stoked they were okay. Um, but you know this this is like where it's like you couldn't write this stuff like. After they got taken away, we're climbing up, and I've I've finished the book by then about like uh, the the way back about the prisoners of war that I was telling you about earlier, and um, we're climbing past where they fell, and I'm looking down, and I'm like getting shivers, like I can't genuinely to this day I can't believe they survived that, like I wow. really really can't, and my mates climbing up, uh, I think Elia this day is in first, Alex second, me third on this, like we all switch it up. And I'm going past, and I look at this thing, and I look to my left, jammed in a rock, is his ice axe. Upside <gasps> down. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. And I just go, oi, boys, let's stop. Go across, did like a sort of ice mix ice climb over to the side, grabbed his ice axe, and like just like looked at it, looked down, just thought, holy shit. Like, this is crazy that I've found this. Like, oh, on the whole God. mountain... Yeah. You know, like he dropped yeah. it, he fell. Like I can't believe I found. It. Yeah, yeah. It's and you've and you've not only have you found his ice pit, you're also looking at the at what his where? fate was. Oh. Yeah, oh my god, did that scare you too? Like imagining like someone fell through that. For sure, for sure, it scares you. Like looking at that and just like yeah, just how fragile life is. Like in that. Nah, you're in a mountain, you fall, area. you fall. Yeah. I got blown one yeah, time yeah. by an eddy come off his mountain. I, I should have been I should have been on my crampons, mm. but I was still on the split board, and I was, like, just trying to go up sideways. I just should have – it just got too steep, yeah. and a gust of wind just, like, it eddied off the thing and just blew me straight up my feet, and I just went sliding down the mountain. And then, again, I had to jam my, jam my um, ice axe in, nice. but I just slid, like, 200 metres like that. And because I had mm. the split boards on, the skis – on my th- like I was getting rolled and getting flipped and my oh, legs were like you know because oh, I had these hu- huge yeah. being like I was getting nailed the first bit when I fell and then I just like once I stopped tumbling I started sliding and that's when I was trying to get and I dropped I fell 200 meters like yeah. I slid 200 meters just like, until I had the until the ice axe stopped me and just before I stopped was just before this big bowl yeah like oh. a huge drop off into this huge bowl like, and I stopped, like, I don't know, maybe 50 metres before it, but, like, not far. Uh, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I would have kept going and, like, away. gone into a big Man. hole. And if I, <laughs> I could have slid down the whole mountain. I don't know. It was just, like, so, like, you're like, Yeah, it happens shit. quick, I reckon. But like, that was, like, oh, only two. That was not, you know, I slid, but that yeah. wasn't falling. These, these guys are falling, like, <laughs> straight. Yeah. Like, you see in that Everest movie, the guy just, Phew. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just straight down. Just straight down. Yeah, I think it happens all way too quickly. Just and then, step- like, mixed up with the ropes and things, you, it can be tough to self-arrest and the panic and, you know. But, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's, it's Did you have, like, a plan in place? Like, if you fell, were you practicing in your place, like, in yeah. your mind? Like, if I fall, jam my pickaxes mm. in. Like, if I, yeah. if I fall, try jam my feet. If I fall, then go for this yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You, you practice that um, all the time. Like, when you... When and if you decide to do your training in New Zealand or wherever, you will practice there. And you practice falling different ways. You practice falling off, off balance. Um, yeah, I did. I actually did another course as well with Andrew Locke. Um, uh, he's like one of Australia's most accomplished mountaineers. And he, he was really good in like teaching me 
like all those second nature things you have to know mm. and and they are so important like you want to get those things down well, that's what's going to say yeah, like line. catching you off guard and like yeah even just going down to the snowy mountains in australia and practicing that literally practice run and jump off like like you're going down a slippery dip and then try and self-arrest with your eye, ice axe it's like it's all the little subtle things that you learn that are going to also save your life. Mm. Like just holding the ice axe in the right way will save your life. You're holding it wrong. If your leash is caught up, like there's so many different... Yeah, I was going to say, do you have it variables. strapped to your arm sometimes? Yeah, you can have like leashes on. That can also be get in the way sometimes too. I made some leashes for myself. That, so if I drop my ice axe, I'd sort of catch. Mm. Um, a lot of people have them. Cause I drop, you forget like you're on your real steep. You put something down and oh, there it goes. Mm. <laughs> like, no wow. joke. That have, I dropped. What did I drop? And I was like scrambling. I just caught it. Yeah. It was something like a, one crampon or something like. Oh. It was something. Mm. Oh no! It was one of the skis. The split board. It was like the ski. Like I put in the thing and it just rolled and like started flying. I just oh. caught it. And I was like, oh my god! I would have just dropped like one of my skis off the mountain. Oh man. Deadly up there. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? That was my transport too. It's like you're stripping well, yeah, into a like snowboard. You know, like for surfboards. I suppose you could. No, I don't Why know. Like, because it'll get caught on something when you're skiing. I don't know. When you're <laughs> snowboard. Because it could be know. a bit. Ma- imagine right now with all the mountaineering and all the everything. Someone just like listening right now, like, huh? How did we never think of that? <laughs> yeah. Hang on a second. Yeah. Uh, classic. <laughs> I'm oh, sure yeah. they've thought of way more shit or they got something. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's an original idea. <laughs> yeah. Should we put a pattern on? Yeah, pattern it up. Yeah. Might need to edit that Talking bit out. Long, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Alright, so you've just found this guy's Isaac and seen how far he's fallen. Yeah. And I thought I'd just like yeah, I thought I'll take that to the top. Like for him, like I don't know. <laughs> in my head, I was like, "That's even brilliant. though I don't, I don't know." I just thought, like, because you know how early I said, like, I, I wanted to dedicate something to someone, like, who mm. passed away. Well, for this mountain, I'd, I'd chosen my dad, so I had a photo of him. Um, uh, and and also t- to be honest, like Denali was really special, like mountain because my grandma actually passed away in alaska as well she died really? in a car accident Whoa. yeah so there's like all these weird emotions and things going into it and little you know, connections there, there. Like, yeah connections you're... and she like you know i have this like this shirt at home it's like a alaska shirt it's like a little kid's one that she'd bought me on that trip that she actually passed away on and yeah just like little things like that just kept building to this yeah. like Wow, you know, dramatic just, summit push. I was just thinking in a really spiritual sense, sense too. It's like in, you know, and they always say like the like we talked about earlier, the spirits of the mountains, and mm-hmm. and that's where her spirit transcend, transcended. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the port for that is like would highest, be Denali. It's just like this mountain huge mountain, mountain with all this energy, yeah. Like that they you know they see as sacred. Yeah, and it's like yeah, I can see why it'd be so deep there as well because it's like your blood, like your bloodline, like your spirit line, yeah. or wh- whatever you know. It's yeah. like has transcended there. You know, it's got like, like history. Yeah, going back. I was thinking that, like, even looking at it, it's like I wonder if my grandma, like when she was on a trip, you know, her last sort of experience, if she looked at the, you know, it's looked at the same these. mountain the same she... way. I'm sure she never would have thought like my grandson who's wow. just been born is going to climb that. Like, And that was a nice bit of like sort of firewood within me to wow. be like, I want to get to the top of this thing. But um, yeah, so I had that. I had my dad um, and then I had this ice axe and, and the day came for the final push. And 
we woke up, crack of dawn, we'd had a couple of hours sleep. How many days? Just you know set off. Now? And have you got a good view? You. And have you got a good view? The view at that point is insane. Like, wow. yeah, it's just getting higher and higher. You're like it's 6, harder to breathe. now? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're at about, no, I think we're about 5,000, I think around like 5,300 around that. 5, so you're pretty much going for a 1,000 metre push. Uh, oh, I'd say, I think it's actually, man, there's going to be people listening matter. being like, wait, no, it's actually this much. But I think it's, I want to say 900 metres. There'll be some yeah. Denali nerd out there that will tell me exactly yeah. the distances and camps. But um, yeah, it's a big day. Like the push is still a big, big day. So yeah, we managed to get a pretty decent sleep. Again, spirits were high after all that. And we set off with um the two the two six-year-old um, mountaineer oh, guys, guys and, and, yeah. the, and the two girls had come with so us. Had They'd your... sort of been following us along. And it was awesome because we sort of broke the trail for them. But then everyone would help out with things. You know, girls, the girls would share food with us because one of them was a chef. And then, you know, the older guys just had so much experience, mountain experience. They'd, you know, they'd put us young bucks in our place without stuff. It'd be great. Like, oh, yeah. so just we do this. Yeah, sorry, Jan. No, no, yeah. I just want to know. Like, I just want to know, like, you're, like, when you've, you've gotten ready, what was the call made that we're going to push for summit? Like, did you have your weather window? Like, yeah, so we had one, one weather window. That's a good question you're asking because, yeah, there's one weather window, one more chance, really, and the boys were so keen to take it because even though we we're at the highest camp, if we, you know, if we don't want to get caught up there because so, if the weather goes bad, you're not in a great zone and also the air's thin, so it's like you're, you're breathing pretty shit. You're not sleeping very well. Um, so we have this one weather window, and, yeah, we set off as a team. It was, it was great. Like, our team's linked up with a couple of other teams, and we, we so all, all of you. we all set out all together. It was, I, and I was stoked with that as well because, like, I just thought it was great. Like, we wow. all got along so well. We had this, like, weird bond that we'd been through, a fair bit of stuff together. So we head out, and... Yeah, like the day went really well. Um, so the American girls and the other team, we got to about, I'd say, 200 meters from the top, and I remember they were just wrecked, and they were like, they, they were just had this resignation, like we're turning around, and, and all of us guys were like, nah, you guys can do this. Like you're still within your time. Like, you can do this. If you don't do it now, you're not going to summit this year. You're not going to summit. And then, like, that little pep talk was so good. Because they, they turned around. Like, they'd, they'd walked downhill again. Oh, my and we God. And we were just like, nah, you guys have to keep going. And then they did. They they came to the summit with us. And it was just just going. What? Yeah, sorry. No, no. It's just like, I'm thinking. So, they've literally been pushed all the way to the limit. To the point yeah. where they're like, nah, we've got to turn yeah. back. Oh, they were wrecked, We've got to yeah. turn back, yeah. Yeah. And then, so if they they turn back, they'd go back to Camp 5 and push, try push again another day, like have some rest? If, they, like, if they went back, no, nah, they couldn't have stayed at Camp 5. They would have to, they probably would have stayed there a night and then pushed even you, further you just down. Can't do it. it would you have just been can't the end of the it. expedition. Because yeah. the problem is you're just at the end of your whole gas tank for the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's really hard to dig deep um, and... <laughs> Yeah, do that again. That's literally wow. you're at the yeah. end of your tank. Wow. You've yeah. you've climbed a freaking mountain. Yeah. You're up there. The oxygen's low. You've done yeah. all this, and now that the hardest part yeah. is at the end. So you've got to put all the might into yeah. the last little bit. But where sure. were you at for your tank? Like they've turned mm. back, and then you're like, nah, we well, can do it. Like, are you, were you having moments oh, of doubt man. yourself? I was. The, I honestly like so earlier in the expedition, I had a weak day where I was the weakest. I was like a baby. 
um, Ellie and Alex had to tuck me in and like, you know, take care of me. Um, but I, luckily this is like my best day, like on the whole trip. I felt so strong. I was breathing really well. I was really alert. I just, I just felt good. I felt really good. I don't know. I think I just kind of had this gut feeling we were going to summit and, um, I don't know. I felt really good. Like in saying that though, some of the other boys, cause like you take turns at breaking trail and going to the front. So everyone gets exhausted at different times. Like, um, Elia, um, my mate, he, he's the, he's like the strongest climber you'd ever meet. He's insane. Um, but on the summit day after we summited, he was wrecked. Like he, he, he'd used everything. So, wow. but like, I just got to tell you that last, that last five meters before the top, you know, you, we were just, all of us, everyone was just crying, like just tears of joy. Just like, it was the craziest experience. When like, you knew you were making such, it. We just knew, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, like last four years, three, you know, three or four years of climbing mountaineering, I can't actually, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm four more steps from like reaching this insane goal. And we got to the top and like, I think my teardrop like froze on my cheek and I was just like, fuck, like life doesn't get better than this. Oh my God. And, and we just hugged, like, man, the, the two boys just hugged. We'd been together by then, by then, what was meant to be a 14 day expedition, I think we summited on day 25. So oh, this has been shit. a big, big, it was crazy. 25 cra- days uh, in that yeah. wild environment, 25 oh. days on that mountain. And we still have to come down. It was ridiculous. Wow. It was honestly ridiculous. What, so, did, what, what did you feel like when you looked at your mate and you gave him a hug that you did it? What was that like? I just, I just like, I don't know. I just felt so like proud of like everyone. I just felt so like happy and elated that we'd we'd done it and we were safe and we did it within our time like you know we still had a fair bit of time to make our way down down, yeah Yeah, and i just i don't know i just just such a amazing feeling to accomplish something was there seven of you on the very top of the mountain yeah so on that at that moment in time there was seven of us um yeah, I think maybe like super earlier some other climbers had been there but um and then maybe a fair few three hours later or so like because they're climbing in a different style they're a bit more faster like and 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 also let's be honest like there are better climbers for sure who can just shoot up stuff real quick but um yeah at that moment in time we were there by ourselves and and it was the bluebird weather just beautiful beautiful clear sunny day you're looking what, yeah. what did it look like? You're looking out over North America. <laughs> yeah, over a, literally like yeah. Alaska. <laughs> what could you see? Oh, you'd there? see everything. It was insane. And just like, yeah, the view. We just got the best weather. Like you hear about people doing it in whiteouts, getting to the top and they're like, great, and have to turn around. We just had clear, no wind. I was like able to put my dad's picture down and it just stayed there. Like, oh, it was you're really kidding. beautiful. And, but yeah, man, as far as you, I could see, you could see like the coast and like you'd see so much up there. It was insane. And just looking down, like the camps, like even the high camps look like the tiniest little ants' nests in the distance. Like that's just the, the amount of distance that you c- cover. I was thinking like, oh, that's got to be camp one. It's like, no, nah, that's camp four. It's like, oh, Camp One's over there. It's that tiny little speck. Oh. And that that's amazing. But, 
yeah, just the bond that like all us guys sort of got from that. It's like you can, I could never describe to anyone. Like we literally cheated death on a couple of occasions in I reckon for sure. And then 100%. we've achieved this thing that from uh, when we were little boys and, and, and for the girls, little girls, like we all wanted to do. It was amazing. You cheated death more than just what you knew. Mm. There's probably so much more that you didn't even know. That yeah, how close, yeah. Yeah, how close shit was. Yeah. yeah. Like you might yeah. have been walking over crevasses that you didn't even yeah. know that were about to like. Oh, it was crazy. But it, when you were up the top, mm-hmm. like when you summited it, did you have time to be able to sit up there for a while? You know, like like when they get to yeah. Everest, like you, you get like something like 20 minutes max or something. Yeah. You got to get off. You got to get your body out of that mm. altitude. Yeah. But like for Denali, like on when you summited, yeah, could you did you have hours on end or was there like a like nut? Nah, we've got to enjoy this, yeah, at the moment. Oh no, we definitely <clears throat> did enjoy it. I think it's kind of annoying. Like in in the summit photos, someone put like a like another team had like just left the rope up the top there, and it was like all tangled up, and that kind of annoyed us to be honest, because we were just like, what the hell? Like, what's this doing here? But um, <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> We, um, we, oh, no, honestly though, we enjoyed it for half an hour. I'd say, I'd say half an hour. We're up there and we just all took a turn of having a moment on the top, like by ourselves, you know, just, just everyone had sort of five minutes to themselves and fuck dude, like it was such an emotional thing. Like it was so, it's so hard to describe just how everything had led to that. And after everything we'd been through, it was like, whoa, we've actually done it. Like, this is awesome. And not only have we done it, we broke trail for like the sort of recent people to do it. And then we did it early in the season when like no one was around. Like, oh, and that was so, so special. But um, wow. yeah, so we head down, um, where, where? headed back down to the, the high camp and everyone was wrecked. Like, what was it like when you're like, when you're like, all right, Let's go home, boys. <laughs> like, you know, and you're like... <laughs> yeah. Well, no, nah, that was awesome. Heading back down was really good because, like, even though everyone was so exhausted, you sort of, you sort of, the lower you get, the air starts getting a bit thicker and you're thinking, oh, like, you know, it's getting safer. That's how I feel. Like, that's how I'll make myself feel. Yeah. Like, the further I go down, every step down is getting safer now and just got to do it. And that was, like... In, in my opinion, like my best moment of the whole trip because everyone was so wrecked. I, I let everyone back down from the top and I just felt like a real good sense of like pride because the, the other boys were just gone by that point. They'd, they'd used everything in their tank and, and I just got everyone back like to the high camp. And what was that like for you to have to step into that? It's like, oh, cause it's you, to be honest, like if someone else... Like, you might not have had that in you mm. because other people didn't. You had, you had to dig deep, you know, yeah. you had to find something. What was that like to just oh, it was keep awesome. digging, to well, keep digging deep? Yeah. Well, we all took moments <clears throat> of being, like, the strong person at the front, for sure. Mm. Uh, and, no, I felt really proud of myself that I backed it up and got everyone back down the mountain safely and got everyone to high camp and then tucking everyone into bed and, like, you know, everyone's oh. wrecked. Like, literally can't do anything because you just that... Fatigue so did you have your tent still set up for us uh yeah we left it set up so, yeah so we have that to retreat to and also our pack for high camps very light so it's not like you're lugging this crazy mm. weight yeah. it's more of like a faster alpine style but um yeah going to bed that night i think even at altitude everyone slept so well and then the following days just heading down we're just awesome like you're passing people coming up and they're like you just know you're like yeah you guys have to 
you guys have to go through hell and back too. <laughs> and wow. they're all asking, like, did you sum it? Did you sum it? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I got, got there. And that's an awesome feeling. Yeah. What yeah. an awesome feeling to be able to say, yeah, we summed it. And not yeah. only that for them, mm. because you're putting hope in them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, think of it if you're climbing up and everyone's just coming down going, mm. no, we didn't sum it, we didn't make it. Mm. Which is fair enough. And that mm. happens, but it's like, it, it makes you scared. It makes you question. People yeah. come and go on, no, we summited. You're like, yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, no, it was awesome feeling. And then you sort of tell people, like, yeah, you can do it, like, for sure. And it's, an, it's that's a great feeling coming down and seeing people. And it was also great because it was later in the season. So, like, all of a sudden we're coming down and all these camps look totally different. Like, like probably 50 people at each camp you know because you're 20 oh, right. so now days we're in the in. commercial zone because we start we started in like like uh i yeah, think it's, it's like 25. late april and then we finished in Ma- like late may so like we've been <laughs> there for crazy. a full month just sleeping out of these tents shitting in buckets keeping out like we keep so all you our keep stuff all the shit all, for a whole month man how many buckets did you We have? did it in but one one night, Elliot, the whiteout was so bad, he's like, I'm not getting snow in my pants. And I was like, all right, man, do what you got to do. And he's just done a shit right next to me in the tent, like literally oh. like a foot away from me. Mm. Yeah, it was insane. Well, I suppose, yeah. look, it's like that, yeah, seems pretty bad. But if you're on a mountain, you have to yeah. get out to like yeah. minus 20 yeah. with a minus 40 wind chill and yeah. like risk your life of like... To take a shoot. Driving a hypothermia, you're yeah, like, yeah. you know what, man, I'm doing it right yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> For sure. So, Wait, but that's like nah, good that you guys no are mates judge. like that, you know? Yeah, I oh, know. It's cool. I thought it was funny as. I think I even, it's a bugger because my phone, I swear I had a video of it on my old <laughs> phone. So I need to Yeah, yeah, how is that? I've got yeah. videos on my phone yeah. of Leaf farting in the van. We're living in this van <laughs> in Iceland. Like, cause it, and like... He, oh, I think I would sleep with my thermals on my sleeping bag, and he would sleep naked, yeah, you know, for for it to be warmer. No. And I was just in the morning, and he kept like open and just farting. I've still got this video of it, of it. But the van we're living in, because we had all our um surfing wetsuits, right? Yeah. And you're surfing, and you're pissing because you can't help it. Sometimes you see you pissing, you got these like dry surf suits on. Oh yeah. You know, so it's and it's like got the carpet, it's got all the wool on the inside, so that's just stinking up and stinking you oh, up, and then it's man. going down into your booties. Yeah. And so then that's all stinking, right? And then at the same time, we're eating like a high carb diet, like with like heaps of garlic and onion and like oh, potatoes dude, and stuff. Getting your stank so on. we're drying the wetsuits. Obviously, you got to dry them in the van. There's nowhere to freaking dry wetsuits. We're not having, <laughs> we're not washing because like you can't. Like yeah. oh, like sometimes like boil some hot water, but like you're in yeah. freaking middle of. Is, is he like an Icelandic mate of yours? Or no, he's an Aussie mate. But oh, I was just right. like, yeah, yeah. I was picturing like some like seven foot big dude like <laughs> lathered up in oil, and you and him in a van. That's what I just pictured. stinking of piss and yeah. farts. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, it stunk. Nice. We called it like poo. Sh- what do we call it? Like poo piss stink van. Yeah. <laughs> Something like it was like oh it was just God, so dumb. Dude. Like just, but this is how it is. Like you just got to live like that when you're on because you're on an expedition. Yeah. Expedition. Yeah, you're just gonna make it happen. Yeah, man, for sure. You got to do what you got to do, and like far out. There's no other place that you're gonna not care about that stuff than like you're worried about dying of an avalanche. You don't care about your mate shitting next to you. That's for <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're not gonna be like, go outside, you, d- yeah. you dickhead. <laughs> go outside to minus forty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, don't bring your frostbite back here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and also he's going to open the tent, let in the cold air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, fuck that. It. Shit next to each other, man. That's yeah. it. It gets cold. 
Yeah. Well, could you do like their feet shit down by their feet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's the poo spot. Yeah. If you need to go to the duddy, go up the end. Go down that way. And you would have been weighing in bottles in your um in your sleeping bag and just emptying um, it out. Oh, I think we did that a couple of times, but like for the most part, we just like pick a spot and we just do it there. But yeah, the reason why we put out like poo in a bucket is because if you just throw it everywhere, you're boiling the water around you to drink and use for your food. So if everyone just left their right. shit, it make like that stays there. It's gonna stay there until it thaws out, or yeah. someone unfortunately picks it up and goes to boil it. So you pee everywhere, but any of that stuff you just put in a bucket and you literally take it back to civilization. So everybody does. Yeah. Uh, well, be part people of the- who it's part of the thing. Like I reckon, definitely some dodgy people just chuck it down crevasses, but like we did not chuck any of our. We took it all. Wow. <laughs> Was it frozen? Yeah, all frozen. And what's awesome, it I learned stink. a trick. I learned a trick. Um, I'd just go outside. I'd just do it anywhere. And then, yeah, and then <laughs> and I'd in. go back once it's frozen. No worries. Pick it up like a Frisbee. Oh, chuck right. it in the bucket. No dramas. Yeah. That yeah. is freaking brilliant. Yeah, because it's so cold there. I remember like brilliant. doing a, goal, a golly once and it was like, fuck. Yeah, frozen. <laughs> so gross. Yeah, but it was like a frozen so, disc. It was like literally by the time it hit the ground, it's just like, oh, <laughs> golly, That's so nice. Aussie, eh? For any Australian, that. non-Australians listening, a golly is like your spit, but it's more like when you hock it back, oh, get yeah. a bit deeper, you know, like, yeah, get rid <laughs> from of that. One. You know, you know, there's always that bogany dude somewhere who's like, <laughs> yeah, just spitting on the. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So we go and yeah, back down the mountain. And other than that, some funny things are happening. The sleds start smacking people in the back of the legs, and because you're going downhill, and at some point you got to get your sled. And uh, that was funny. like where Having was the sled? Like, like camp two or camp three? Oh, it was like camp three. I feel yeah, like lower mm. down on the mountain. And then yeah, that was just such a funny day because like everyone's at their wits end. We've summited, which is awesome, but like you're just exhausted. Yeah, you're just it's like day twenty seven, twenty. Yeah, day 26, 27. Like when you're and on your way back just down. Like keen to get back at this point. Is it just so fast? Do you go like summit straight way to camp quick, three? Way you quicker, go straight yeah, to like 100%. camp. If I was to do Denali again, I'd actually probably like ski down at, at some point. Oh, mm. wow. Like, I'll put some skis yeah, somewhere. Yeah, maybe like camp three or four. But like, what if yeah. you're going along real fast and suddenly that you're like, oh, there's a crevasse in front of yeah, me? Yeah, that would be the danger. Yeah, because like. But expect- it'd be pretty awesome to do that. Or especially if you like couldn't. Stop yourself, and you're like, I've just got to commit, and you're oh, yeah. yeah, just jump at some. Yeah, crevasse. like a fair few people do do that. Like they actually really? ski down. Yeah, yeah. Like mm. a fair few people. They're so scary getting the board. Mm. Like especially when it's icy, like, and you see a crevasse, and you got to try stop, and you're still sliding. Yeah, really yeah. Scared. yeah. You you would have to, and also you'd you need good conditions. I feel to like make sure you could see crevasses coming. It's like all of a sudden it could just pop out of nowhere. Like don't know about you guys, but how many times you've been at the snow and you're like, oh yeah, that's just like a little bump or that's a little jump and you go and hit it and then next thing you're like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so that was funny just heading back down i think one night we had a celeb celebratory joint um me and one of the guys i won't name because you might not appreciate that but um and then i spilt my hot chocolate all over my um i was having like the awesome the best time ever like just loving it and then i spilt my whole hot chocolate over my sleeping bag oh, similarly no. you, your story with your sleeping bag and then i went from yeah being so happy to like next thing just being like oh my god my sleeping bag's frozen like i'm in an ice block right now and and i just got the scary so hard but it was, it was a like funny yeah thing. was a, were you scared 
Oh, I was just like, oh, it's so cold. Like we Did you were, make we were, it? Like, we were, we're pretty much back to base camp by then. Mm. So I was like, whatever. Like this is probably one of my last nights out here. So whatever. Like, when when so you cool. summited, how yeah. long did it take you to get back to base camp? I think only like seriously three days. So because yeah. wow. then we had all of a sudden we had like some pretty good weather and it was a different place, man. Like th- there'll be people out there listening maybe who have done Denali. I'm not sure, but who might be like, oh, it's not that hard. It's like, if they were to do it, like, so doing yeah, it late April. in the season's a different beast. Us coming down, we couldn't actually recognise the place. We're like, there's tracks coming up here. Like, mm. these guys have it so easy. Like, we wow. were, like, literally in waist-deep snow the whole time. Like, even with, like, snowshoes and stuff, it was so hectic. And then we're, like, watching these, you know, guided companies and they're not carrying much and just... And I just... I don't know. Something about it just makes me feel like, oh, it's just well, such it's a shame. You, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's yeah, weird. it's because you feel like um, because it was so much harder and, and more mm. challenging when you did it, it's like you had to do so much more to earn the same yeah, goal. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like that's, yeah. But it's like you should, well, you are, but it's just like it's so amazing that like you, mm. pu- you guys pulled it off and like, mm did that in those harsher conditions like you you can also say you did that you did yeah, it unguided true, you did sure. it in freaking april you know what i mean it's just yeah. like yeah no nah, i went for it yeah dude i'm the same i'm fully maybe i'm not gonna do denali now i was like oh man but holy shit yeah yeah nah you could do it for sure i feel like honestly i actually feel like our trip was a particularly like skits turbulent one. skits one i honestly do feel like that because like even like the other teams that we saw like didn't have some of those experiences like 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 that hectic carouse full or you know but i i think ours was a particularly pretty turbulent one what did it feel so like don't let it don't let to, it put you off man when, when you got back to base camp like what was the feeling like you get back and you, you, was that safety is base camp safety mm. or was it, were you safe when you're back yeah in it was safe uh, and and th- you know at the base camp so when we left there like i said no one's there just you in the mountains we got back it was like a full airport it was like the, a makeshift rangers airport like they there's like big tents and they made it all nice and obviously for search and rescue because it's more in the season where things go wrong and there's yeah. more people out there. So the rangers come in, they'd set up these, like a little sort of place and all tents though, like nothing too fancy. And they just made us hot chocolate. And I think like they made, made us some pancakes or something and we just ate them and, and we waited for our plane. We'd message the air service and we said, we got our, we've dug up our cache and our cache, you know our, how I talked about our first cache when yeah. we first landed. We buried it a fair bit because we thought we heard that ravens can get to it, even up high in the mountains. So we buried it about six foot under. We got back after all that snow. It took us like three or four hours to dig it up, <laughs> and we were down so deep. It was hilarious. <laughs> we're like, where the hell? Like, where the hell is this thing? Because it had snowed so much in that time. Oh my at god! The, at, for whatever reason, it was just like we were just like, this is ridiculous. Like, are we ever gonna find this? So, so that would have to be part of it too, not like, like, you have to get all your stuff off, hey? You yeah. have to get your cash. Oh, yeah, you have to. I mean, there's lots of teams, I reckon, I really think that would just leave it. You see things, like, which is a real shame. Like, I guess people, maybe when they're climbing, if, like, they're trying to keep themselves alive, that's the last thing they're thinking about, like, yeah. keep grabbing hold of their rubbish. But, no, we were really good. Like, like our whole 
our whole thing was like we don't want to leave anything behind. Mm. And I mean, that's seems that's to so be good. Being so respectful set, like that, oh, that that's the thing these days. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the only way. Because yeah. even chucking food, like birds and stuff, apparently can like up in those mountains can get like used to going back to those spots and like yeah. So like you just try not to leave anything. But yeah, that was amazing. Getting back to that, like losing the losing my no, my way no, with no. the story, but. So the plane comes, we take off. Hey, did you get the? Did you get that guy as pick? This, yeah, yeah, this I did. This is cool. Yeah, so we fly back in. I um, we check back in with the with the the Rangers, and I, I had the pick, and I I wrote a letter on it, and just from our team, just like, and I just said to the Rangers, I was like, can you please, please give this to them, uh, and then um. Yeah, so they end up getting it in hospital. I got a message from them on my American phone over there, just being like, "Thank you so so much." Like this, what like, which was awesome to just return that thing because I'm sure, like, man, like, I don't know. Um, it would have meant something. It would have meant what, something. He fell to his and death. I just, yeah. I just wanted to, yeah, show the love from it. From and our team. Not only that, stuff. you took it to the summit. Yeah. Did you tell yeah. him that? that yeah, I did. I wrote. I said, "Got to the summit." So. Yeah, it's kind of weird thing. It's like I was, yeah, oh, definitely had wow. to return it to him. Imagine, I wasn't going to keep it. No, imagine being in hospital, and like you've just done this huge feat. Your wife's mm. nearly died. You've nearly died. You've like fallen with pickaxes in the ice, and you're in hospital. Yeah, and you're trying. To, you're you're going for. You're attempting to summit. Yeah, and you freaking get his. Yeah, see his eyes, get it out of, and give it to him. Were they summiting when they lost their ship? They were, they were so close to the summit push. They were, they were just below high camp. So like two more days, they would have summited for sure after a pretty big expedition of theirs. So that was a mate. Like yeah, this is expedition, man. Like this is not hiking a mountain. It's not. It's that's a month they were in the wildest climate, in the on, on a freaking. Mountain where yeah. people die every year, yeah, and but that's not usual. Expedition. Like, the, the, like again, like I normally like Denali expeditions. I think are about fourteen days. Like ours was unusually long because of the yeah, because the time weather of the year. and the bad things the and the yeah. bad time of the year. But you know what? Like after we got back, I have no regrets. Whatsoever. How big is Denali? Awesome. Six. Six nine two. No, six six two. Six thousand. Look it up. I think it's around six thousand two hundred meters. I'm pretty yeah. sure, but wow. yeah, it, yeah. So then I just got back. Had a sh- I remember having a shower because I haven't showered in 27 days. So like, just so stinking, just oh, wow. so gross. Just in the shower, and I remember like just crying in the shower, just relief. Like I can't believe this done. Just like hot water dripping on my face, and being back at the town where we'd left. It was snow. We got back. It was like all of a sudden like summer. It was like all the everything had like sprouted and there's tourists everywhere and the pubs were busy and and then i facetimed my brother he's there with his his daughter marley he'd just been born i was just like poor like i couldn't even oh i couldn't God. even talk to wow. i like couldn't even hold the phone i was just like crying so much i was just so relieved and happy that i'd done it and i was safe and i was gonna like you know see my niece and like yeah, appreciation really special man wow yeah it's amazing how is it the fact that you and those two boys together as a team accomplish something like ridiculous? You'll always have that. Oh, yeah. You'll always sure. have that with those two guys. Yeah. And you all survived. Yeah. You know what I mean? You all pulled it off. You did it. Yeah, no, it was a, it's an amazing thing, you know, like just to be with people for that long and, you know, yeah, like 
it was and going from australia we've got no mm. real mountaineer like real like not on that level nah. so i was proud of all of us i thought i thought all of us did such a good job and we all had strong moments at the right times and weak moments at the right times luckily um and we all when someone was when someone wasn't doing so well like having a bad day someone would step up within the team and like that was everything like wow. it was how, so huge how old were you when you summoned denali uh, i was 23 yeah. or 23 that's, no i think i was 24 actually that's young eh? Mm. yeah it was wow. pretty young what a way to set you up for life it's like now mm. you know like when going gets tough yeah it's like you can just push through yeah okay. oh yeah. my god like yeah yeah, pe- people could easily underestimate you, you know? You know what I mean? Like, just feel like, you're like dude, you, you, have the, you have the mindset to be able to get you to the top of Denali. Like, it's yeah, like, don't fuck with him. He knows you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a funny thing, hey? Yeah, because you've got that strong mind now, you know? You've pushed through mm. something so incredible like that. Yeah. It's like, now it's a marathon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, no, wow. just... That's the annoying thing. Like, I've wanted to get back in, like, to do it, but with COVID and everything, like, I was planning actually on going to do the next one, like, the next big thing, which with those guys, we're planning on doing Gashabram 2 in Pakistan, which is 8,000 meter one. Um, Wow. And we're planning to actually do that, it'd be two years ago now, 2020, like, and then everything happened. So we're, we're thinking about, maybe doing a push in july of this year so so you gotta start yeah, training too I start what are you gonna that, do for training perfect timing for this podcast because this yeah. sort of stuff will get me just like but what are you gonna do for training i don't know maybe we can train together yeah should get, I do get, some training get with each you? other pumped should i do yeah. some training with you for sure i mean at the end of the day the best thing is pack training if you're gonna do mountaineering yeah. that that's the only and best way you just gotta carry heavy packs do heaps Wait. of hiking and yeah we can we do it yeah. we can go to the altitude center and yeah. freaking yeah 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 with the right gear oh yeah. i gotta tell you guys the last thing mm. oh, yeah. with the gear so i so we fly back i'm like holy shit got all the new gear go back to the airport let's find out what the go is with this thing and i get there and they're like great news we found your bag and i'm like great no worries i've i've already climbed the mountain i've bought double so like that's really good and they're like yeah awesome <laughs> and then i was just like look like I was supposed to stay in America for three months. I've spent all my money on new gear. Like, is there any amount of money you guys can give me for compensation for this? Like, literally, it spent like it was it was ten like almost ten thousand Australian dollars. Holy crap! Just to buy new equipment. Yeah, yeah, because wow. it was for the whole expedition. Like, I had to buy everything again, and the girl goes away, and I'm just thinking like, oh, I'll be lucky to get you know a hundred US, two hundred US dollars or something. And she comes back and she's just like, yep, yeah, we just wrote you up a check. And I'm like, what? And they're like, is $5,000 enough? US? And I'm just like, what? What? Yeah. So I've gone from having no money in my account, like after doing this climb, um, just thinking I was going go to Telke- go back to Anchorage and fly back to Australia to then having 5000 US dollars and like all this, ma- like thousands of dollars of mount- free mountaineering gear. And yeah, they gave it to me and wow. literally wow, just from cool. nothing. Did you, did, yeah. Now that you had double packed, did you sell some stuff or something? No, I just got it all in, in a shipping container at my place, ready to be ready ripped out. Yeah, ready for the next one. It. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Got all that stuff. Yeah. So I flew into LA and just was like, 
Well, yeah, just eating so much food. It was classy. I looked like uh, like um, Tom Hanks from Castaway. I was like, I had this massive brown hair. Everyone's looking at me like I was like homeless or something. And then I'd go to like a like an In-N-Out burger place and I'd just eat like so much food because I lost so much weight. It was wow. classic. Yeah. Well, I suppose, yeah, you're working so hard every day and you're eating like, oh my God. Yeah. How much did you lose? Oh, I reckon I would have lost like between like five and eight kilos. Shit. It's funny, hey, like you, you, like any, anything you push, you put your body through, it changes, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It's just like, just thinking, what was it like the first night you got a real bed? Oh, that was crazy. I like slept so well. I couldn't believe it because you're used to sleeping on the ice with just a little foam roller, but you do get used to it. But yeah, I just slept so incredibly well but it honestly took my body like a month to recover from that like my toes i couldn't feel a month later like, really yeah, honestly yeah you, did you get checked out for like really, frostbite and stuff no nah, i didn't get checked um i i had friends coming down another australian team that they they had frostbite and they actually didn't even summit which sucks because they're so much better like mountaineers than i am and just the weather and the wrong luck and they end up getting some frostbite but, oh shit yeah yeah, just, um, so I, like, yeah, I was okay, but unfortunately some of my friends from another team sort of copped a bit. What, why were mm. you, um, so, like, why was your skin oily? I just think, like, even though we use baby wipes and things, I think it's just, you're not, your skin's not breathing because of all the layers. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of gets, like, oily and like natural gross, oils naturally. Yeah, so out. it took me, like, a week of showering and scrubbing to wash all that. <laughs> rank wow. residue off to be honest there's <laughs> only one way to be real like, like you know i don't want to beat around the bush here they just had yeah. residue on me yeah. right yeah oh my god yeah that's yeah pretty bad. i'm serious like on the scrubbing brush yeah. the first one wasn't enough yeah well, you stink you're sweating and stuff in it too you're yeah. stinking yeah yeah shedding skin and stuff it's oh. right yeah i could yeah. smell it sorry did you, oh, did you smell your boots Oh man, <laughs> everyone socks. Just che- the way I describe it is cheesy. Everything's cheesy. Yeah, because you're not changing your socks. You're so not changing rain. your socks, you know. Yeah. You're like you gotta, you know. Yeah. You nice wool socks. You You've probably got one spare set. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I think we had like three or four sets, but like that over 27 days of mm. sweat. Like we'd wash them, and we'd like even when it's a nice day, you put them outside the tent, and just the sunlight and the wind will kind of dry them up, and then you sleep with them too. So whatever's wet, you just chuck in with your sleeping bag, and after a night, it's pretty dry yeah, by morning. Dry, is it? How's um, that, eh? But yeah, like that. Yeah, that whole side of it. Um, I think people would be surprised about. Well, yeah. you're not washing, yeah, you're yeah. stinking. Yeah, a, but you don't care. Yeah, it's that, the last of your worries. You're hardly thinking about it. That island trip I just did, you know, that was six weeks without mm-hmm. a shower. And like, yeah, I'm like swimming in the ocean, but it's still not the same. No. But then yeah. my clothes, because I was North Queensland until it's hot. Mm. And so I was like sweaty. And then we were having like the northerly winds blow in like salty, wet air. Mm. And so everything would just be sticky and wet. It'd be like yeah. that for days. And then if you get a southerly change come through, you can put your stuff out and dry it. But it was like days I had to just be like in my own sweat with sweaty, <laughs> wet clothes and sleeping on a sweaty, wet mat, you know, just Damn. stinking, you know. Did you need bathing in it? My clothes started stinking. My pe- my shorts fell apart. Oh, my they God. They literally just fell apart because they were like so dry and like salty and like just like they got like hard and stiff and crumbly and just fell yeah, apart just the salt water just my sh- rips around yeah my shirt stunk and all my, my black shirts had like white 
um, like kind of oh, sweat salt. stains yeah. and salt uh, th- yeah. through it and stuff. Yeah. They stunk. <laughs> yeah, they just, it was, that was good, yeah, getting back and having a shave yeah. and shower. Yeah. yeah, and then laying in a bed. That's awesome. What a great thing, like going out on an island. And just, yeah, but it yeah. ain't Denali. It ain't fucking like... Oh, man. There's, there's so many there's, great there's things levels in life, of things, hey? man. There's yeah. levels of things that I think what you've done yeah. is... Like, it's, like what you've done is something that I'm... In aspiring to to mm. be and like you've just told me your story of accomplishing that and actually like Denali I, I would do Aconcagua before Denali mm. like because Denali is more technical yeah you know what I mean it's just like that's not like it's yeah. just that's scary that is so like but don't like yeah, like whatever you do is going to be different like different sort of journey to get into mm. yeah but like if you want to do Denali, do Denali. I like one thing. Well, I don't like, know if I want to. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm scared, man. Yeah, don't be I'm nah. scared. I'm going to work up to it. I think it's step up to it. Like I said, even I, I was like, oh, I'd love to climb an 8,000. And then I was like, yeah. no, don't give myself expectation. I don't even know how my body's yeah. going to go on high altitude when I'm yeah. fit, you know? Because I had an altitude sickness once before. Yeah. When I was in Bolivia, it was highest we went was 5,870 meters in the north of Chile, yeah. South Bolivia, in yep. Sala de Uni. Mm-hmm. It was like somewhere we're doing this trek. And then on my girlfriend at the time, her birthday, it was her 21st birthday. Yeah. And I was freaking in bed. Like I couldn't get it. I was, had an altitude sickness. I was so like, oh. you're so lightheaded, so sick. You can't like, can't think straight because I moved too fast. Oh. You know, you got to move real slow. I just remember up there, just like moving so slow. Yeah. Trying to take deep breaths. And like you take a real deep breath, but nothing really goes in. And I remember at one time my mate threw something at me and I ran for it. I did a couple, a few steps. I was like, I tried to get it. I was like, Ugh. next thing I just couldn't get my breath back. Yeah. Oh, actually, here's a dumb story about Lake Titicaca. And we got a boat out to where all the reed, like where the reed islands are in the middle of the lake in, in Peru. And it's like all these like indigenous live on these like floating islands and live in these huts. It's all made out of the reeds of like the, the lake. Yeah. Anyway, we went out on this boat to go to this like island, this like little village, like floating, floating on this island. And me and my mate were like, wait, let's jump off the boat and swim to the island. So we're like, yeah. And so we jump off, landed in freezing cold ice water, oh, and we're at like around four, God, I think four and a half man. thousand meters maybe. Yeah. Don't quote me on what, like Titicaca. We were at high altitude and suddenly started to swim. And it got to the point, my mate Scott went down. He's like, I'm not going to make it, not going to make it. I went to this point, we jumped off a boat, we're like, oh, swim to the island. And next thing... We freaking couldn't swim, like, because it was too high too, altitude, and we had to swim, cold. and it was so it's cold. And I'm like, no. Nah. And I remember me and Ryan Purdy <coughs> going, "We've yeah. got this, we've got this, man." They so keep going, and Scott's like, "I'm not gonna make it." And we're like, "You can do it, dude." And he's like, getting out of breath, like, because <gasps> I think he smoked too, Scott. Yeah. But he's just like, he's so out of breath. And he's like, "Oh," and we're like, "Come on, man!" And like, we got to the island, and we had like laying down, like, because we thought we we're doing something fun. And then next thing we're in survival mode. Yeah. Next thing we finally get to the island, we're like laying there trying to catch our breath. Like, oh, oh my God, that was scary. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that was so dumb. Super cold water. Oh. Super yeah, cold water, high you. altitude and having to swim like... Dude. Like, it was like about 100 meters. Like, it wasn't a short swim. You had to swim. It was a long swim. We jumped into uh, ice cold water. <laughs> like, like, did you ha- go into hypothermia or did anyone get like nah, mad headaches? Nah, because it was hot outside. It was yeah. water that was cold. Oh, okay. That's yeah. like we jumped in. It was warm, but it was just so cold and it was just high altitude yeah. that we had to like swim and exert our body with no oxygen. You know, no oxygen's coming in. Yeah. You ever dove? Like you hold your breath and dive underwater and then do something with exertion? Like grab a rocket and like you, 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 
breath goes so quick. Mm, it's yeah. like when you're diving, you know, you're really relaxing. So you get the most out of your breath. So your body's not burning it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I do a bit of spear fishing too. And yeah. Like fully, when you're relaxing and just taking it easy, you can go so much yeah. deeper. And like, that's why, like, don't panic yeah. when you when you dive and you're coming back up too and you start going out of breath. Like, don't panic. You've got to get more relaxed and just keep your flow. Because yeah. if you start, you'll burn more oxygen. Yeah. You know, and that's, then before you get to you get shallow water blackout. It's just yeah. like you really got to. It's like if I'm going out of breath, I'm like, oh, shit, I fucked up here. <laughs> I really just try and go real calm and just keep my body going. Just like, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah. And you get up and you're like, <gasps> Oh, I won't get that. Yeah, doing that again. <laughs> oh sure. man, okay, this has been the most insane, insane podcast, dude. Oh what? yeah, I've had heaps of fun. What <laughs> is like, next for you, man? So it's the going to Pakistan when we can get yeah. it done. And like, do you feel? Do you, how do you feel? Like, do you feel like because mm. it's been two years since you've gone into this realm? Are you excited to start training, or are you, are you questioning your abilities? Like now, going oh. like it's been a bit, and now going for an eight thousand. Yeah, it's probably like probably good. I mean, like I, good in a way. I feel like the last two years I've been doing a lot of drinking and like <laughs> just sort of partying up here in Byron. Well, you're like, living in Byron, and you're yeah, that's you're tough. But like, I oh man, I'm keen to yeah, like get stuck in and get training again but i definitely i'm not going to go from nothing into an 8000 i think i've got to like like i'll probably be on a similar thing to what you'll you'll have to do do you like, want to come down, down in oh, well <laughs> if i could afford it man i absolutely would love yeah. to do that i'd do it in a heartbeat that's actually part of it that's like, the problem now you saying it? that mm. when i was like oh i should go to new zealand now it's like yeah. oh i need more funds and need some money. time but just yeah. time time yeah because i was sitting there because after i do ag and Cagua, i've got a few mates in chile mm. and eric on 14,000 miles to Chile, a podcast that I did, the guy was riding a motorbike from, he was riding a motorbike from Oregon down to Patagonia and back oh, over two man, and a half years. So and I did the epic. West Coast of Mexico. Yeah. And then he continued on. And then when the whole COVID thing happened, I was so excited to see like, what happened to Eric, you yeah. know? And he got to Patagonia, started coming back up. It was in Chile when everything went down. Yeah. And um, ended up staying in this little surf town, like way in the south. And then buying land, getting a girlfriend, hanging out, having an actual life. But in no that same way. town, he met the dude, Michael, which was the German guy in the episode that I told you, Sri Lanka, um, tribal war in Sri Lanka, when that tribal war had that war around us um, and fucking cut each other up. This is all in Sri Lanka, man. They cut each other dude, up and we'll stand at that place. And the guy that was running it oh was this German dude with his Chilean girlfriend. They're the ones that we went and hid in the room with. Mm. Well, we got well. We locked ourselves in a room on this freaking wall where people were getting cut up outside. That's so. And crazy he's in that town, that. so they've met each other as mutual friends of me in this town south of Sydney. I mean, south of Chile, like way south of Santiago, like way south of Chile. Yeah. And I've reached out to him, and said, "Oh, I want to climb this mountain." And he's like going straight up. He's like, "Dude, a couple of my friends here, they're like the they've summited Everest. Like the guy's like a um." medic on mountains and yeah. he's done agricaga seven times or something and he's like yeah dude he can hook you up he has the info like blah blah he's like you gotta come stay with me i've got a freaking um tiny house you can stay here and then i'm like oh my god eric so i messaged eric today and i'm like where are you gonna be in november or december like where are you gonna be in a year dude it's like where's your motorbike i'm like all right two questions if you're there i'm buying another motorbike and let's do a trip down to patagonia together and if you're not there can i take your motorbike and go down to Patagonia because he's got that motorbike set Just fully up with the go. surfboard racks and everything. Uh, and I'm like, wow. either yeah. either borrow it, like as I know he would, yeah. or get my own and go with him. And so then I've told Shelby, I'm like, wait, because she graduates 
in December, and I'm like, wait, straight up. If I push for the year, go for Agoncagua, then when you graduate, meet me in freaking Chile. Yeah. And then, fuck. Let's like do this do motorbike trip. Yeah. Yeah, that'd Down be Patagonia. awesome, So then man. I've been researching the last few nights, like not just climbing Agoncagua, all the things, but I've been looking up flights, like talking to people, you know, that whole... And that's what was funny. I had to... Because I went to mum's place and I had some money in my passport wallet when I sold my troopy, my other troopy. Yeah. And I put it there at mum's place. And so I went and got it because um, I'm about to build this shed at mine. So I wanted this cash. And I saw my passports. And I started looking. I've got two filled passports. I did a little video on my I Instagram that, story. Man. It's just like, it's just so many stamps. Ah, and I'm going through it. Yeah. And the next thing, I'm like looking up flights to Chile. And all that whole excitement out of every one of those stamps and that passport came back. Uh, you know what I mean? Of being this thing, you're like, it isn't just a trip. You make the most of it and you just fully go for it. Yeah. And so the only thing is now is I'm praying on the world going back to a point where I can get to Chile and I can actually do it yeah. in a year's time. So far, everything's been working out. Yeah. And like, so I'm just like going to, I'm just going to put to the universe that I will be able to make it to mm. Chile. Because I was also like, I've been like avoiding just everything. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm picking I'm not up what some, you're putting yeah, down. Yeah, man, it's such an Are you one of those ones? Yeah, it's such I a, might be one of those ones. Yeah, too. it's such a, yeah. it's like such a freaking, um, yeah, like, top, like, What's the word? Sensitive topic right now. I don't yeah, want to go there. Ridiculous. But for me, I was like, I was on an island up north. None of this shit bothered me. Yeah. It didn't matter. And I get home uh, and people are like, you've got to do this, do this. And I'm like, well, don't tell me what to fucking do. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And like, and then I haven't needed to do it. Then the border opened up and I still don't need to do it. So I'm like, oh, no, we'll yeah. See. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, we won't get into that because <laughs> pissing people off now. Yeah. Whatever, each to their own. Just come with love. If whatever your choice is, just you. You do your thing. Yeah, man. for sure. That's it. Fuck. Just yeah. Yeah, I think as soon as you find yourself not doing that, I think look within because you're not coming from love. So as soon as you find find yourself putting judgment on someone, putting someone into a box, feeling anger or resentment or anything towards someone, just take a breath and have a look and be like, you know, because that person isn't choosing to do anything to you. Mm. You know, you're not coming from love. You're not coming from honor. You're not coming from your superhero. Yeah. Who do you want to be in this world? Do you want to be that little resentful little bitch? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, oh, my God. No, I don't mean it like that. Yeah. But no, no you know what I mean? It's just like, off the yeah, shore. it's just like, yeah, I, that's, you don't want to like ostracize anyone. Well, the reason why I'm saying this is because you know it. And you know it, Rio. And the reason why is because, like, you can climb a mountain and push yourself through and realize that you have to create every mm. fucking step. You do every step to get to the yeah. top of that mountain. Like, you did that. Yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? No one else can do it for you. Yeah. If you you created that, it's like how Rio said at the start of this, he's like, you created that. You created your life. You created everything that needed to happen for you to summit that mountain, right? And so you've already learned that anything in life whether it's your emotions, any emotion is like you're creating it, mm. that you're in charge of your own life. And that's why I love adventurers. Because yeah. adventurers are freaking open-minded and strong-minded yeah. and within themselves because they've taken responsibility to go for to go for it. Yeah. They've taken responsibility to go, you know what, if I want to go do this, if I want to go have fun, if I want to go adventure, if I want to go accomplish and achieve and have these, do it. It's like I have to do it. So it's like, you know... It's like that with everything in life, but it's like, you already know it, man, because you're an adventurer. Mm, Ray already knows it. This sure. dude's got the fucking dumbest <laughs> stories. The, it's so funny oh. the life this guy's had. I just, he won't say, he won't got, tell me on a yeah, podcast what it is. there, that's for sure. Yeah, I yeah. asked him one time on a podcast, like, yeah. why did you leave America? And you just said, 
self-preservation. That's a good idea to leave. <laughs> so, the story yeah. so good. Yeah, right. <laughs> Have to hear that one like, off, off recording. Oh, my God. Oh, All right, nice. we've been here, dude. For, dude, this is the longest podcast I've done, and I reckon one of the best. <laughs> oh, really? Hey, this yeah. Awesome. yeah. Such fun, man. Oh, yeah, man. Fun, I could, man. I, yeah. I could, I could fully split this into two episodes. I, I actually I don't think I will but you fully could because it's that good you want to leave someone being like oh my god leave what happens next yeah. yeah you could <laughs> leave him hanging like you were on the pickaxe like yeah oh dude I'm glad you're still here yeah no it's good I like I kind of I kind of thought it'd be like a long form thing it's like so many stories what? still even some that I'm holding back but like man so we can do it next again. time yeah next oh, time we'll, we'll do it done. next time Wait. after the next adventure what does your mum yeah. think did she know uh, this story? Like, we're, we're looking at this uh, book yeah. right now that you showed me, which yeah. I'll put some photos up on my Instagram yeah. of this trip so people can see the wildness. But has your mum seen this? Has your mum realised what you did, what you went through? Yeah. I don't, what you've accomplished? Yeah, man, I think she's, yeah, I think she's pretty proud. I think she really loved that I took, like, dad's photo up there and stuff. Oh, and, like, awesome. yeah. but, yeah, I don't want to, like, make her stress unnecessarily about things, so... These crevasses yeah. are just... Well, now I'm going to send it this podcast. No, no I'm not going to do that. <laughs> nah, she'll listen, I'm it, sure of it. It's just better yeah. if mums don't listen sometimes. Yeah. You just come home and... Yeah, because they... Oh, it trips me out how much my mum worries about my sisters. I and mean, she said that yesterday. I was like, I was like no, I said to her, God, like, they're, they're all right, they'll be fine. She's like, I just worry so much. And I was like, well, you don't need to worry about yeah. me. And then she was like, yeah, but I do. And I'm like, I kind of like freaked out for a little bit. I was like, does she worry about me as much as what she does as my sister? Yeah. Because I don't want that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's just mums are worried. Mm. I noticed yesterday, I was like, wow. Yeah. Because like, yeah. my, my sister's living in the States and she hasn't heard from her for a few days and she can't get hold of her and she's like, mm. just freaking. I'm like, mom, she's an adult. She'd be yeah. right. And she's like, just, no, nah, she's freaking. Yeah. I have to send my sister a message to contact mom. God. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah Actually, uh, my sisters do that to me. Oh my god, they do it to me. Oh my god, they do that to my mum. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, mum. Yeah. I'm all right. All right. I just sometimes I just I just can't write back to people. <laughs> mum's learned that she's got to when saying, she writes to me you. like she's got to do it in like sentence single sentence form so it comes up as multiple messages so I read it because I want to open up my messages and it's actually hard with social media too because a lot of people message me with the podcast and stuff and yeah. I really want to respond to. I just miss messages sometimes yeah. that I wish I didn't or like get back to too late of like someone really reaching out and I'm like, mm. shit, because it's just like, I just can't, I just can't sit there for an hour a day, like mm. writing. Yeah. Being on your phone like the like, whole just, time. Like, I'm trying to, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now we, what, any final words really? Uh, I loved it. No. <laughs> yeah. I'd be keen to do it again after the next next adventures we might have to touch base after you dude. back on Kagawa and maybe me in the Himalayas or whatever oh like, dude it'll be touch yeah. base again That's, um, and if you know Year, any mountaineers years time from now or something yeah if you know any other guys with stories mountaineer stories this is what oh, I want to hook up sure, with because it's all uplinking I know so many people I've got people with yeah, way crazier stories than yeah. me and dude like, for one too I want to thank you too because like you've just motivated the fuck out of me you've also just opened <laughs> you've also us. made me realise I'm being a bit, little bit naive like I need a I need to like focus on a few more like what like about like going to New Zealand or something. Yeah. It's like you know I need I need to do the training, the not just train in the gym. Uh, yeah, I need to get more into the technical training. I will like straight up. I was like, For oh, sure. I will go to the Western Faces with Blake in winter. Yeah. Like I will like you know just make a bit more commitment. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, I just need to commit a bit more. 
It's a good investment, so like, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for like... So, yeah, whether if we end up training or anything, mm. but like, that'd be sick. But if yeah. it doesn't, I'm like, I'm saying I've already got so much out of this for like yeah. what I want trying to... Yeah. You know what I mean? You've already passed no, it so awesome, much. No, it's awesome, man. I'm, yeah, I've had an awesome time. Thanks, guys. Sick. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Yes, <laughs> sir. So if you guys like this episode and would like to support keeping this podcast going and also get me up that mountain, please feel free to donate through the link in my bio on Diaries of the Wild Ones Instagram or the website diariesofthewildones.com and in the menu bar, hit the donate link. And please share this app on your social media stories or just tell your mum. A penal knife giveaway this week, guys, to whoever shares the podcast and tags Diaries of the Wild Ones. I'll choose a frother and send out a knife. Much love, guys. Enjoy. Jari apa, jari cinta, jari apa, jari cewek